thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Gameware Express. My name is Adam Arinder, and it is Friday, March the 4th, 2016. This is episode number 118. Stephen Martin. Whoa. You're back from Houston, Texas. And how? I, I'm, I'm back. How was your trip? Ugh. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Oh, okay. I'm probably not going back out there. Not, not oh. for that thing. Oh. Not for what I just did. We'll talk about that a little later. Yes, we'll get back to that. Neil and Vaughn are out this week on assignment, but that's okay, because we have a very special guest filling in this week. Um, the creator and lead designer of one of my favorite games I played at PAX South. Please welcome the owner of King Crow Studios, Mr. Cody Louvier. Hello, you, everybody. How are you today, Cody? I am absolutely wonderful. Thank I'm, you for having me on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Join us in on our, uh, I don't know, 90 Minutes of Bullshit we do? Yeah, that's, no. that's the actual title of the show. <laughs> 90 Minutes of Bullshit. I stream it on another RSS feed, 90 oh, Minutes do of you? Bullshit. That's good. Got, like six subscribers, yeah. <laughs> it's going the same well. people I made t-shirts. Whoa. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, we really appreciate you coming on. Ever since uh, we met at PAX, I've been trying to, well, first of all, I've been trying to get more local developers on the show. We're a local podcast. You're local. You make games. We talk about games. I figured it'd be a good combination of the two. And you're also set up at the Louisiana Tech Park, like when we had Godric and uh, Derek on for Cyberpunk Casanova a few months ago. And uh, you're working on Quest of Souls. Correct. I am in the same office. Uh, we actually, I work next to uh, Derek and Godric in the Level Up Lab. So to let everybody know what that is, yeah. uh, I'm sure you know in the, in the previous podcast you guys explained it, but um, we have an open room that three different video game companies have the opportunity of working out of. Now mm-hmm. we have a fourth, but they're not always there. So right now it's Bitfinity Games. They're making Tadpole Treble. We mm-hmm. have King Crow Studios with Quest of Souls. And then, as you said, Jetstream Games with Cyberpunk Casanova. So all of us, we work every single week together, sometimes full-time, sometimes part-time. Okay. But it's an awesome hub of indie development. Yeah. And we have mentors in the facility. We have other game companies within reach. Uh, Pixel Dash Studios is literally across the hall. Mm-hmm. So if we ever have questions, I mean, these guys have been in the industry for a while. Um, we actually get to, get to use their expertise and their professionalism uh, to our advantage. Excellent. That seems like a really good way, I guess, to share resources, like you said and bring more development down here to Baton Rouge because I feel like there's that little hub of the game industry down here a lot of people don't think about or know about. Like you always think you have to go to L.A. or New York or Austin. Austin, Seattle, yeah, totally. Canada, for that matter. Yeah. I mean, not Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is definitely what people don't don't imagine. I still have uh, I'm from Lake Charles, and there's people back home that when they find out what I'm doing, I mean they're they're amazed. Yeah, you know they're like there's there's no way. And I wish Kid Cody, you know, a 13 <laughs> year old version of me, could see what's going on here right now because it is really amazing. And we're mm-hmm. now hoping to get more press, more airtime, and spread the word that Louisiana is going to be a huge video game hub. We recently had um, In Exile Studios, mm-hmm. or In Exile Entertainment, they're, uh, they did Bard's Tale, Torment, yeah, uh, yeah, Wasteland. Yeah. They're in New Orleans now. Yes. Um, you know, they're over there. We've got um, High Voltage Studios. Okay. Uh, and a number of studios are being drawn here, even with the tax incentive reduction. Mm-hmm. Which, which is uh, everybody knows we used yeah. to get 35%, which was awesome right. uh, for all labor, for all video games, which is why this kind of started to grow. And now we're down to tw- a lowly 25%. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, seriously, I'm still getting a fourth, you know, for labor. So it's amazing. Um, right. We have a, a great growing community here. And our hope is that we can only expand upon it over the course of the next couple of years. Okay. So tell me about King Crow. Is this, uh, how long have you been, you know, in business, uh, studio? 
Gotcha. So six months okay. is, is our rough estimate of time that we've been working. And that, that does include about two months of team building. And yeah, for me, sure. And me going out there, um, I talk to people. At, whenever I first was introduced to the Louisiana Technology Park and the Level Up Lab, I sat down with every other video game developer that I could, and I asked them as many questions as they would allow me to. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I wanted to find out what was going on, and that led me to create the current team that I have right now using the existing talent we have here in Louisiana. So I get to do some really cool stuff involving uh, the companies that I mentioned earlier, actually all of them. <laughs> so I, I kind of went into the tech park. I found the coolest and the best talent, the coolest people, and I recruited them to work on my project in addition to what they do in their day-to-day -day time for their own companies and projects. Okay. So as opposed to taking them away and, and trying, you know, being stingy, I, I wanna <laughs> I want everyone to be successful. So I get to use their expertise, their their knowledge to also train people that are getting entry level experience to the video game industry. And uh, one of uh, I guess friends of the podcast, Sam Hardy. Yeah. Hey Sam. Uh, you know, she is one one of those people. So we have. Uh, Josh, who owns Starblade Games, he's doing the Nefarious game. He's still trying to, for a year, trying to get him on the show. We just keep missing each other. I need to make this happen. I, I, I can help that. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll talk to him later. Hey, Josh. Um, so we were able to get use Josh's uh, professionalism and his years of experience. I think he's been doing this for nine years now. And he's wow. worked with tons of the companies here. So he's helping Sam with some of her professional, uh, you know, the way that she can uh, produce work, you know, like mm -hmm. the speed in which she, she produces this work, the quality in which she does it. We're using reference examples from all kinds of games. So that's a wonderful relationship. Yeah, definitely. That we're able to uh, help people become, you know, achieve their dreams, as sappy as that sounds. You no, know? you're not I wrong. Mean, I wanted to be a game developer since I was a wee lad, and, <laughs> I, and I was making up stories and trying to you know, create my own uh, card games and all this other kind of stuff, and now with with the way Louisiana is developing, and we are you know, a few years behind normally, yeah, uh, we're, yeah. we're finally able to see that. So I, I got art from uh, Josh over at Starblade Games and Nefarious. I got comp composition. So Bitfinity Games, Matthew Toronto, he does the Brawl in the Family uh, webcomic he did, and they're fixing to release Tadpole Treble. Mm -hmm. He is doing all the comp uh, like he's composition, all the composing for all the original music in Quest of Souls. Oh, cool! Uh, based out of the Super Nintendo era, we you know Matthew is a huge fan of, of that that era of games, so he listens to a lot of Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, and all the really good, wonderful music that we can think back to, and he uses that to influence what he's making for Quest of Souls. Um, and then, um, I'm, guys, I'm going to keep going here. No, so uh, <laughs> uh, we actually have even more cool stuff going on where we're taking other people, other electronic artists, other people that are doing chiptunes music, and we're letting them remix some of Matthew's songs. That will be a Kickstarter reward is what we're okay. going to try to do is, is do remixes from we have Professor Shy Guy, we've got uh, Princess Cluffy, and we're working out negotiations with other artists to remix everything Matthew does. And that's really cool. I've seen other games do that, like Shovel Knight or mm -hmm. Crypt of the Necro Dance, or like they have their main soundtrack and then let's like mix it up a little bit. And I always like that. I think it's a neat way to, you know, get it out there and a good, you know, backer goal. Oh yeah. To, you know, I mean get them a piece of that music. You can get the remix version if you back this tier, or you can just get the original uh, soundtrack composed by Matthew with this other tier. Uh, mm -hmm. we've got a couple of different packages. So we got music there, we go art there. Uh, additionally um, Pixel Dash Studios, uh, Jason Tate over there, he's one of the co-founders, he's helped us tremendously with our programming. Right. And he is a, he's a, a fantastic programmer, one of the best in the state, and he comes in and, and actually acts, acts as a mentor with all of the Level Up Labs company. That includes Infinity and Jetstream. 
So I can use him as a springboard. I, I'm actually have a meeting with him on Monday where we're going to just talk about our current state of the Kickstarter video that we're creating. And I'm hoping to use the, their, their creative powers mm -hmm. to help us bridge a couple of uh, uh, ideas that we're toying around with right now. Um, but not only does Jason help with immense amounts of programming, uh, the other co-founder, Evan Smith, he created our Quest of Souls logo. Mm. And he's going to be helping us doing some more graphic design as well. But his uh, the logo is one of our favorite things. People, I mean, <laughs> people are such a big fan of it, and yeah. uh, you know, we owe that to him. So we've really developed this game, and we're we're moving forward with almost every other indie company that's mm -hmm. in Baton Rouge. Um, yeah. And you know, we're we are in in combined efforts with Jetstream. Uh, you know, like we're doing bundle packages with each other for our games. I did notice that on their Kickstarter. If yeah. you go to a certain level, you can also get your game. Correct. As a part of that. Yeah. And uh, and we're hoping that um, you know that will also give us some exposure. So whenever we start our Kickstarter, then the, those everyone else's already existing fan bases and friends and family mm -hmm. can help us make our day one as awesome as it can possibly be. Definitely. So I got. Did you get a chance to play Quest of Souls <clears throat> at PAX? I, did I know you were moving around a lot. Yeah. I checked it out and um, I liked it. I liked what the the demo y'all had. It's a uh, Twin stick fantasy shooter. Yeah. Which is right up my alley. You know, I mean, I've talked about loving those types of games. Are you an Ikaruga fan? I uh, certainly am. In fact, I almost, uh, when I got Ikaruga on GameCube, I almost turned my CRT the other direction to kind of <laughs> make it correct. Uh, I guess that would make more sense on a widescreen display. Right. On my, on, I remember on Ikaruga, you can actually change the, mm -hmm. the display of that to make it go top down, which is the way it should be. Exactly so, the way it should be. But if you put that on a widescreen monitor, and then you have it horizontal, but then flip the widescreen monitor, mm -hmm. just like same thing. Then it's just like the same thing. Yeah, but you got more, you got more, I guess, more real estate. Mm -hmm. Oh man, because it's filling up the whole widescreen monitor. Mm -hmm. But one interesting twist I liked when I was playing Quest of Souls is it was more than just a shmup. You also had abilities, like you could do like the the ice wall, or when you like killed someone, you took their soul, and you could like turn them into a zombie and send zombies at you, your opponent too? You are 100% correct. <laughs> so nice. one of the main characters that we're, we demoed at PAX was Brynhilda the Good Lich. Uh, so a uh, brief blur about her story. Uh, Brynhilda was, uh, worked at a, a college of magic. Um, she wanted to hunt down undead. She joined an undead hunting group. Uh, she wanted to, to figure out a way to hunt undead eternally. You know, you're a vampire. Someone's bugging you. Like, you can go to sleep for 100 years because they're going to die. <laughs> you know, and you're like, you're like, okay, you know, mummies, same thing. Like, all of them, you can just like wait out your enemies if they're too vicious. So she was trying to find a way around that. She did use some questionable magic to put her soul in an object and becoming a goodly lich, still trying to maintain her her ideals and her purposes. Mm -hmm. So she has these a bevy of necromantic or just wizardly spells at her disposal, including throwing flaming skulls as her primary projectile. She summons a wall of ice to block enemy projectiles. And then exactly what you said, every enemy that you destroy as Brynhilda, their soul is released and you mm -hmm. capture it. You can then turn their souls into undead, which work as meat shields, they uh, offensive abilities. You know, right now, the zombie trudges towards the closest enemy, explodes, dealing an AOE uh, explosion damage to whoever's around them. Be... The explosion animation is great, by the way. Thank I do you. want to commend y'all on that. <laughs> that is, that was one of our very first animations where we were like, "This is this is exactly what we're going for." Like, <laughs> we, we are very satisfied with our zombie explosions. Uh, on the website, we have, I think, a, an RGB version of, of the zombie explosions. Oh, that's good. Uh, so people can see all of them. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, let's see, she also has a, an ability to summon a shield around her, um, very much like Ikaruga, where you have the black and white mm -hmm. projectiles. You will have magical and physical projectiles in this game. Now, the magical projectiles, and this is, we're, we're still working things out, but right now, magical projectiles, I think, are red, and mm -hmm. physical projectiles are blue. 
and that's every projectile will have this coat of, of color on it so you can tell them easily at a distance and whenever they're coming at you but Brynhilda can take magical projectiles and absorb them with her soul shield and turn it into mana that's one of her other mechanics and I guess there will be multiple characters with different abilities as you go through well one the two other characters in the game the main characters the one that people definitely attached the most <laughs> to is is a character that we actually modeled after my own personal pet um, and that's <laughs> Toki the Dragon Slayer. She is a Pembroke Welsh Corgi and she does have an eye patch uh, in a great brawl with an evil world dragon. So like in real lore, uh, Corgis are fairy mounts, like fairy warrior mounts okay. uh, in, in Wales. Like they would ride them into battle. <laughs> and I thought that was like, man, that's too cool. How do we not have like a game that involves something like that? And that's what we're doing. So she's one of the other characters. You basically already sold it to my sister when she hears this because we had a corgi growing up and we loved it. So if there's a corgi in that game, like sold. she's going to be all over it basically. Awesome. And then you guys can play together. You can play as Yoshimbo or Brunhilde. And, and speaking of Yoshimbo is the last character. Mm -hmm. who He's a lizard man samurai. Uh, we actually based him almost entirely off of Akira Kurosawa's movies, uh, specifically, you know, Yojimbo. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, oh man, I'm, I'm going to lose him here. But, uh, all of the characters that uh, Toshiro Mifune played. Okay, that that's what I was thinking of. So mm -hmm. any one of them in Seven Samurai, you know, like Yoshimbo, his storylines, stuff happened. He went on his, you know, wandering Ronin right. quest, and we're trying to parallel all of Akira Kurosawa's movies to whatever Toshiro Mifune did. Yoshimbo will have also done. And of course, as people can understand, Yoshimbo is a play on Yojimbo, which is an Akira Kurosawa movie, and Yoshi. <laughs> so we can still call him Yoshi because he's a lizard man because his full name is Yoshimbo, and uh, and it also has Suck the it, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, guys, we got a Yoshi too. Uh, so you say that you you know been wanting to design games your whole life. Did you always have a twin stick shooter in mind for the first one, or is this just you know what drew you to make Quest of Souls the way it is? That is such an interesting question. Uh, I actually pitched my first game to the tech park, and it was a turn-based strategy game, uh, very akin to a Final Fantasy Tactics or mm -hmm. Fire Emblem or, or any of those. That's right. that's my bread and butter is turn-based. Like that's that's what I want to play all the time. You know, XCOM, I just knocked through that playing Fire Emblem. You yes, know? Uh, I, I love that any kind of strategy. So I had this grand idea, and I don't want to go into too much detail because we saw that in the future, but um, <laughs> but it was this awesome, you know, just epic, everything was detailed, and they told me, they're like, look, they're like, that is a big scoped game. Like, this is your first title. And right. as the incubation, you know, mentors and, and consultants, they wanted to let me know that that was, that was a big project to try to take on as my first game. Mm -hmm. So... Now, something that really made me feel good was they said that they still wanted to work with me as a person. They're like, good. we want to work with you, so we're going to figure out another game for you to make. Mm -hmm. So I had other game design documents at home. And the, what I originally started off here with Quest of Souls and what it is now, are, I, I can't even begin to describe like how <laughs> different this is. Like the, the, the feature creep that changed this game into a totally different beast. Originally, it was a screen scrolling uh, shoot 'em up. You know, it was just straight where you had like fantasy settings. Um, it was very uh, you know Galaga style. Enemies right. would show up and you would go through them, but it was all fantasy oriented. And the screen scrolled along, so you were pushed through the level. That is nothing. And it was just normal. <laughs> it was like a wizard, a mage. I mean, a wizard, a thief, and a warrior. And they all had their own names and everything. But I even have like early screenshots of what we you know we were trying to play around with. It it evolved and mm -hmm. and it evolved because I had the community at the tech park and everyone that worked on this on the is working on the team with me to help me make it awesome. 
Okay. And so like we, we would we would spitball ideas. We're like, okay, well, what about this? All right, well, if this works this way, what about this and this? And that just evolved our game into what I'm very proud of right now. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm an exceptionally lucky guy to have been able to stumble into uh, almost like my wife went to the tech park one day to drop off paperwork. Uh, she's an accountant. And she was uh, talking to somebody, and she saw a room with video game posters all over it. <laughs> so she tells me about it. And she's like, "You got to check this out." And I emailed them, and that, that's what all—that's what started it. So yeah. I mean, it was a very random occurrence. I had never heard about them otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing I heard about that was going on locally was that EA and the I, testing facility yes. that I worked at for three whole months. <laughs> yeah. You worked there for three months. Yeah, I got my right under my ear. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, I worked okay. in compliance for a while. All right, I was on Origin. Okay, so, okay, so you were doing the PC stuff. Yeah, back okay. in 2010, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, that was before me then. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I jumped into compliance, I think, like four years ago. Okay, so, uh, like 2012. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Time has gone by so fast. I know. I can't, I'm like, I don't even know when that really was now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, more gray hair since then. That's all that I know. <laughs> um, so for people at the tech park, yourself and everyone's included is this like all full-time jobs for y'all at this point just making these games or is this just kind of a pet project or passion project on the side like we have real full-time big boy jobs and this is kind of a passion project for us how is it over there for y'all it's a combination of uh, both okay Uh, so i am uh, i'm very lucky to be able to do this full-time Okay, um, so this is it for you. Like, this is okay. Me. You know, this is my company. This is everything. You know, this is this is uh, in a, in a, a very uh, uh, you know black and white way to put it. This is my life. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is gonna make or break whatever it is that goes on. Now now the success uh, or failure is is not contingent upon me continuing my existence, of course. Right. But uh, but. but I feel like. It. Um, well, when you're running your own company, it can feel like that way very easily. Every single day. Yeah. Uh, and there's some really cheesy stuff where people say, you know, like, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Okay. Now, I, I kind of understand what they mean now. Like, yeah. I, I work every single day. I work mm-hmm. Sunday to Sunday. You know, uh, I have artists that are communicate with me in the afternoon and the evening. I have programmers that communicate with me during the daytime. I have uh, various marketing meetings, PR people. I have a, a great network and group of, of uh, people to rely upon and, and seek consultation with. But this is all the time. But you know what? I still have time to play video games every now and then. And I love what I'm doing. That's good. I, I've never, never, ever been this happy and i've never worked more though but it's 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 weird you know it's like i i know that if if i was working for someone else doing this uh it it wasn't quite the same thing i would have different feelings about it but Mm -hmm. but every day man i I really i feel like i'm very lucky to be doing what i'm doing that's awesome so somebody some of the other people there are not you know they they have a part-time interest in what they're doing Mm -hmm. or even some of the employees you know like i know that some of my employees are part-time they don't get to do this Mm full-time that is the entire reason why we're having this kickstarter is so that I can take my part-time employees and turn them into full-time employees. Right. I'd like to, as altruistic nature, I want <laughs> them to achieve their dreams as well. If, yeah. if I can make other people as happy as I am, as long as they have the dedication and the passion to do it, do the work and, and mm-hmm. be involved, man, I, I'll do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> Every single day. You know, I, I, I'm more than okay with that. So we have full-timers. We have part-timers. Um, I think I'm one of the few full-timers, though. Okay. Most people there, this is... 
This is in addition to their daily loans. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Like a passion project, exactly like what you said. I know that uh, Derek and Godric, they both have full-time jobs, mm-hmm. and they get to do their their game work, you know, in the nighttime, in their, in their spare time. And right. They have meetings every uh, certain days every week, and that's normally the way it works at the park, is people have days. Like, I know they show up two days a week, a couple other teams show up two days a week. I'm there kind of Monday through Friday, just because just I can. Right. And, and I like being there, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you. So... King Crow's been around for about six months. How was that just being – going to whatever it is what you were doing before that to be like, well, I'm going to not do this anymore, and now I'm just going to like form my own studio, make my own game, you know, all that stuff. Like how was that transition? I'm sure it was scary, right? It was It was very scary. It was intimidating, especially, uh, uh, you know, I have business management um, education and experience, but – I you know you can't prepare for a lot of the unknown. You don't right. know how video game development in Louisiana is. It's 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 something that until you get involved in the community, you know, it, you you have to learn. You know, I mm-hmm. had to pay my dues. I you know I had to spend a lot of time researching. Um, so I'm very lucky. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop saying that eventually, but <laughs> I, I feel like it. Uh, I worked at a place called Franklin Press, which is a a printing facility in town here in Baton Rouge, and I. I feel like I was destined to work there to prepare for this. Hmm. Uh, my boss there was an awesome guy. Uh, whenever he found out well, I was chasing my dreams, uh, he did everything in his power to help me, to make sure that I had the opportunity if I had to go to a meeting to accommodate something. Like They were there to help me. That's awesome. I've never felt that way in anywhere I've ever worked. Right. And it sucks that I finally had a place that treated me so well when I get this kind of opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. like I wish I would have. I mean, I loved to work for them years ago, so I could have actually worked for them for a few years. But uh, I did uh, database processing there. And, uh, you know, we do some mail stuff, big printing machines, send out a bunch of mail. I actually met my main programmer, Kenneth Cummerfelt. He is their, their main programmer there, and we work together there. Okay. So I talked to him about you know, interest in doing that because I knew I was going to do it no matter what. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to find a team like a good adventuring party or a dungeon master. I was like, I'm <laughs> going to assemble the team that I need to get this done. The Nick Fury of the group. That is that is exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel that that's what I was doing. I was like, right. all right, assemble, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I got I, I just got so many great, uh, uh, you know, powerhouses to, to help me do this. Um so as I told them, hey, you know, I'm, this is what I'm doing full time. Um, I worked on easing out with of the, the company with them and the responsibilities that I had. And I've still been by there. You know, like mm-hmm. I had them print out some of my pamphlets that we gave away during PAX. Yeah. Uh, I've gone by there just to say hi because I have such fond uh, memories of, of the people that I worked with. Uh, there's, It's like things just fell into place. Mm-hmm. And, and my wife constantly tells me, she goes, no, things didn't fall into place. She's like, you worked very hard to do what you did. And, and I, I want to make sure people understand that is that – I say I'm lucky. I say that these things kind of worked out. I was working easy 18 hours a day to accomplish my goals. You know, and that's that's saying I slept eight hours. Right. You know, that's like last night I was up until four. I I had an inspirational moment for the the Kickstarter and this game design element, and I was like, I gotta do this now because inspiration is fleeting, and if you let it disappear, like a great game idea can just be gone. And mm-hmm. it's hard to remember those ones that you think of at like four o'clock in the morning. You right. know, uh, you wake up, it's just like a dream. You're like, oh shit. What was I, what was I thinking of? You know, like I can't, I can't remember. So that was my transition, which was was glorious. Right. Um, I, I I can just hope and wish that people, other people, have that same experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody needs a job at Franklin Press, you know, they're really good people. <laughs> the I remember you talking to uh, when we went to the IGDA meeting mm-hmm. the other day for the local chapter here in Baton Rouge. You were telling me like the night before PAX, 
you were making changes to the game. Oh, we we didn't just change the game before PAX. We changed the game <laughs> before PAX. It was a uh, we didn't. It wasn't a twin stick shooter the day before. We wow. I, so yeah, imagine <laughs> that. Before. Okay, what what we had done it's previously. A dance game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it was a rhythm game. It was yeah. rhythm. You know, we uh, it was a four player. You all used one controller. Uh, <laughs> It was uh, you aimed with the right thumbstick, but you actually shot you shot your projectiles with the right trigger. So it was still a, a shoot 'em up, but okay. it wasn't a twin stick shooter. Right. Um, and the shots were much slower. Mm-hmm. Now there were some coding issues that we kind of had to get around with that. It had to do with the animation versus how many you could shoot per second. So for a long time we could not shoot past a certain amount. Like it wouldn't go just it was bugs. We fixed the bug. We fixed the bug and we reduced like how many shots per second, uh, and we increased it to where it is now. You're running around. I mean, you have a stream of fire that you're just laying waste to all of the objects and the enemies in the battlefield, and it's just much faster. It's much much more responsive. So we didn't just change it significantly the day before we left. Every single night it packs. Friday night, Saturday night, even Sunday night. Yeah, whenever a programmer got back, I think he still worked on it. If he, I imagine he did. We were all so tired, but. <laughs> We changed it every single night. Mm-hmm. We took feedback from what people were coming up because that was the whole goal of us being right. there. You know, I mean, fifty thousand people. Yeah, yeah. How, how can I? Fifty thousand people that we bonded with. Yeah, uh, I was ready to get reamed. Like seriously, <laughs> I was ready to walk in there. There and could have, be some mean people at these conventions. Like we we waited for it. <laughs> we were we were expecting it. Like I I had a meeting with the staff and we had hardened ourselves to a degree to expect there to be harsh criticisms. And right. I was trying to tell them how to politely you know uh, acquiesce out of an argument about something or or you know just be like yeah no we're working on it. We had so many positive people. People that came by every day. That's uh, awesome. You know, and we people that came by every bit day and got to see the progress that we were doing. Yeah. So they would be like, "Hey, this is different," and we're like, <laughs> "Yes, it is. We changed. You, you all said we needed to change where the UI was because it was blocking where the enemies were on the top of the screen. Now it's on the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we changed things every single day. People noticed it. We got a great following from PAX and. Um, Something that I haven't really mentioned yet is we also demoed a mini game in PAX. That yes, uh, Necro Ball. That's actually the first thing I played. Okay, cool, cool. Necro Ball is our competitive sport amongst necromancers. Uh, it's got a graveyard battlefield, and it's most akin to uh, foosball, air hockey, soccer, and tower defense combined. And we want to have a mini game for each one of our characters. Our game isn't just a shoot 'em up. There's going to be influences from from straight up Chrono Trigger, from Final Fantasy VII, and mini games, actual elements. Ooh, are we getting snowboarding? We're getting snowboarding. <laughs> He's had an influence from Final Fantasy VII. That's true. Not? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. you you joke, but uh, uh, but we have not mountain. ready to talk about snowboarding just yet. <laughs> there there is a mountain pass level where you are on the tops of mountains and. Final Fantasy VII snowboarding scene was a very prominent influence <laughs> to many of the developers. So that's something that you can use as an exclusive for your podcast. Could you like somehow mix the dating sim elements uh, into the snowboarding sequence where there's <laughs> it's like a date. It's just it only it's a date that only lasts until the snowboarding is over. It's a really quick date. It's so like a speed gotta, dating. It is speed for the dating slopes. on okay. a snowboard. Oh man, that's a free idea for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you can use it, or if you, you know, maybe another game. You can use it in the next. Game. <laughs> Whenever we do our, our snowboarding game, you know, mm-hmm. our full fledged one, we'll, we'll add that in. We'll do a snowboarding dating sim. It could be in Colorado. The huge market for that. There's no <laughs> snowboarding dating games, not yet. We, we could also turn them all into uh, 
birds. You know, that'd be great. Had a full Perfect. boyfriend did a good yeah. job with that. I think you could, if you do that, you're guaranteed to be on Sony's platform. It's pretty easy. <laughs> Get in touch with Shane Bettenhausen and his uh, group of guys. I guess Nick Sutner would be the one to talk to if you want to be on PlayStation. So, uh, I, I, have you spoken with Nick Sutner? I don't even know what that you name is. Right find now. him because his job is to find you. Is it really? <laughs> his job is literally to find you and put you on PlayStation. Because that is what he does. Yeah. Okay. So if you're listening, Nick, um, <laughs> and, and I guarantee you he's not. <laughs> but if you are for some reason, no, totally. That scene. That's the kind of awesome stuff that talking to you know guys like you who have additional knowledge outside of our community, like you can benefit us in those great ways. Absolutely. Um, uh, I'd love to get my product in, on any platform that that would accept it. Um, you know, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. As a moon kid, you know, like Nintendo. Really want to. We're get Nintendo fans. Yeah. So I mean, don't worry. I have this thing. Gotcha. Steven's usually playing my Amiibos every episode. There you go. That's oh, true. So <laughs> I wanted to originally go with Wii U and 3DS, and then NX got announced. And yeah. now I'm like, do I want to be one of the last games on a dying console? Even though I don't know if Wii U is a dying console, I'm not trying to jump the gun and say that it is. And I love Wii U. 2016. But uh, that right there. Wii U lineup's looking pretty good this year. It is. That, that uh, Fire Emblem game coming out. Uh, what is that? No, you, you were excited about that. Wait, we'll wait, talk I'll, about that later. We'll talk about that yeah. later. Okay. <laughs> not really a Fire Emblem. Gotcha. Well, so that's uh, um, that's a very interesting to know. I'll, I'll have to get that name from you or any contact information. Yeah, later totally. Yeah, um, yeah, because Pax is a lot. Oh yeah, Necroball. That's what we were talking about. That was the first thing I played, and it's like you said, it's kind of like soccer. You're shooting. You're you're playing as as Brunhilde versus uh, one of the antagonists, and uh, your your necromancers have the same ability. So we wanted to mirror the abilities on either side. You have every ability I mentioned earlier: the flaming skulls, the ice wall. And the soul shield, except for the zombies automatically spawn. So you have a timer on either side. Mm-hmm. When your zombie spawn timer fills up, you have gravestones all over your side of the battlefield. It picks a random one to spawn a zombie at. So okay. the zombies will then spawn and go to the opponent's mausoleum. Every zombie that enters the mausoleum is one point. Mm-hmm. Now there's also a necroball, a skull in the middle of the battlefield, just like foosball, just like you know air hockey, and you can move that around physically with your character by kicking it around like soccer, or you can shoot it with mm-hmm. your projectiles. Right. And if you shoot that or hit that into your opponent's mausoleum, you get five points. And the game is a race to twenty. So people are uh, people are getting intense. Like you can kill your opponents, you can destroy their tombstones so their zombies don't spawn, and that way they can only score by necroball points. Uh, and it's very very action oriented once you start getting into it with a competitive opponent. Yeah, it, at first, I mean, I won't lie. At first, it's a little much. It's very overwhelming. You, you gotta you know take care of the tombstones. You gotta kill the zombies. You gotta take care of the ball. You gotta ice shield your mausoleums so can't score. But once you get it, it you're like you get it, and like. Neil and I, I, I think I picked it up before he did, because the first time Neil and I played, I just crushed him. <laughs> and the second time we played, it was 1919, and oh, it was, wow. like, intense. Oh, man. And I ended up winning. Ah. But, <laughs> but no, it was a lot of fun uh, that second time, because, like, once you get it, 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 it takes a match. I'm not going to lie, but, but I like that you have to worry about all those things. Like, I like the simple stuff like Dive Kick or even mm-hmm. Rocket League, but, I, you know, adding a couple extra layers, there, I don't think is a bad thing. I, I enjoyed it. And the complexity, it was only going to get uh, more fine-tuned as time progresses. Right. That, that actually, that, that was that was a fever dream, that minigame. Mm-hmm. I seriously, like, well, I, hopefully I didn't have a fever, but I woke up <laughs> in the middle of the night, and I couldn't sleep, and I was inspired to make this minigame. Mm-hmm. So I wrote all the design stuff, and the next day I met with Jason Tate of Pixel Dash, and mm-hmm. he, he uh, took it upon himself to, uh, you know, like, well, we organized it all, of course, but he basically did all the coding for that minigame. Mm-hmm. 
while Kenneth was doing the coding for Quest of Souls and finishing all that stuff last minute. So we had these done like a day or two beforehand, except for, you know, we did, we did change the Quest of Souls stuff, you know, <laughs> like I said, the day before. Um, but Jason knocked Necroball out in, I think, like a week and a half. Wow. Yeah. 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 He really, he pulled, pulled through very, very <laughs> much for us. Uh, thank you, Jason. Do you have any, like, programming experience, or you're just, like, kind of the ideas guy and coming up with all the, all the stuff and have them code it? I, so... I have a limited amount of, of coding experience. Working over at Franklin Press, I learned a little bit in Fox Pro, mm -hmm. and, and we played around with uh, small scripts to just uh, manipulate data and, and its flow. Um, I have learned through my own spare time how to manipulate Unity, which is the engine that we're using to create our game. Um, and and all, with the experience that I have, like I can look at scripts and I can change variables. I can I can figure out you know what I can read it and translate okay. it. Now. How long it would take me to create the same scripts that Ken or Jason would make? It, it's not even comparable. Mm -hmm. um, now I can take what they have and I can modify it. You know, okay. like I can go in there and find what needs to be modified. You know, if they don't have a public variable, I can add a public variable or I can change. A, you know, like I said, some number, some some factor right. in there. Um, and it's really cool because I can also provide pseudocode. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, for for anyone that doesn't know, that's whenever like you can write out in almost sentence structure what code does. So then I can hand that to a programmer and say, okay, here's the idea for the code, and they can then translate that into you know a functional uh, mm -hmm. script. Okay. Um, additionally, Unity has such a plethora of scripts available in the asset store, um, so you can just buy them. You know, like right. if you're not a programmer, you can go on there and buy almost every single script you need or package of now we're talking. Script. <laughs> so and that that's that's actually possible, and people have used that to make other things like Game Maker in Unity, which takes mm -hmm. out all the scripting. And Unreal, their engine, I mean, that's what they try to do at its core. Yeah, they want to remove all scripting elements from it, other than the super basic stuff. That way, you can just it's a bunch of state machines where you know right. if you're doing this, then this is what happens, and if you go to this state, then it changes to this. But that is uh, that is probably. I'm trying to think. Unity is, is really good as far as a lot of the coding is, is concerned, but I uh, my limitations are not as as uh, uh, vast as my programmers, so mm -hmm. I lean on them for the complex things. Right. Specifically, Jason, because he has years of experience, mm -hmm. uh, and I can you know I, I know that if there's a problem that we've we've encountered or we're encountering, it's all about like you know how much time you put into it because you see these problems in code, and once you learn okay this 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 is is a problem because of this then you know what the source is and it takes you less time to find the source the next time so yeah they're they're invaluable yeah uh, definitely my, my my bevy of intelligent uh, people <laughs> on the team because like you I remember being six years old and wanted to make video games like when I got older and then I took one programming class at LSU Done. and I realized no this is not for me. I'll just write snarky columns for the newspaper instead. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's always something I've wanted. I've had interest in wanting to do. I just like, well, I don't, I can't do this. It's daunting. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just looking at it, it is, it is another language, and that yeah. people don't understand that. Like, it's, it's like learning French or learning mm -hmm. Spanish. You have to relearn the way that you think to construct a sentence, mm -hmm. and and it's just you're learning to speak to a computer. I'm, yeah. I'm saying, all right, computer, whenever I press <laughs> this button, I want you to spit out a fireball that we have saved in this area, and if that fireball hits something, computer, you delete that, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's that's what we're doing. We're simply right. simply telling them what it, what to do. Uh, so so if you're interested in doing game programming and you don't have the access to a programmer offhand, 
looking into Unreal or using Unity's Game Maker, which is okay. another add-on. Those are things that might interest you. you know, okay. Or at least a cursory search might provide some kind of enlightenment if, if game development is not too far out of your, your wheelhouse. Right. I guess I could segue into, I guess, the last question before we get on with the, the I guess the rest of the show. <laughs> For people out there who are listening, who want to like make games and want to do that kind of thing, whether it's programming or you know art or music i mean how would you recommend they do it you know, how they follow their dream you know it, not everyone can just up and stop what they're doing to you know just start making a game so do you have any like recommendations for people out there like what they can do to make the next quest of souls i i do and and what i've told people in, in interviews and podcasts and everywhere i can is you have to find your community your community will help you now you can't just say, "All right, I went to an IGDA meeting. Now right. what?" <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it starts. Yeah. you know, I learned, and IGDA is the Independent Game Developers Association we have over here in uh, Louisiana, and we're part of the Baton Rouge faction. And uh, Jason is the president of the local chapter. So when we, when I went to those first meetings, first Wednesday of every month, the Londoner, I got to know everybody there. Mm-hmm. Now it wasn't over then. Okay, that that was me knowing everyone. I then went to every meeting after that. I met people. I introduced myself networking and and i know networking is the buzzword that, <laughs> that's going to describe how, how it occurred but uh, finding your community and becoming a part of it mm-hmm. uh, even if you don't know how to program you don't know how to make professional pieces of art you don't know how to compose finding where these people are what they're doing on a regular basis they'll be doing game jams you know mm-hmm. th- um, that's that's a common thing nowadays they'll they'll have gatherings they'll have other opportunities for what you're interested in and, and to find out more about them. But it's up to you to work very, very hard and, and show people that, that you're, you're sincere and this is what you want to do. Because, you know, you can, you can tell. Well, whenever I go to these meetings now and I talk to some people, it's very infrequent, but I can tell when someone's giving me mouth service. You know, right. In a, in a, if that didn't sound too weird. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, uh, you know, like, all right, this guy, he's got cool ideas, he's talking, but you can tell he's a talker. Right. And that's that's the that's where it stops. Mm-hmm. It's can you take your ideas and turn them into something? The way the easiest way to do that, guys, start off by creating a game design document. When you create a game design document, you're putting your ideas on paper or in text, whatever. That way, you have something to show people. Mm-hmm. If they can see, at least as a design point of view, as a story creator point of view, that you've gone through the trouble and the hard work of making a full fledged game design document, then they know that that you have something more than just an idea yeah you've gone through through you know the, the trials and tribulations because writing a game design document i mean google that you know it's 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 extensive and it's a living document like i still to this day change the original game design document <laughs> it looks nothing like it did the first day that we that i you know sat down and wrote everything that seems to be a common thing right? Tra- you start with it's probably not what it's going to look like at the end evolution yeah, yeah you're totally exactly. right. Uh, right i think i think it's and if you're in an indie company and you're finding your way and you're not things aren't already set in stone for you or you're not like getting mm-hmm. a job with a big AAA company and they already know what they're working on and they they give you tasks uh, you know that that's the way to do it yeah cool let's talk about other video games you said you maybe had some time to to play some in and around and around working and uh Fire Emblem Fates oh yeah is one of those it is um I got a chance to play it a little more this week. Steven, have you played it at all? I yes, I I think I'm at a point where I have to make some kind of decision. Mm. I don't know, like at this right at the beginning of the game, chapter six. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. kind of right. Well, right before that. Okay, that's okay. looming. So, but very very early in this game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm on chapter 
10. Okay. Now, how far along are you, Cody? I think 11 or 12. Okay, so I'm, I'm catching up to you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on a, a, a boat. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> that gives anybody any kind of spoiler. I'm sorry. Whoa. The, no. whoa. Yeah. Boats? Whoa. Boats in this game? Whoa, man. I'm so sorry, Jeez. guys. Spoiler alert. No, but we talked a little bit about it last week, but I was very early on into it because I was sick you know, last week right. leading up to it. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I played Awakening so recently or I'm just in a jaded spot in games, but similar with XCOM 2 with me, I'm having really hard to get into Fates. Is it the characters? Is it the writing? Well, I guess it wouldn't be the writing. It would be the localization. It could be. I feel like leading up to Chapter 6, which is where... The Fates branch. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much know that. Yeah. Well, that's on their official website. So yeah. That, yeah. That, like yeah. their trailer stuff. So that's good stuff. That was just so slow and boring. And there's so much talking. So yeah. much story. Super and fluffy. Right. You know, I appreciate story. I look for story more than gameplay in a lot of games. I and don't. you're the other way around. <laughs> so you must be in hell right now. Uh, you I'm know, feeling pretty bad. I've been patient. Because yeah. they seem to be talking about a bunch of everything. They're talking, but they're not really saying anything. Right. And I know, I know I'm going to play Birthright first, and then I'm going to play Conquest, that's and then I'm going to play Revelation. So that's I don't need I'm all this, like, sales pitch. Right. Like, no, you come on our team. No, don't go there. You know, I don't, I don't need right. that. It's going to jump straight to Chapter 6. Yeah. I feel like if that's what they opened up with. I feel like most games should have some kind of option that's basically, do you want to just go tra- straight to Chapter 6? I don't yes. care what game it is. Well, Let me always well, start with Chapter 6. Plus, all of that was just tutorial and coming off of Awakening. Like, this is how you move your or, unit. Or, I mean, any strategy game ever. Ever, yes. You ever. Don't, I know I'm going to move this unit here. I know have to move that next I to it attack, to swing and attack. Yeah. You know? I just wish more games would just be like, hey, mm-hmm. you, ever, you ever play a game like this before? Right. Because if you have, we don't need to waste your time mm-hmm. for the first hour <laughs> or so. Sometimes or so, longer. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Longer. sometimes longer. Sometimes longer. I feel like I might have – I was trying to absorb you know, the first six chapters because I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, another Fire Emblem is going to be so much fun. And then I, same thing. I was kind of like, I'm like, all right, man. When's it going to happen? <laughs> I was like, cool, chapter six. I'm like, okay. Is, is, is it happening yet? And I'm, like, I'm still going. I'm like, I'm like, all right, guys. What's going on here? I, I think the problem that, that we have – that's mm-hmm. specifically like older. Wait, I'm, I'm 34. Mm-hmm. You guys are 31. 20s, 30s, 26. 20s. Yeah, but yeah. we're but we're not 12. We're not 13. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I grew up in a generation where you'd press the power button on the system, and that's and it. that was it. You're fucking <laughs> in the game. You're probably already dead by now <laughs> because it's just started. There's yeah. no there's no prologue. Mm-hmm. There's no even like a RPG. Something yeah. like Mario RPG, which is basically RPG for beginners in 1996. Mm-hmm. Great game. Fantastic. But you're still you're attacking an enemy within three minutes, right? Right. So there isn't as much setup there. I mean, and, and I think it's chapter one or two. The whole chapter is literally moving up the grid and pressing attack I, once, and that's yeah, it. Press up to jump in Street Fighter. <laughs> Hold back to block. Oh, that fucking tutorial in Street Fighter Five. Oh my god. We, we've talked about that. Yeah. They, okay. I, I haven't played any tutorials. Just they they give you like the nitty gritty. When you like, when you boot up Street person. Fighter Five, you have to do a tutorial, and it's like a really bad cutscene. And it's not like, okay, here are the, here's the V-trigger. Here are your V-skills, all the new stuff in Vive. It's literally, press right to move forward. Wow. Jump over this fireball. It's like, are you kidding? Jeez. I really wish there was an option. Like, Eat food to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. Like in, in, in Faith, it's like, did you play Awakening or any Fire Emblem game ever? Or any strategy game or ever? Okay, we're going to skip ahead yes. a little bit. You yeah, know? That's like, all I ask. It's not difficult. No. Now, getting further into Fates, it's funny how... 
similar yet different is from Awakening. It's I felt like it was almost identical with well, the way all, everything plays. Yes, the way it plays, the noises, the sound I effects. I love the, those sound effects. Yeah, though. I agree. It's I great. love them. It, it, I've got to have them. <laughs> it's like XCOM. I see it. I know it's just, it's again, it's just me feeding the original thing that I, in my brain that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I want more of it. If I ever played a Dragon Quest game that didn't have sound effects from the very <laughs> first fucking Dragon Quest game, because it literally does. Right. That's just, to me, that's not a Dragon Quest game. Mm-hmm. You still got to mm-hmm. make that same chime sound effect from 1987. Uh, but for now, now, with it being so similar to Awakening that way, it's kind of not frustrating, but it's just weird because all of the classes are different. Right. Like in Awakening, it was like you have your, I don't know, if you're Paladin, you have your Mage, you have your, like, it's Dragon all. King, yeah. yeah, it all stays exactly what it is, but here, like, all the names, you have, like, you know, your. What is uh, there's ninja on one side, yeah. and then you have uh, actually I've only played birthright, so I, I really don't know what the naming conventions for for Nor's side. No, are. yeah, neither do um, I. I wish I had my DS. I should go get it so I can see him. But like you know, the the little butler chick, she's like oh the maid. Yeah, uh, um, I think it was actually she's. I think I think maid. she's maid, but yeah. she like heals, but can also has like a dagger. So it's like right. that doesn't like go with anything. I'm used to when i played awakening for 45 hours uh, you know that's okay i think job titles can change i don't think that's that it, it's just deal. weird because i guess I, well, I, because i'm so close removed from awakening i have all yeah, you of literally these, like, just play, yeah I mean, in december yeah. i'm i'm so used to okay well the war cleric she can heal but she has an axe but mm-hmm. this time it's like a little different right and, it, and i know that seems silly but it's just like when I'm trying to set up my team, you know I'm looking, looking for those roles yeah. I had last time, and they're not here. You want your white mage and your fighter, and your black, <laughs> black mage. Yeah. And yeah. Now, one of the things I notice is I feel like they're trying to kind of get get further away from there, and that's exactly what I think you're trying to talk about. They're they're making all these classes not as specific defined yes yeah. not as defined where you get a lot more whenever you upgrade their first class mm-hmm. you get like three weapon options right you know and for me i thought that it was like you get one weapon option when you start and then you upgrade your class whoa you have two now right you know, like now it's like okay this person has four and this person mm-hmm. has three mm-hmm. and and what exactly what you said though i'm like the maid uses a dagger she also uses healing spells and I think she even uses another weapon. Like, I feel like whenever I optimized her at one point in time, right. like, it gave her additional weapon of some kind. <laughs> Probably a broadsword. I, like, <laughs> I like my maids to have giant swords. You know, <laughs> you know, you know it's just, it's just uh, in lieu of all Japanese games. Yes. They have to. Um, but I think it ended up being, like, a, a shuriken, maybe. Like, okay. You know, like, maybe that way. I didn't know if that was a birthright thing. Is it different if you're playing, if you're playing Conquest? Conquest? You know, like, right. how does that, how does, uh, I may, I'll find out one day. Yeah, I feel like. I shouldn't be worrying about this. This is me doing this to myself. But mm-hmm. it's like I want to have the best team out there to fit my, you know, MMO tr- Trinity, Holy Trinity. Totally. And I don't know what that is, and it's frustrating me. Right. And I don't want to screw it up because I have yeah, it. You're going to screw it up. I have it on, gonna die. Do you have it on um, Classic? Oh, yes. Yeah, so oh, if they mind. die, they're dead. So, like, I, I don't want that to happen. Well, it happens. Well, wait a second. <laughs> when, you guys play Classic, but when someone dies, you just restart the battle, don't you? Not you, all you the time. You turn your not save. Not all the time. I, I keep going. I'm not Iron Man. I Manning. applaud you. I applaud you for that. But let me, let me let you know something that I found out during the course of this. I was very disappointed. I like it when in a game, if you screw up and that character dies, and it's, it's not a game over character, like, they're removed from the cutscenes. And if, yeah. if, now, if I remember correctly, Awakening was like that, wasn't it? Like, yeah. if someone died, they were gone from every yeah. cutscene. They did not keep that in That's Fire Emblem. That's weird. It's, so you don't have any connection to them dying. Yeah. There, there's no there's no other than them not being in battle, but you have so many people to bring in battle. Right. Why does it matter unless it's a unique character? Right. I also feel I have a lot more characters earlier in the game than I did. So it's oh, like, yeah. 
I f- again, I feel like okay, there's do, like should 30 I people? Do there's I need, so many people. Yeah, do I need to game. level them all together? Should I just focus on one? Why do I have two ninjas and one's blatantly better than the other one? Why am I running the other guy? <laughs> blatantly. Should I, should I try to catch him up, or should I just say, oh well, you're and just keep using the other guy? It's just like all these questions, and I want to do it right, and I feel like I'm not, and it's like just stressing me you, out, and it's stupid. You just need to chill out and enjoy the game, and stop trying to worry about. Making this a perfect fireball full mess right. for yeah. you, right? But that's difficult to do. It's right. difficult to pull yourself back and just I feel like I have to make my own narrative in my head because I don't give two shits what's going you on. You should. On the you right should now. write down the name of every character and start writing just fan fiction. For <laughs> yeah, scripts. Just do, do your own, your own scenes. And then like you've the got you're scene. building your game right there. There you you're go. Done. See, um, you haven't gotten this far yet, but how do you feel about the um, the like fairy world base building stuff? I was expecting more, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's kind of like whenever they were comparing it to Animal Crossing. I get and excited like, about hearing about like building things in mm-hmm. games, especially I mean, bases. Yes, exactly. And it was, it was, it's okay. Now I think that it has a lot to do with people who get a lot of multiplayer out of it because right, because that's can, the weird. Yeah, it's like so we just gotta go to Japan. We gotta go get the yeah. street passes where they're they're everywhere. Every train station, yeah. every mm-hmm. every street. You know. You're clearing them out every thirty minutes. You get <laughs> so many street passes. Because basically, in this, instead of you know, in the whoa, there's a bug flying around. It's a it's a mosquito hawk. Oh, Steven's gonna catch it with his hand. Well, I catch oh, these all the time. There's, there's, this is perfect radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you put them outside. They kill mosquitoes. Yes. I know. Uh, you know, in the last game where you kind of ran around on your map and you go to a shop. Right. Or you do whatever to upgrade your weapons. Well, now that's all in this, like, fairy world base thing. Like, you plop down your shop, and then you can go buy stuff from it. And then when you go to the world map, you're no longer running around the world map. It's just like, here's a list of selections. Do you want to go to Chapter 8? Do you want to yeah. do Prologue 1? Do you want to do a challenge? Do you want to scout for enemies? And it's just, I feel like that, I, I like the world map more, personally. Yeah, I always prefer, like, a world map. Yeah. Uh, and again, we're talking about birthright because I think conquest. You don't have any of that. You just kind of keep pushing forward with conquest. I from think what I've heard. so. Yeah, that, that's it's like that's old the school Final Fa- uh, Final Fantasy Fire Emblem mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, also, some more DLC maps came out. I bought the map pack. I guess mm-hmm. how much was that? Seventeen ninety nine right now. Okay, for a limited time. I guess it's normally twenty. Mm-hmm. So you're ten percent off right now. Uh, but I, I played I played a good bit. I went from chapter I think six to ten today. So I got a gotcha. fair chunk of it. And and it, it's getting a little better. Now I'm getting more into like the boots on the ground stuff, and it's not as handholdy. It is a little more uh, enjoyable. And I want to keep going through it. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't like it when games. And this is always my complaint. I, my best example is Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. I don't like it when I'm doing something and the game takes me out of that to bring me somewhere else. And I felt like it was different on the world map because that was just like trying to get me to my next thing. But every time I finish uh, on the ground mission and it brings me back to my base, mm-hmm. I just want to close my DS and put it down and not keep going and come back, you know, later. As opposed yeah. to like, all right, back on the map, let's go to the next one, let's go. And I kept keep, want to keep going, like in the original Luigi's Mansion, where you just keep going as mm-hmm. opposed to the DS version, which keeps pulling you back. So that, that's why it's harder for me to get into. This one, I think. Conquest might be different for you. Yeah, maybe. You know, and and, and I, I've been talking to people, and I know that the internet says Birthright Conquest Revelations, mm-hmm. but there are the, you know, the hardcore people that are like, well, I want to start with the hardest one. Yeah, yeah but if, they, if you play Conquest, why would you want to go back to exactly. Birthright? Exactly. That's, that's exactly it. learning the storyline, which, like as we've been stating and many times, is non-existent it. in that game. It's weird that like the romance options are back, too, but on the Birthright storyline, like this is your actual blood. So like, oh, you can romance your blood. Like, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know, but I, when you go to like you people who are like your sisters, and you go to like the support thing, you can go all the way to rank S, which is like get married. 
but okay, so does it does it allow the actual marriage though? Because I know that there's there's bonuses for getting like rank S with friends because they have the seals but now if, where if, you do like a job swap for your yeah, friend. Yeah, that, that's weird too. That's some of the friend the relationship seals or something. Yeah, you can swap classes based off of what your your relationship is with another person. Right. So you can totally jump ship. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you can customize well, it. Well, I would assume because like if you're I'm a, I'm playing the male avatar mm-hmm. and the other male characters, I can only go to rank A. Oh, but the females I go to rank S. Uh, well, you know you got to make kids. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten your? Not yet. Okay. Have you? Yes. I'm trying to decide. It's very important. I got to figure out who I want my character to you know get with. And I, just, I have a couple couple options right now. You do. You know? And and it's hard because it some of the characters. So I, I, I was stuck with one option because all the other women died. Um, <laughs> it, it actually ended up being like I had a love interest, and I was like, "I'm this character is going to be my character that I, I sh- you know, schmooze." Uh, she died like second Whoops. mission. Oh no! Uh, then, then the next one died the mission after, and then I was like, eh, "I'll stick with uh, everybody knows uh, Rika. Uh, oh, uh, she's the Oni uh, uh, Oni Savage." Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Rika's her right name. So she's she was literally the only female I had left <laughs> at some point in time, and I was like, "Well, looks like we're gonna hang out in my bedroom now." <laughs> I was like, "You're the only lady left here," and and even the ones it was so funny. I got more ladies later on that I was like, "Ooh, I can I can swap." You know, I can stop trying to romance Rika. <laughs> they died. <laughs> Every woman I've ever loved in that game has died in front of me. Because I normally keep them by each other as well, you know, to like yeah. build up if they weren't immediately attached. Right. And and I didn't want to stop because I was like, well, why does it matter? They're still going to be in the storyline, you know. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just keep going. I'll play, you know. Right. That was my problem in Awakening. Uh, at one point, I had I, I was, by the end of the game, I just wanted to keep playing it. So I was trying to just match up everyone, even All if like kids. it didn't make sense. <laughs> but at some point, I ran out of dudes. Oh, like wow. I had like two female characters i never got their kids because i didn't have any more like guys to you know pair them up with because they i lost them all i'll tell you right now when you finally get the kid and they explain to you how you you do the child <laughs> stuff it's kind of and it might even be the same as awakening where you're like you're like sure magic uh, <laughs> but they have uh the first mission be, be prepared like okay because I, 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 I guess I, I lucked out or something i paired them up quickly and they they their relationship just skyrocketed mm-hmm. so we, the kid happened quickly and i couldn't beat that mission for a yeah. while it took me like three or four other successful missions until i could go back and finally that happened to me in awakening with various go get the kid mission okay so then they are just hard that makes yeah sense. there's okay. a certain level for them so it's, it's very important who I, who I match my character up with. So I got to make sure it it's the right choice. There was no Thadra in this one. It was my <laughs> choice last game. Uh, I didn't see anyone. I went with Olivia, who was the dancer, who was very weak, but she could make you move again. Yeah, that's who no, I, my yeah. first choice was as well. Because yeah. she made you move again. And then, yeah. Action. So I thought, um, oh, what's her name? Anyway, she the same ability. I'm like, oh, she's cute. I'm going to try to match my character up with her. And then it was the same thing. The weak character who just sings this time. Mm-hmm. And makes your character move again. I'm like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Because I just spent the whole time trying to protect her. Yeah. It's like I want someone to fight with me this time. Totally. So. And well, I mean, you know, maybe that's why they have the friend seals now. You can have that same it. character, and you're like, you're like, well, I want them to be a, a what is it, a, a noble? I think is the oh. upgrade character or whatever the, the classes names are. I forget now. Now, something that I, I thought was interesting, you know, like in the first one, or in the first one, in, in Awakening, right? Uh, you know, you had like the kid with the pothead. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. Donald. 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 Yes, <laughs> Donald. And you know, like he—he he was a special character that right. if you were able to, has are there? Have you guys seen anything like that? Yeah, in this I, one? I think I just got her. Uh, she's a villager, and I assume she's the Moku? Donald of this game. Yeah. Okay, I picked her up as well. I think I, I have a feeling she's the Donald because she sucks. She does suck. And when I and she's called villager. Yeah. When <laughs> I when I got Donald in the first 
awakening. Uh, <laughs> he sucked. I just left him alone. And then when I was street passing people, I saw a lot of Donalds on their team, and his stats were out the fucking roof. Super so bright. I was like, what am I doing? So I looked back, and I realized, like, he's got to be like the magic card of this game. Yes. <laughs> so I went back, and this probably took three or four hours. I went back and started searching all, you know, the the grinding missions, like the mm-hmm. little peons on the map you can go fight and level Donald up twice because you have to get him to 20 you have to second seal him over to something else because villager can't be master sealed in awakening and the second seal him over to something else get something else to 20 so i can master seal him up to a hero and he wrecks so i'm hoping moku is moku the, is the same in this one so i'm trying to use her and it's very difficult right now because at least the last time i had my super powerful characters to protect him yep i don't have that now but i, I want to try to do it i want to try to do this from the start See, Nintendo's really missing out on the character action. I mean, I know they have Bayonetta, but, but a Donald game developed by Platinum. Uh, oh, what? It would be incredible. I'm just saying. They, they could definitely make a game like that in the Fire Emblem universe. Yeah, so. a, a villager who turns into a hero. Oh, it's just Donald. <laughs> Donald, just Donald. Donald is Bayonetta now. Donald he's is got his pot on his head. Eight feet tall, he's got a pot on his head. <laughs> and it's going to be the next Devil May Cry. Wasn't his melee weapon something silly, too? Like, Wasn't it like a stick at first? I think it was a something? stick at first yeah. until you could like level it up, yeah. and then he gets like a stick beer and then he yeah. like, I just yeah i would send at the end of the fire waking i would send donald by himself he's my one man and he just slaughtered as he yeah. was the hero <laughs> yeah but uh i am enjoying it more i am gonna try to keep going through it because i don't know right i, I remember at the beginning of february because now march did i say march when we started the show i hope so um at the beginning of february i was like oh we have so many games coming out i'm so excited and none of them grabbed me like the past week i've been kind of not bored because i have too many games to be bored a blase. yeah because i just like i don't know what i want to play so uh, i'm hoping fire emblem will get back in and like grab me again once i get further into it away from all this tutorial away from nonsense. the fluff yeah this, this exactly. ludicrous fluff that they've instilled in, instilled in the first i guess quarter of the game yeah i mean i'm four and a half hours in now and i'm mm-hmm. finally getting to where it's like all right let's play some fucking fire emblem yeah. So you said that there were other games that didn't quite uh, grasp you, like something that I guess you guys haven't detailed too much on other previous podcasts, but give me an example of something else that you're playing. It was XCOM 2, really. Okay. Yeah, that, that was. I'm, I'm with you. I think we talked about this the other night when yeah. we were hanging out. I didn't know where I was doing. I won. Yeah. after uh, that, Now, that, they, that game did beat me twice. I got straight up two game overs <laughs> because I was not managing my avatar progress appropriately. Right. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, my radio towers aren't building fast enough. And I wasn't just putting an engineer in the radio tower yeah. to enhance it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I learned after two failures, and then that third one, uh, it was Directed. almost too easy. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- that was that was my thing with uh, XCOM Enemy. I always want to call it the first one. I know it's not the first one, but when I call it the first the one, first that's three D one. Yeah, I had that problem too, and I had to restart because I wasn't sending enough satellites off. So every time I tell people when they play XCOM Enemy Unknown, I'm like, build satellites, do nothing but build satellites, build, build satellites. you know, yeah, or interceptors. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like that all that made more sense than just. Whatever's going on in this Whatever's game. Whatever's going on in no this game. Idea. So I no played clue. it for about 12 hours. I got all excited because I made all my friends. Mm-hmm. I have Sam as a character. Nice. You know, she's one of my soldiers. Nice. And then I just like, all right, I'm tired of waiting for these radio towers to build. And I just kind of fell off. And then I picked up Street Fighter V and I was really enjoying it. But like, since uh, there's not much single player stuff, mm-hmm. and I go online and I get tired of losing. Yeah. The matchmaking is better. I will give it that. When I played it, the last time I played it, I was getting in matches only after a minute or so. Oh, wow. But, um, you know, I would lose. I had a friend come over. He was coaching me. I did really well when he was over there. And then when he wa- when he wasn't, uh, I was not doing well. I did have someone. I had my first rage quit. What? I made someone rage quit, and that felt great. How uh, early into the set did they quit? Was it, it just after the first round? No. Did they drop the first round? No. It was I won, and as I was doing the final hit, oh. disconnect. Yeah. So 
Yeah. So you didn't get the win. No. They, yeah. they quit. And uh, I didn't get my points. I've had people quit after the first round. No, it was like, like uh, it was, well, it's funny because I had just beaten him. Yeah. I was playing at like 8.30 in the morning, and I guess no one else plays Street Fighter at my level at 8.30 in the morning. Or so at I, least I, not, not I, in the region that it's pulling you Right. From, yeah. So I kept getting matched up with the same two people. And one was a Ken who kept kicking my ass. And it was a Cammy who I beat, and then I beat again and rage quitted. And then I lost to that Ken for the third time, and I was like, oh, I'm tired of playing this this morning. Yeah. Um, the Hitman beta just went up for PlayStation Plus for I free. Down, I started downloading that on the drive here yeah, on I, my phone. I have it downloading, yeah, nice. so maybe check that out this weekend. Talk about it next yeah. week. Um, so yeah, like I said, a lot of games I was excited for. I was going to pick up Far Cry Primal, and after hearing enough about it and talking to other people, I think I'm just going to leave Far Cry Primal and put that money towards Quantum Break or something. Well, actually, I did. I went to the store, and I switched yeah. my pre-order yeah. from Far Cry to Quantum Break. I know this is probably frowned upon, but um, I, mean, I really want to play it, but if, if I do happen to see a, a copy that's available to play in some way, shape, or form on the internet after security has been uh, dismantled, I'll most likely pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, Far Cry Four was was awesome. Yeah, uh, Blood Dragon was awesome. Yeah, I, I my my main problem with Primal is I want to play it when it's like twenty bucks. Yeah, because I feel like Primal is fours Blood Dragon. Totally. And Blood Dragon was a great downloadable six hour thing mm-hmm. for twenty thirty bucks. Not I don't want to play. You know, they had the the, the Shangri La stuff that was also pretty pretty spectacular. Right. Um, and then like the Yeti Mountain, they they did some mm-hmm. cool things. But yeah, no, it's it, I think it looks really cool. I'm excited to play it whenever I actually get a chance. I'm I'm a PC user. I don't have any of the next gen, if that's even still an appropriate term. Current like, gen now. Yeah, current son. gen. I know. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I feel old now. I'm like you know. Um, but the uh, I, we don't we only have the Wii U. So mm-hmm. I whenever I saw that it was out, I was like, all right, well, I'll wait a week. Um, I'm sure, it'll be a Steam sale. I'm like two months that's yeah. see my wife and i both said the same exact thing like we're gonna wait for it to go on sale also because we both got to play the division beta together a little bit okay and yeah. playing that to with her because we you know as a couple we're always trying to find games to play together yeah for sure and if it's not an mmo because i'm mean, of course are going to be easy to play together or something some kind of adventure game we we're let trying me to find tell something. you about destiny i'm just kidding i don't have neil here to back me up neil and i play destiny a lot together really? okay. yeah so we kind of cooling off on that a little bit, mm-hmm. waiting for new content. And we play the Division Beta together. Gotcha. Too. It's bad. See, I need him on the show this week. No. Hell, Hell, where is he? Working. His job. I could pretend. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I could pretend to be is that, Neil. Is that his voice right there? <laughs> Pretty hey, much buddy. all the time. <laughs> but Destiny's <wait>. good, buddy. <laughs> but, I'm born, mate. <laughs> Why is Vaughn Australian? <laughs> I'm going to play some Street Fighter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's it, Vaughn. It's like Vaughn's here. Yeah, it's where, like he's where here. he just showed up. Vaughn yeah. and Neil. Oh, Vaughn, what are you doing? And Neil. <laughs> uh, but the division beta, yeah. Um, what did you think of that? I, I was very confused uh, for yep. a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, you know, I, I was just following the line. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, this this is getting shady. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, things are things. I was like, oh, I was like, are these real people? Are they fake people? I was like, yeah. okay, no, these look like real people. And then we got further out, and I'm like. Okay, there are no more real people around, or you know, humans. They're just the, the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I got to playing it and I got a feel for what was going on, I felt like Last of Us multiplayer. Okay, uh, you know, like for for me at least, you know, yeah. they had the nice um, cover system. I thought that uh, it was fun um, overall. I feel like once the I get to see more than the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. I'll I'll be able like I'll probably have a lot of fun. Right. Uh, when I get to build my base, you know, I get to customize how my base is built. I am worried that it's the the classic thing where you the decisions that you make really don't matter as far mm-hmm. as like what you want to customize and that it's like they they're like no matter what 
you'll always get these quests when you customize your, you know, you build up your hospital to this level. Right. And it won't matter, like, if you do things first. For me, and I, I don't know what this is, but I like to see things that if I, like, if I was to choose to max out my hospital first, then I want there to be something something unique to maxing out that hospital first, mm -hmm. you know, versus like maxing out each one of them, you know, in succession or something different. If you keep them all even as you're trying to progress up there, you know, you don't let any one of them go too far. I, I understand from a developer standpoint, that is a lot of work. Um, but, man, them fools got so much it's like money. 2,000 people working on this exactly. game. Exactly. Yeah, that's not, they can do that in a day. Well, what I accomplish in like a week with a small group, I'm, yeah. I, I, I sit back and I'm like, man, if I had the money. <laughs> you know, like if I only had their millions, what I could create. But yeah, like you said, Neil and I—I I, I, I think I can speak for Neil on this one. We enjoyed playing it together, mm -hmm. but it's not something we would go pick up and play like we did with Destiny. Like no. Destiny, I could go play it by myself. It was more fun with my group. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. But if you and your wife can play it together, I think it would be more enjoyable having someone there just like you said as a game to do something to because do they're as surprisingly enough there are not as a lot i mean more and i don't know if it's just maybe me i'm not looking in the right areas but i look for local co-op multiplayer co-op multiplayer online multiplayer i mean that's every day i do steam research mm -hmm. you know like we're on steam i gotta make sure i'm right. staying abreast of every any, any bit of information uh, uh bundle stuff just in case anybody else hasn't seen that yet Seems doing bundle stuff now. Uh, right. Really interesting to check it out because that's going to be something. Trying to compete with Humble Bundle, I guess? Well, or? if you already own, is that what you're talking about? If you already own part of a bundle, they will reduce the price oh, of yes. the bundle. Finally. Yeah, yeah. so you're, you don't just get the little warning whenever you're buying yeah. it that says, hey, you got this, tough shit. Because every Steam oh, sale, it's like, get every Ubisoft game ever for 50 bucks. It's like, well, I own half of it. Exactly. Well, or Dawn of War. Still, the yeah. other half is for 50 bucks. That's a good deal. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. Or at least give them in gift versions. Sometimes they would give them in gift yes. versions. Yes, yeah. yeah. But it was only sometimes. Well, that's why I like the Humble Bundles, because you just get the codes. individual codes yeah. for the most part. And then mm -hmm. I could just put one on the Gameware group page. Like, hey, right. who wants this game? We already mm -hmm. got it. <laughs> uh, anything else you've been playing recently, Cody? Uh, my wife, I just picked up a couple of games for her, because uh, um, while she she is my, one of my sources of information, I let her play games. On, I let her play games. That sounds horrible. <laughs> so kind of you. I know. I never do that. Sweetheart, you, you know, I'll, I'll, you can start playing at uh, 12 o'clock tonight. Um, she you plays, put like one of those locks on her NES when she's not. Yes, like, I saw like, that on the internet. That was beautiful. Uh, like, make sure your kids are doing their homework first. Oh. But she plays on the living room TV. Her computer's hooked up to the, our, our main television. And in that same room, I have my work computer that I'm normally working on. So while I'm doing, you know, research work or whatever, she's playing games behind me. So she's played Stardew Valley. Okay. Yeah. Which is the newest Steam pixel graphic Harvest Moon, some you know esque type game. Mm -hmm. um, a, a little funny note: whenever she was making her character, I mean, it's pixel graphics, you know. So mm -hmm. I mean, there's a limit on on what you can do with pixels. And she was making her character. She's like, oh, cool, blue skin. Oh, cool. You know, like all these options. She get makes her character. She gets in the game. She's playing for a little while. And she's like. Did, did I give my character a mustache? <laughs> and she looks. She's got blue skin, and she straight up has like a a sideburns to attach to mustache yeah. on her female character. <laughs> so she had to start over. Um, I felt so bad for her. But other than that, it looks really interesting. And mm -hmm. uh, um, not to try to sound like a pixel snob, um, but uh, you know, I've learned a lot about pixel art doing yeah. that and dealing with these artists uh, constantly. You know, they they teach me an exceptional amount about perspective. And there are a few times in the game where I'm like. I'm like my brain hurts. I'm like that perspective. Yeah. Off. I'm like, oh yeah. man. I was like that. That awning doesn't look correct. I'm like, just don't look at it. Don't look at it. Just, just go, go to the, go to the beach. Get out of there. 
Um, that looked that was really cool. We haven't delved too far into that. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, have you guys checked that out at I all yet? Not, no. So it's got it's got rave reviews. That was why yeah. we ended up. Looking I mean, at I've it. heard good things about it, but I haven't had a chance to play it. In addition to that, um, I got to watch my wife play uh, Firewatch. Okay. What do you guys think about that? I want to play it. I want to play it too. I don't want to pay $20 for it. I don't want to pay $20 for it. Look, yeah. <laughs> I, I am a stickler about value for games for right. what you're paying. All of So you say this is worth it. This look, is worth look, the guys, 20 bucks. The experience alone, right. even not playing it and just watching her play it, the voice acting, the story – I was very impressed. Okay. I w- it was like an interactive movie. Yeah. Like uh, after the things that happened, the way that it happened, the 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 dire situations that occurred, the just the the atmosphere of walking around as a park ranger. Um and uh, uh you know, I, I've I've become accustomed to the guy and I forget his name right now, the guy that does the main voice acting. He does a, a board game podcast and um He's from Mad Men, um, but he did a damn fine job voice acting. Okay. Uh, overall, I seriously suggest if you do find it on sale. I know I read all about that stuff where people were like, "Oh, well, we'll beat it in five hours. You know, we can it, return it on not Steam." The time thing right. for me, mm-hmm. I, I would pay you know a right. crazy amounts of money for a one hour experience if it's mm-hmm. if it's something Worth that's resonating. Yeah, I, I give it a thumbs up. You know, I say I, the check one it out. thing that's holding me back more than anything is I'm not a PC gamer. I have a PS4 and an Xbox One and a Wii U. Uh, okay. And there's technical issues with the PS4 version. I'm wanting to see oh. if they can maybe patch that, fix the frame rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's another reason I held back on it because I while I do have a big ball and PC yeah, you do. in my room <laughs> now, I still like playing games on my 50-inch television. Well, have you tried streaming it to your 50-inch television? From your I this game not. would be perfect for that That's because true. it's not like a fast action game. Yeah, yeah you, so can, you can suffer the Steam few, link. Get that Steam I'll have to look into that. Out. That's a good point because there's a few games coming out like well we'll get to new releases later uh, ultimate chicken horse is coming out on pc next week which is another one of my favorite games at pax i don't know if you checked that out no i got so few opportunities you're to pretty busy yeah. From, yeah did you hear about that game? no that's why i was like i like that name though i was like i need to know more about ultimate chicken horse ultimate chicken horse it's like competitive mario maker okay Oh, no, I did see that. I take yeah. that back. I was walking by the middle, and I did see uh, – I didn't know that's what it was called. Uh, but it was uh, like one person was uh, – it was like taking turns with where you were placing the objects on yeah. the level. It, yeah, so you have the, the four players. They're crazy-looking farm animals, mm-hmm. and you need to get from point A to point B. And before each round, you have a box of goodies, and you take one, and you place an obstacle on the thing. Gotcha. So you're trying to kill your opponents while getting to the end first to get the most points. And it is – it was a lot of fun, but right now it's only coming out on PC, and I'm not going to have people crammed in my room trying you to play like on my playing uh, four player games on a keyboard. <laughs> no, we used to do that when I was a kid, or on your bed on a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. everyone can just sit down on the cushiony. We used to play. Mattress. You don't know Jack with a keyboard, and you'd each get one key to press mm-hmm. your button. That's so a three player game. Yeah. Well, 1996. OG games like Load Runner. Yeah, you, know, you had one, Love one player on the left, the other player on the right. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I remember my friends. That was again. That was a lot of stuff. I actually played Samurai Gun with my keyboard because I like to play it more on the keyboard. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a typist, so I'm better with that than a controller. And my brother, he's also a typist, so he'll take the right side of the keyboard, and I'll take the left sometimes if we don't have enough <laughs> controllers or something. And you know, it'll be funny because we're both so fast, and sometimes we get a lag of us pressing the button at the same time. We're like, maybe it, you know, like, oh, that was that was keyboard's fault, you know, like, no man, keyboard's dropping keys, man. Yeah, all the, <laughs> it's all not my fault. But you know, I also, when it comes to PC gaming, I don't have barely any. Fr- I got like ten people on my Steam friends list. And those are all from college. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a lot of 
friends who play on the PC. Gotcha. Either, and the few I do, they just play, you know, Here's the Storm with me or Hearthstone with me. Gotcha. So I don't have, you know, the, the, the drive to go get something on my computer because most of the times I just have people over and we play Rocket League on my TV or we play, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any other of those crazy Jackbox. games. Jackbox or yeah. Dive Kick. You know, we have all that. Mm-hmm. I have my multiplayer gauntlet. Of indie games, no shortage my... of four-player shared screen experience, including Gauntlet. Yeah, <laughs> Screen Sheet just came out this like week. That. I need to get that for the next go round. That yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, I, there was something I noticed at PAX. Uh, screen Sheet was one of them. The games that have that you don't actually see players, and you're trying to gauge where they are based off of their actions and mm-hmm. what you're looking at. There was another game uh, not too far from our booth, and I can't remember the name of it, but it looked like a, a, a like a board game board, and you had tiles. And you, you started off and you got to see the location of everybody. And then when the game started, everybody goes invisible. And you were moving around and it looked like it was just a grid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you could kind of see like footprints. You could see – now you could shoot. Whenever you shoot, you would come out of stealth. So you had to use the environment to see where mm-hmm. people were. And there are other bonuses they were picking up. I wish I could remember the name of that game. But uh, that's, see that that's an interesting thing that I saw. Those two games at PAX yeah. where I was like, is that going to be the next thing? Invisible player games. <laughs> get get on that. You need, you need to get a design doc for, for your next game. Oh, there we go. Oh man, <laughs> hear that, everybody? Let's start working on that tonight. Uh, Steven, hello. What, have you been playing any video games? Why, yes. Okay. Yeah, because we we've actually had a week off from our quote unquote real jobs. Yeah. So I've been waking up and kind of going back and forth between Street Fighter, Bloodborne. Uh, played a little bit of uh, Galaxy. Galaxy, Galaxy, oh yeah, Galaxy, Galaxy. some Broforce, uh, all the plus games for this month. Yeah, all the plus games. I played some Fire Emblem. We already talked about that. So mm-hmm. Bloodborne. It's been about two months since I was seriously playing. Yeah, it. you know, back in January, I actually took out the first boss of the DLC part of that game. Um, yesterday, I took out two more. Okay, and one of them might have been the most interesting boss experiences that I've had in this entire game, maybe even the entire Souls series. Interesting. Um, but I'm at this part now that's just I'm at the last last boss and trying to find buddies to come and help me with this thing because I really don't feel like trying to take down uh, the orphan of Koss by myself. <laughs> that's the name of this thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, it has like a scythe made out of meat. And just mm, slams it size. against it's, meat everything's size. meat. It's just <laughs> it's it's exploding meat onto you. It's raining meat onto you. It's stabbing you with meat. It's slamming meat onto you, and I just die really quickly because mm. I can't find its invincibility. I'm having trouble with my invincibility frames as far as like rolling away from this like right. thing that's constantly attacking me. So last night it was 2 a.m. and I'm trying to get people to come into my game and it's nothing's happening for five ten minutes. So then I ring my bell to help other people in their game and man, people are dumb. Like every time, <laughs> every time I'm trying to help someone beat this boss, the the guy that I'm trying to help, and there's usually three of us. There's, yeah, it's me, it's the the guy whose game or girl whose game that I'm in, and then mm-hmm. one other person. the The person who who's running the this the server it dies almost instantly every time. You know, and I can last longer by myself yeah. than this person's lasting with two people that are helping. It's just frustrating. So, but I'm I'm at the end of the end of that game, you know. Okay. And uh, I I do have one other boss that I have to. It's a, it's an optional boss, and then I've got a because I'm doing a 100% trophy run on this. So, Ooh. I mean, I've already oh. platinumed the base Whoa. game, and there's only two more trophies in the final game. That's so right. It's um I have to get all the weapons, but that's fine because that's just cleanup. Yeah, and the we- getting weapons at the end of this game is pointless because you're not going to use them because yeah. you have <laughs> you're just doing it for the trophy. <laughs> well, it, it sucks that you can't use them because you really can't. I've already got two or three weapons that are maxed out, you know, to like the level of ten in this game, but the you only get one opportunity or two maybe 
to even like take a weapon to the tenth level. You have to basically beat the game to take a level a level one item to a level ten because you you need this one like blood rock that's only, it's only one in the whole game. Oh, good. So you have to beat uh, the game to get it. But <laughs> I know that you can you can go into these chalice dungeons that people create and share, and there may be one in there. I've never I've not looked into that. But you get all these interesting weapons, and I probably have about 25 weapons, but I've only used like one or two the whole game. Mm-hmm. But you keep there's like 15 new weapons in the DLC, and you don't use don't use any of them because hmm. if you start trying to use those, they're too weak. You can't yeah. you can't deal any damage unless you're so good and you're just avoiding every attack. I'm I'm sure there are people who do that, right? They, they do probably like the bad yeah. My level runs. one, yeah. you know, no leveling up run. That game is good, <laughs> man. The, this one enemy that is these four weird looking tall monsters that shared one health bar and like i'm you're just trying to whittle them down one at a time uh, and then they would start praying to the cosmos and then the entire scenery would turn black like as the stars through the galaxy and then there's like magic swirling everywhere it's cool as shit it's incredible <laughs> that was that that boss experience like when that happened mm-hmm. i was like oh my god what the hell is happening right now i don't <laughs> even know if i'm about to die instantly i don't know Right, it's so good. I, that's what I love about that series so mm-hmm. much. It's that weird discovery, like going into the wrong place, not realizing where you are, and then just accepting. Okay, this is going to happen right now. I don't know if I'm going to survive, but I'm going to try. Yeah. And then the next boss battle. I mean, you are you playing this at all, or, or plan on? So I have many, many, many friends who are are playing it. I, I but you're not personally. I well, you don't have a PS4 yet. I don't. I don't. But I've I've seen I mean, people I, posting. I've read all the reviews. I didn't want to do a spoiler, but I, I can't. I know um, you don't care. I'm okay with spoilers. So the 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 boss right after those four weird things mm-hmm. was base. It was okay. So I got I got into this this clock tower type thing. And the the boss in this area, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I know it was. It's the it's the doll that you level up at the whole time yeah. in the game. You fight her Whoa. in this tower. Oh, gosh, that's just creepy. And that was insane. <laughs> well, she's not, it's not a creepy doll. Okay. She's just a very comforting doll. It's a doll that you'd want to own and maybe just spend time with. You know, it's normal. It's normal behavior. Don't <laughs> criticize me because of my dolls. So, and then after you beat her and you go back into the hunter's dream, she reflects on that. Whoa! But she doesn't remember it. But she does mention she talks about it. Mm. Uh, it's just the game is so good. Is this the only D- DLC for it? Yeah, that's it. And this is that's gonna, it, buddy. This is gonna be the only, no more. Dark Souls Three is this month, next month, next month, this month in Europe, next month here. Okay, cool. And I'll probably play that. I'm sure you will. Probably. I seem to like these games. Your most anticipated it's 2016. My, it was my most anticipated 2016 game. Yep. Dark Souls Three. So I also played some Broforce. Broforce. I don't really get this game. I, it's it's like loud and funny because memes or something and oh, look at these guys we made them all based on 80s you know superheroes action and action heroes yeah. okay it's like it's kind of like super meat boy i guess but mm. you rotate so as you earn your bros it's like you, okay you get stallone and you get uh, schwarzenegger and you get yeah. robocop and you get uh texas walker ranger you get bruce campbell <laughs> so you get all the bros and they kind of look like those dudes and they've got their weapons like oh, yeah. this guy Signature has bombs weapons, macgyver right? only has bombs for some reason <laughs> so you got all your bros and they're your lives but you can't cycle your bros so when yeah. you die you're just going to be the next bro i don't even know which bro you're going to be but the bombs that macgyver has right now may not help me in the situation oh. that i'm in I don't hmm. really get this game yet. <laughs> I've only played it for maybe a half hour. Okay. But I don't really understand it. And right. I think you've described it, though. I, I played it for more than a half hour, and you described oh, every it. single yeah. point of the game it so far. yells at me too much, and you know I don't like that. <laughs> you know I don't like that. When games, when games get I, very aggressive with you. I do appreciate that you can kind of uh, 
and this is the PS4 version. I'm sure the PC version has even more options, but you can change how much the screen shakes oh. because when you're when you're shooting things or you're getting shot, the screen will shake a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. and that can get annoying. Well, you can turn that off if you want. So that's not too bad. It's right. a feature for me to because we actually have a screen shake. Yeah, and uh, put, I'm telling you, put if you can have a way to, to just turn off. that off, do it because it, it, <laughs> some people will not like your screen shaking all. I personally, uh, I was I was told to add it, and and it does add a, a very interesting like level hit of stuns, depth. screen shakes. Yeah. You know, some people like that stuff. Some people don't like it at all. I right. personally don't on most most right. occasions because it's just the blurriness of what's going on or whatever, or mm-hmm. or if it's too intense. You know, like the ability to turn it off. That's something interesting. I like that. Oh, yeah. I'm totally gonna use that. See, I feel like if you're getting shot it should be a somewhat deterrent or a negative impact on you because you don't get shot you know or it's also some type of feedback where it's like oh shit i got shot i can yeah, visually it, see it that. also maybe it's maybe the screen shaking because i shot someone else or blue something okay out. right yeah and what you just described is actually how we've implemented it in our game okay is uh is if the main character takes damage the screen shakes because we originally had it where the enemies did and then whenever we increased the firing rate and turned it into the I was just like earthquake. Oh, it was insane. <laughs> like immediately we were like, all right, turn that off. Yeah. You know, we're like that has to go now. Uh, but that the screen shake is, is an interesting thing. So Broforce, what do you I'm still not hundred percent sure on the difference between Expendabros and Broforce. What is what is I don't even know what Expendabros is. I think it's the same is that game. The sequel? It was is a free version that I remember. Oh, maybe I, that's it. Maybe it is the same. Maybe game. it's the same game and it's free because I, I think same they look idea. the same. Probably the same. Uh, maybe it was like a beta. Maybe so. Because yeah, Broforce yeah. was a Kickstarter, right? I, I feel think like so. It, yeah. yeah. Maybe that was like their. They're like, this is what hey, we have before Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. I, I know there's technical issues um, on the PS4 version, uh, which again, I don't really know why. Because this game doesn't seem like it's pushing. I think it's just poor coding no, or poor poor work. Know, super it's, simple. It design. could be the engine. I think I don't know what engine that game uses, but I think that other games that use that engine on PS4 have issues. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. I know I'm thinking of Galaxy now. Okay. Because Galaxy also has some technical problems. Really? Frame rate issues when you've got a lot of enemies on the screen and you're. Do you think your it's just missiles? shoddy port work or just laziness I, on the developers? I just or? think it's the engine. I you think, think oh, it's, it's just the engine? It's the fault. engine. Yeah, it just doesn't acquiesce. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, as as a, a developer, the something that we've looked into is using Unity. So I don't know the opinion of using the other game and just like what you were describing. Um, you know, sometimes people just go like for our game. We're doing PC, Mac, and Linux right. uh, to get it out for consoles. It, it, Unity has a lot of easy, you know, export options, but you still would have to go in and fix the optimize. Things. Yes. Yeah. And and it at, is at a certain point you have to wonder: Is it worth it? Well, for our budget to optimize for Console. a market that's yep. limited or that's smaller, that also has all these fees, that has all these, you know, we, we can't just put our game there without no. having to spend so much more money. Mm-hmm. That's why on PS3, there, there were games, or, or 360, yeah. there were games that weren't getting patched. Yeah. They just, they were, there was problems. $10,000 to patch we, a game we on can't, We literally right? can't afford to do it because to push this patch costs so much money and we won't make one dime from it. Exactly. No, you won't. So. You won't make any money. And and the the loss or the, the negative internet karma that you get from it is is nothing. Yeah, cuz you know, forget about they forget about that. Yeah, they just forget about that by the time the your next game months. Next Tuesday. They forget the next, about it yeah. by the time next, the, the, the next, next game yeah. from another developer is out. You're totally exactly. right. Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, 3DS. I've, well, we already talked about Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. I literally down. I downloaded Super Mario World after I told you not to do it. Yeah, I yes. just downloaded it. I, the reason why I told you not to do it is so I could do it first. 
I, yeah, because we were talking about... How bought that game now? I don't know. Because I got pretty far. I never played Super Mario World when I was a right, child. Right, we talked about this on the show. My dad said Nintendo was, was for stupid. Babies. And for babies. Stupid. So I, my first Nintendo console was my Wii I bought for myself in 2009. So what does your dad think about what you're doing right now? He uh, doesn't know. <laughs> oh, really? No, no he, okay. his dad likes Sega. Okay. Until the Dreamcast. And yeah. then Sega was stupid. And, and then PlayStation. PlayStation was good. Okay. I got he, you. He, every time he asks what I'm doing this weekend and I say I'm playing a game for the show, he just kind of chuckles. <laughs> he's, he's just like, yeah. Play some Badge Arcade. That game's you evil. That fucking game. Oh, I've, I've not spent one penny on it. Good. You should be proud of me. I am proud of you. But that game is evil. <laughs> because it wants you to spend money? Uh, every turn you take, it's like, hey. <laughs> is it that fucking rabbit who's trying to sell you stuff? It's not the same rabbit from uh, the... I know, now I know it's not the same it's rabbit. His brother. It's, they don't even look the same. Mm, cousin? It's, no, I don't think this so. This is actually a hair. The other one, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like a hair or something. Um, but no, uh, Gal- Galaxy, I didn't really talk about that much. Yeah. That, I really like that game okay. a lot. I hear it has style. It does have style. It's like a Saturday morning cartoon that's from Japan, but then got <laughs> properly dubbed. Okay. So yeah. if you guys like Galaxy, have you played Stardust Vanguards? I don't even know what that is. I don't I, know. Like Super Stardust HD, is that similar to that? No. Um, <laughs> this one is very much like Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you're controlling mechs, and it's got beautiful graphics. I love everything about it. Multiplayer. Uh, you have mech boost, you know, kind of yes, like Galaxy. Right, right. You have a beam sword to reflect back enemy projectiles. That's and cool. you have a machine gun, like a phaser energy gun. You're like a Gundam. Right. But you're small, just like Galaxy. You boost around, and you also get to accrue points to summon uh, NPCs, uh, swarms of our arma- space armada ships that will uh, appear on your side that, of the battlefield. That word armada means a lot to me because Galaxy reminds me so much of, or at least certain elements of armada from the Dreamcast. Hmm. And I've always wanted like a modern. If you want to, if you want to have a guarantee sell on a game, mm-hmm. just remake Armada for me. <laughs> in if I can buy that IP, it doesn't have to be called Armada. It just needs to be called played like it. Okay. Farmada. Farmada. <laughs> you can just Armada. I don't care. Um, so Armada. Armada was an interesting game because it was a top-down space shooter, twin mm-hmm. stick-ish. But I mean, Dreamcast didn't have two sticks. So. Yeah. Yeah. But inertially, is that a word? Inertially, it, there's inertia, so you're you're going through space, and mm-hmm. you're you're not able to stop on a dime. You can mm-hmm. slow down. You get ship upgrades. Uh, it's mission based, where you're basically just going out. You're you're either defeating enemies, or you're going into trade routes, and you're trying to bring you know things back to your area. To mm-hmm. and there's games that are similar to this, and Galaxy is not this, but mm-hmm. it does have that same kind of like inertia feel to its movement because i'm not in a mech yet i'm just in a spaceship the, uh, mech, okay. the mech they didn't even announce until six months before the game came out so for yeah. two or three years this was just like a little space shooter thing <laughs> but at its core you know this is like when you die you start over mm-hmm. literally it's yeah. game over it's 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 it is roguelike um and then as you go through this game as you progress through this game you do uh, unlock permanent upgrades to ships uh, or mechs later okay. that you let's say I died, got a game over, restarted episode one. I've got nothing left, but I've got the ability to purchase those upgrades earlier in the game now. Gotcha. This game actually reminds me a lot of Dead Rising in that aspect, where Dead Rising is not a game about defeating zombies. No. Dead Rising is a game about leveling up your character to where it took me six hours to get to the this part of the mall mm-hmm. the first time I played it, but the fifth time once I restarted and started over. Takes me 15 minutes mm-hmm. because I've got all those upgrades earlier in the game now. Yeah. That's kind of what Galaxy is doing for me right now. Like I got a game over after 45 minutes of being in the first episode, 
But then 10 minutes into my You're next try, I'm right there. Mm-hmm. So I really like this game. It does have technical issues, which I really hate, especially in a game that has so much going on right. with your little six rockets. Is it just frame tracking. rate stuff? Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I like it. The music's great. Mm-hmm. So real quick, do you experience? Are there a lot of frame rate issues on consoles? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that is. Oh yeah, because I guess I'm a PC exclusive and right. I've been out of the loop for a, like, over a year now. That's like Just Cause Three, Fallout Four. It was really? going through a lot of that when those came out. I literally like returned Just Cause Three because like well, it wasn't just frame rate; it was load, load times, times which on, on trials. When you're like a trial is something where if I fail and I don't get enough stars in this little diversion, mm-hmm. I need to be able to instantly restart it and then try it again. Mm-hmm. There, I can't take even five seconds of a load time for something like a trial. And we're talking like a minute and a half Yeah, yeah. where you're just trying. It's a 45-second activity mm-hmm. that you're graded on your performance. Mm-hmm. And then it takes me a minute and a half to, to retry that. That's not, not even going to happen. No. Could you imagine playing Super Meat Boy and every time you die there being even a 30-second load time or even 15 seconds? I, I put it, just, it down. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, I feel like the second time I would I, I died, I'd be all like, yep, time to play something else. Yeah. yeah. But there have been technical issues on so many, and not just big games, small games, every kind of game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, it's, I guess it's an optimization issue. It's a power. It's a, it's a RAM issue. It's, it's every, everything that has to do with these consoles is basically is being underpowered. So what, now my, my question is, with this not really occurring in the past, why is this with the technolo- technological advances that we currently have, the ability, that you know, the knowledge bases, the experience, like, why haven't they figured out what's going on yet? Cost. Is, is that truly They're the... As far keep, as the consoles? I think or, so. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They, 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 yeah, we, we need a $400 box. Yeah. You know? They, 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 that we they, can make profit on. They yeah. learned. I'm not saying they shouldn't make profit no, on the yeah. box. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, they sold the PS3 for 600 bucks, and that was a loss every hit. Like yeah. a hit every one they sold. So this time, you're selling a PS4 for 350 bucks now, still making a profit. Right. And all these like PC surpassed already before they even came out. Yeah. So now, don't get me wrong, I love my PlayStation. No, I do too. I and I and the games that are built for it. Oh yeah. Are great, but when you're the, a lot of these indie titles because they don't have the money, they don't have the resources, they don't have the mm-hmm. time run great on PC with they develop on and then when they bring it to PS4 it just they just have those hiccups yeah. those those issues Firewatch had the same thing yeah Firewatch about that dis- earlier I get disappointed every time I hear about a game that I I'm like excited about a, a locked 30 frames per second experience or if I'm lucky a 60 frames mm-hmm. per yeah. I mean um it was uh the witness right yeah it's mm-hmm. a beautiful game I mean it's not like you've got rocket launchers and jump pads mm-hmm. and you're looking witness. at shadows <laughs> right right but it is it runs wonderfully mm-hmm. also so Cool. The only other thing I put in on my end, we already talked about Fire Emblem Street Fighters. I loaded Rockman 4 back up. Oh, yeah. A big March update. Um, so, full disclosure, we got those. Adam and I uh, are <laughs> on the <laughs> Rock Band 4 street team, the, yeah. the, what's the road, road crew. crew okay. And we got our we boxes not, for free. We did nice. not pay for our Rock yeah. Band awesome. kits. Uh, so, yeah, the big, the big March update kind of went up, trying to clean things up. And it was supposed to like wipe the leaderboards and fix yeah. a bunch of bugs and add new things to the DLC shop. I'm not the DLC shop, like the, the the clothing shop in the store. You don't pay for it. And I didn't, I know, didn't, didn't really notice anything. Notice anything? Like it's still when I play my songs, it still tells me, "Hey, new personal best." Or yeah. I still beat you in that one Paramore song. I've tried to beat you in that <laughs> song. Not um, very good. So, and it still had all the songs I played, my stars, my percentage. So, so I don't know what they wiped. What, what happened? I don't, I don't know. know. I am, you know, knock on wood. Not having that crashing issue, 
I was having before. That's because really that was annoying. You, like yes. during parties, that yeah. Would happen. And I stopped playing because in my tour, I got to you know hail the king by oh, sevenfold, yeah. which is like impossible opening. Right. But when I failed it this time, it was just like I don't know if this was new or if I missed it last time. You can just like end your show there and it's the last one so i just missed out on those stars but i could keep going with my tour okay i wasn't like stuck on that song so i was you know played a good hour and a half i lost track of time i was like oh shit i need a shower they're coming over soon but it it was fun getting back into rock band and yeah uh at least for me uh maybe i fixed put it on the box it was (laughs) fun getting back into it at least for me it's good marketing (laughs) for me you know Uh, i want that game to be great yeah, looking for more features. They added, I think, Setlist back into Quick Play. Yes. I just wish they fixed the sorting issues. I the sorting is my with. main issue because that's yeah. where I spend most of my time. Both in Quick Play and in the store. Right. You can't. Oh, the store is a disaster. When you go to buy new songs, you can't sort it by, hey, this came out this week. There's <laughs> no recent releases or anything. There wasn't Rock Band 3, not Rock okay. Band 4. I'm always, and I guess you guys being part of the team, I... I was a guitar hero player. Right. Uh, no, I didn't hey. do the rock band. Uh, I did get to play rock band when I went to the MLG uh, tournament in New Orleans a couple months back. The yeah. finals that they had there, the little VIP area, rock band setups. And I walk up there with my wife and I'm like, I'm like, why is nothing hitting at the right time? <laughs> it just, it's not working. And she's like, she's like, no, she's like, it's not the same. She's like, You're just, just poor calibration setup. You and your wife should come to one of my rock band parties, oh, and then I'll show you a good time. Yeah. Look, me, I, I'm more than willing to try to learn and embarrass myself <laughs> if necessary. Um, but, you know, I, I'm glad they're still trying to work on it. Um, maybe I'll just jump back to rock band and say screw everything else I'm playing right now. It's a lot of fun. But uh, speaking of rock band, there's some rock band news what? that came out this week. Is it another patch? No. New modes? It's New DLC? Rock band for the PC! Okay. Oh, wow. Maybe. PC version. Maybe. Frame rate will be better. If you go to fig.com oh, it's and fig. donate $1.5 million to oh, them. Wait, so I don't have that kind of money laying around. Okay. Do I, how much of a return do I get on that? Well, it depends it's a full investment. Yeah. investment you do. I don't think you can invest that much. I don't think you can invest that much either. Yeah, so they, uh, they're they trying to bring Rock Band to the PC, which I they backhanded, like, confirmed at the, was it the Game Awards or PSX? Whenever oh, yes. Those Game Awards. The, the, when Palmer Lucky came out and there's Rock Band VR. Rock Band VR. Or not, not to have Rock Band VR on that's, Oculus. That's not the same product. Different product. It's a different product. That's a different product. Okay. Right. That is but, Rock Band VR is not Rock Band 4. Rock Band VR <laughs> is not a full band experience, Adam. Well, you right. know this. You, you, you just have it on your head. I just figured it was like a mode. No, and... that's a completely different product. But so yeah, okay. So that's coming out no matter what. Okay, that so is. Just, if you want Rock Band Four on PC, it's time to we invest. Need my one friend. and a half million dollars let me, on Fig. Let me tell you why this is a good thing to invest on. Oh, let me know. I'm not actually going to tell you. But this is what <laughs> they're trying to tell you. The the biggest draw, I guess, of bringing it to PC is they're promising the return of the Rock Band Network which was a feature on Xbox 360, which they could not bring to Xbox One. It's where you, if you are a musician, you can bring your songs into the game and chart them well, yourself. Let's roll this back them. a little bit. Why, why did, for years, why did... Because there's been Guitar Hero on PC. Um, mm-hmm. For years, why did Harmonix... And they've said why. Why did they not put Rock Band on PC? Do can't, you know the answer to this? I can't fit four people in my bedroom to no, play Rock Band. No, <laughs> because they, they were worried about piracy. piracy. They were worried about yeah. people... Uh, modding the game which they already did anyway they modded yeah. the 360 version to be able to put whatever you wanted in there mm-hmm. but they were worried about the i guess the open sourceness of pc mm-hmm. where you could just 
do whatever you want. Right. Now all of a sudden they don't they don't seem to be worried about that for some Probably reason. because Rock Band Four came out and kind of fell on its face. Yeah, a little bit. It did not resonate with no. uh, casual no. guitar audience. So I don't know. Guitar I guess now they're just kind of appeal to the people who want Rock Band Network back. Is this like, like a hail mary pass for harmonics? I think so. You, if, if this doesn't work, do you think? The harmonics that we know, and really the harmonics that we know is already not the yeah, same. Yeah, like but all of he, our harmonics friends are gone. Well, but you know, our harmonics friends were PR people. Yeah. But the people that make the games are pretty much still there. Right, right. But if this doesn't, if they can't get this in the end zone, mm-hmm. is this... Like metaphor. Thank you. Is this pretty much it for harmonics? Because it seems like every product that... They've been trying so many different things. I know, and nothing's really seems nothing to be has, sticking. The last big one was dance central and that was just because that was the only thing on connect it is so unfortunate that microsoft their vision for connect did right. not line up with what harmonics is mm-hmm. strength is with that little device because that's yeah. the one developer that's put that, that's regularly put interesting things mm-hmm. out for connect and microsoft is just not supporting it well watching the they're like campaign video their fig video they're talking about how they need to raise 1.5 million so they can hire I don't remember the name of the studio to basically do the PC port while all the harmonics key people can keep working on secret projects or in, like improving rock band four. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Improving rock band right. four. And they're like, we're no, we're using fig. This is a new exciting platform and people can invest and get their money back. And I know it's not because Alex Rogopoulos, the founder of harmonics is on the fucking board of on a fig. Really? Yeah. So okay. it's like, that's why you're using fig. The same reason Tim Schafer's on the board too. So that's why psychonauts two uh, was on fig. Well then is anything, I mean, who, who's on the board for the J and silent, Bob game that's on Figma. <laughs> is Kevin Smith on the board? Is Kevin Smith on the board? Because I saw that advertised, and that, that was really what drew, drew my attention back to Fig since Psychonauts. Because mm-hmm. I saw whenever you know the big push, when they're like, "Here, new thing, you know, you can right. actually invest." And that's actually uh, I've been doing a ludicrous amount of crowdfunding research over the last couple mm-hmm. months. And Fig is because it's so new and so unknown, and there, we don't have enough information to like make reports and like do comparisons really to to see what the the possibility of having a smaller title on there and then we started getting into research and we're like oh well they're not going to accept anybody anyway yeah that you have to uh, like be like fig is just like you have to get approved it's like one at a time and and not only is it is the the approval one at a time though is there the stipulations to be approved Mm -hmm. and this is this is all stuff that i i do not have like concrete evidence for right uh but you know like you they, could speculate with us. That's what we yeah, like to do here. They, well, they wouldn't pick up an indie company like this. Mm-hmm. Something that do, that doesn't uh, offer like at least a minimum of X amount of money. Like if right. you know, like the amount that we're going for, uh, smaller companies wouldn't be looked at because, from what I understand, they're also experimenting themselves and they're trying yeah. to find out what works for them, why people would want to invest, and how they can still benefit from right. it. But knowing that those guys are on the board is really interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. That's mm-hmm. kind of uh, it. Kind of makes me feel like like was this just devised for the, for them to <laughs> get to do their uh, stuff? Yeah, to do yeah. their stuff. They're like, hey, we can make our own. <laughs> We're gonna call it. I don't know. We got to think of something really catchy. Make a simplistic, simple art logo. Hey, you like you like figs? I love figs. <laughs> it's called Fig. Named this after the hotel that all the E3 bums oh, yeah. hang out at. Ho- the hotel fig. The hotel fig. Hotel yeah, fig. like anyone that's, I guess. That's where the parties are. Yeah. Are the fig. Well, not anymore because right. they're. I guess they're redoing the whole hotel. But oh, are they? At, yeah, they were selling stuff from all the rooms that's funny so everyone on twitter that. like six months well, ago I, I, oh i didn't know that but yeah the hotel fake it's shitty run down but hotel. At, so i guess during e3 at night after the show is done for the day mm-hmm. a lot of people in pr a lot of people in development would just go to the 
bar and behind the fig mm-hmm. where there's a pool and just kind of hang out yeah. there. Oh, cool. I'm but sure that's why. That's not why no. fig is called fig. Uh, you never know. <laughs> no, maybe. No, let's go with that one. We'll just go. With I say that. It, for the internet's sake, let's go with that one. <laughs> it's right by the convention center. It's on Figueroa Street. Gotcha. Right. So it's Hotel Figueroa. Right. It's called right. Fig. Yeah. Are you guys uh, doing any fun E3 stuff? We will be out there again. We will be at E3, you know, representing. I don't really. I. I mean, I. I used to go to E3 for business reasons mm-hmm. and try to find new products for gameware to sell, mm-hmm. um, and then meet with distributors and have one-on-ones. You know, maybe order some things while I'm there. Now I really need to do any of that. Yeah. Uh, I still handle. I don't work full time for gameware, but I mm-hmm. still do all of our purchasing. So. All of our pre-orders, all of our restocking. Uh, I I like to meet with the distributors because mm-hmm. it's nice to have a one-on-one. Last year, I sat in Nintendo's uh, retail partners presentation. Yeah, you got to shake Reggie's hand. I did. What? So, <laughs> like during the what? during the E3 direct, I was sitting in a room with fifty other people that are buyers mm-hmm. for companies like Best Buy, for Electronics Boutique, or I'm sorry, GameStop. Yeah. Nah. So I'm in a room that with Funko people, Land. Funko Land guys were there. Um, I mean, these people are responsible for millions of dollars. Millions. So what are you doing there? And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, okay, my store does a million in a year, but definitely not the same level as, no. as Best Buy or mm-hmm. even Kmart if they were there. Oh, Walmart. God. I mean, good Lord. The Walmart guys were sitting like right across. How weird is that? I felt like a fish out of water. What am I doing in the second row of this small conference room? And all these Nintendo executives are walking through giving their retail partners presentation. Of course. But, I mean, it's, it's my job. Yeah. It's the smallest retail partner Nintendo has, and they don't even know I exist. <laughs> but I'm there, and I'm, I'm absorbing that information, and mm-hmm. then that, that helps our store. Entirely. So, yeah. And I'll be, if I get the invite for that again, I'll do that again. Yeah. So. I still have uh, the first two years I went to E3, it was uh, with the media badge with Revly. Ah, so okay. I still get like some, you know, press releases and contacts for to make appointments as press, as press. Even though I don't have a press badge anymore, they don't know that. <laughs> they don't. They don't, they don't care. And they're they not don't, listening. As, to as long as you, I just tell them my name. They're like, all right, come on in. But now it's uh, I used to have some of the bigger. I like Bethesda used to email me. Um, Square used to, but I think I've lost some of them. I think they're wise. Mm-hmm. But I still have indie companies, smaller companies. I went and saw, you know, XCOM 2 when they were showing that off uh, last year mm-hmm. and other things like that. So, And this will be your fifth? Sixth. Sixth. And this will be sixth. my 11th or 12th. Yeah. I've lost count at this point. It's your 11th because last year was 10 and 5. Okay. I remember that strange. So this enough. is my 11th. Since yeah. 2000, 2003 was my first year at E3 Okay, because I'm very old. And that first year, I didn't do anything. Like business, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, that's like my I was first just year. There. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until after I didn't have my media badge anymore that media got in an hour earlier than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck! <laughs> I could have like gone in there with no one in there. Now I just stroll in late anyway. Yeah, it's like whatever. I know you don't. You're usually there. I like to get there on time. Wait, but... I'm just kind of well, something. The media packs. We had a whole hour early, and it might have been the location that we were in though. But like. We were expecting there to be a much bigger media presence for that hour. I think the media presence for PAX is bigger at South, bigger at Prime. Of course, the, the just because ones. there's more, yeah. there's more actual like breaking yeah. announcements yeah. and news. Not just Dreadnought. Right. Yeah, which was I love that like the monstrosity of Dreadnought taking up most of the convention floor. Yeah. Was, there's that, but all the new, for news wise for PAX South, there was also the Song of the Deep. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. Like a game announcement from a mm-hmm. major. Uh, 
you know, a big, mm-hmm. big developer. Something so. funny about Song of the Deep. So uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but if Pax finds one of your stickers, like of your company, anywhere in the convention floor, they charge you a thousand dollars for it. What? Whoa. Yeah. So, so listen to this. I bought a thousand stickers, Request of Souls. I had them made. I had the logo on it and everything. So I'm getting my. We have pamphlets. We have stickers. We're gonna go up there. I got candy. You're like we're giving away candy and all this cool stuff. I'm talking to my team the night before, and one of my artists is like, "Hey, she's like, I've been reading the forums, and she's like, you do know what happens, you know?" And I'm like, "No, you know, explain to me." So she says that, and I'm like, "I'll talk to them about that." <laughs> and I was like, "There's no way. That sounds ridiculous." So that I. That is insane. It was because the convention center the, has to like clean them up. They charge them five hundred per sticker that they have to clean. So wow. then the convention flips it to charge them a thousand to deter people from using stickers. The story, they just don't want to give stickers. No, don't no, give stickers. They though. don't want to give stickers away. So I asked the girl, the the X and A, the the assistant for our area. I was like, hey, I was like, tell me. I was like, I haven't seen any of this. I didn't see it. Let me know. She goes, oh yeah, that's totally real. She's like, do not. She's like, stickers okay. are a bad idea. Whoa. So to bankrupt a competing developer, <laughs> yes. go get we're gonna yes. we're gonna make like a thousand stickers for their game, and then just put them all over. We're the going floor, to the, the, bathroom, the bathroom. We're going into concessions, dude. So under what? the carpet, Song of the Deep was Did the only company stickers? that was giving away stickers. Oh no! Uh, my wife comes back because you know everyone else, we're, they're going out doing their thing. She goes back. She's like, hey, I found these. She's like, they were just in a basket and they were giving them away for free. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, those big bastards would be able to pay for all the stickers. <laughs> I doubt. Fees. No, I bet they didn't know. That's, I, there's I, I no didn't way. Know either. Yeah, they, I yeah. bet they didn't know because That's I don't insane. think Insomniac has ever been at PAX South. I don't think so. Why I mean, else would they be? Why would they? Yeah. yeah. Like that's crazy. And I thought stickers were a great idea. I mean, I've been giving away in town. Yeah, I'm just like right. hoping they don't show up on you know people's things, and someone comes up to me and they're like, "You're a Quest of Souls guy." <laughs> I'd, I'd have repaint my wall because of your twenty <laughs> stickers. <laughs> that's crazy. But Fig, Get how do you feel? That, right. um, rock bands come out, it, and it has it. it? Sure, you it could is, buy it. You could buy it. How, how do you feel about Early crowdfunding? Access has started crowdfunding a game that's already out for this a different is a, platform. This is bad will, right? Yeah. This is like a game they they're putting a game on another platform that's not even done. Yeah. yeah. on an exist like that's not even done. And on asking 1.5 million that that's hefty crazy. chunks well, of Well, but there, it's a whole nother No, I know. There, but still, a whole you know, that's that, gonna, that, I mean, I know Psychonauts raised 3 million or whatever plus but so I don't. Do, do you see them right hitting now. this? I mean, they're at thirty percent of their goal right now, mm-hmm. with thirty days left. So they could hit it. I, they have, they have a long. Do you think ways it's more investor, like actual investors, doing this instead of backers? Or early on, yes, because mm-hmm. early on there were only like eighty backers, but it was already right. at some ridiculous number, mm-hmm. like so twenty thousand dollars. Right. You know? and most of that was probably Alex Riopoulos. <laughs> yeah, the highest you know level that you can. Mm-hmm. I don't know, That's man. The, the, the whole I've, I'm I look. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've not kickstarted a game in a long time. I know, just because I, I there's been some games where I've just I've been tired of the wait, tired of the delays. I didn't kickstart Mighty Number no. Nine. And look um, at that, three uh, delays later. Uh, well, but yeah. and I didn't kickstart uh, the Blood Blood Bloodstained. Bloodstained. Kick that yeah. out but I will buy the game the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. I've just I've not been lately, so I, I didn't even kickstart Shinmu Three. Mm-hmm. You know. A lot of so, people did that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, like immediately. <laughs> so I haven't really been on the. That doesn't mean I'm not excited about a product. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Just I, I'm. I, if I didn't own Rock Band Four, you know, or mm-hmm. I, I certainly would not be interested in a PC version. But no. also with your with your songs not transferring over. Exactly. Like that's 
that's this was on account based it's console or yeah they, they were based. able to bring like our 360 songs to the xbox one which is crazy i was not expecting that no, a wonderful but, gift yes yeah, yeah. but we not a thousand dollars or more of dlc i love a thousand oh, wow. songs yeah two dollars a pop two dollars a pop <laughs> I had a lot of scholarship money. I was right. 18. It's fine. <laughs> and now you're wanting to like not okay. not actually have all those down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, Some man. of those songs. Puddle of Mud? Come on, man. <laughs> that song was never good. You know, they have music for everyone. All intelligence. <laughs> I like a lot of the country music and rock band. I don't even like country music. It's fun to play. But it's just good. Good, it's fun strong. to play. Yeah. 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 But no, this is, I don't, this whole thing is weird. Yeah. Harmonics is in a bad place right now. They are. And this just seems kind of slimy. They haven't. They, you know, they appointed a new CEO Shame. in the last I'm year. I'm not saying I'm not going to kickstart your game. Okay, <laughs> I never said that. Well, thank you. But there, um, some of these games like don't even need to be yeah. crowdfunded. No. Some of these games, like, what are they doing? Well, they people have the a pedigree. Money. Yes, that's the whole thing. Is we look and we were talking about this today and doing our Kickstarter video uh, preparation. We're looking at all these other videos, and these people are advertising their team. And these people have had like 20 years of video game development experience. They're not indie, you know. Yeah, right. Like, why can't they just go to an investor and and exactly. present themselves appropriately? As and I and I know the reasonings. It's easier for them to do it this way. All you have to do is make a Kickstarter. And we want to be more in touch with our player base, yeah. and we want to deal directly with the fans of our games and our company. Great, yeah, great spend. But what happens <laughs> then? And as you just said, and one of the hardest things that I personally have to get over as a newcomer into the Kickstarter field. The previous failures or oh, yeah. delays. That is your biggest yeah. obstacle. I mean, look, it's the, what you just said because yeah. of you. You don't like to kickstart things anymore because of bad experiences from You've other people burnt. in the past hurting that's people what it is. trying to get in. Right. And, so. and, it, and it dilutes and, and dilutes the market whenever we get a lot of these with people that they don't have a product. They have the ability to create a brand, though. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what a lot of this is, is that – you can use After Effects to make a cool video. Mm-hmm. You can you can you know modify your graphics. A lot of people and, and I talked to the head of games over at Kickstarter, Luke Crane. Uh, uh, decided he was kind enough uh, to talk to us over at PAX, and uh, I sent him an email with what we're doing and and some feedback, and he's he's very very helpful. And uh, and he said you know gameplay, he's like that's what you need because you, you I mean and, and I, this is me deciphering it because you got to prove to people that you have a game. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's not a, there's not enough times where you can look at something and say I feel like what I'm watching right now is what I will play, and that's why I want to support. It's it's a lot of times you're like okay they've done a great job out of fluffing it up you know you're like but but what was the gameplay you're like right. what, what am I what am I waiting See, for if Star Wars open world RPG <laughs> from old Devin Devin Devin, 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 Devin if yes. Devin had produced some kind of gameplay video to go along with this wonderful description of they the wouldn't game. have shut him down no. And he would have been funded in a day or two. Yeah, oh, of course. But he had nothing. He had nothing. No, Not he had even. An idea. Was there even a video nope. at all? No, nope. it's just a paragraph. Yeah, a poorly worded, poorly worded paragraph. paragraph. So, and it's those kind of stunts too that that make people take Kickstarter a lot less seriously now. How did that even then. get approved? You wonder. Like, like potato salad. Well, that's that. a good idea, though. Okay. See, I like he's like, <laughs> he's like no, guy, wait a minute. Hold who on. Who doesn't like a good potato salad <laughs> festival? <laughs> but, okay, but that, that I think that was that was obviously that was a joke. Of course, yes. and it went it, got, it it's it spiraled out of control, and, and it, it became glorious, insane yeah. success story. And he, but he had goodwill, and mm-hmm. he actually did what he he yes. he he took what his original idea was, mm-hmm. and then used all that money to just make it bigger. Yes, <laughs> which is what you should do with a game if you if mm-hmm. you have so much more money than you were expecting. Well, now we can do so much more. But I don't want like. Like Bloodstain, like we're gonna add another boss. 
Well, what, <laughs> fuck you, because what bosses were there to begin with? Yeah, exactly. Bloodstains. Yeah. One of their one of their their goals for you know for getting a, an a X amount goal. more yeah. was an another boss. But you never told me how many bosses what there boss? were to begin okay. with. <laughs> I didn't know if there were going to be four bosses before, and now there's five. Like what? That doesn't yeah. mean anything to me. Gotcha. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. That but happened. man, I will say that Bloodstain pioneered the way that you market your Kickstarter. Okay. Bloodstained made these basically Instagram, YouTube, you know, all like um, any kind of social network where you, where you, mm-hmm. an individual person that has no, no following, just, mm-hmm. it's just you with a hundred people. You make the content, you share it to get the name for our game out. We're having a cosplay contest. We're mm-hmm. having fan art contests. We're going to have a little animated short contest okay. where every day, if you tweet, if you post, if you share X amount of these things, we're going to add them all up. And then we're going to add more content to this game because you got the word out for our game for us. So it's like a we, different kind of stretch goal. We, it was. It was a media a, goal. It's, it's an entirely different set of goals. And that's no money. That's just not tweet, spending one retweet dime. us. And that Basically. gets it out there. That's smart. So they, they were basing that off of, and I'm going to investigate this after we leave here, of course, now, <laughs> but they were basing that off of a uh, uh, number of retweets and number of shares. Not, but not or, just retweets, like okay. people actually putting effort into making okay. cosplays and then posting these things mm-hmm. on Instagram or post. Like, well, kind of like what we did for the road crew, but like. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Only that actually worked. Yeah. Road crew. Yeah. Well, I, I think we legally can't speak on road crew too much. So you should check out Rock Band 4. <laughs> <laughs> Great game that we love. <laughs> now, was that the, the case where you're talking about? Was that the one where it's like you can, if if they get like 20 pieces of fan art, yes. they get this tier? Okay, right, I right. do remember hearing yeah. reading about that. Now, I, I guess I wasn't connecting the bloodstain, but whenever you mentioned that, friends of mine were like, "Hey, this is a really cool idea." Now, none of them did anything for it, right, but they they right. thought they were like, "This is cool." But they they met all their goals, right? Like, hey, you know, because and, of the unique idea and putting yeah. all that stuff out on all those different social. I don't know, Snapchat, but Snapchat. I don't even I don't know what Snapchat is. <laughs> I but feel old because I don't know how that's Snapchat That's like the works. one thing I don't know what's going on. I just yeah. don't know. I download it. I don't it. get it. I have it too. I just don't get it. Oh, Snapchat about uh, Igarushi <laughs> or you know, just Snapchat and we'll, uh, we're going to add another whip to the Can I say Igarushi game. my junk? You can that do that. Snapchat's for? No, you're going to be banned. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what people use Snapchat for. I've had to learn about Snapchat. I am also old and I had to learn about Snapchat because of all of our social media presence that we're trying yeah. to make sure we, we have. Got it. You, you, know? you have to have them all represented. You yeah. know? So it was live journal. Yeah. You got to have a live journal community. <laughs> if you're I'll, not uh, logging in. I, I have my own dev blog and I'll just I'll link it. Like, don't <laughs> worry. Great. Take care of that. But the the fig, getting back to fig, I don't know the curated uh, indie games that we've selected so far. Not not one thing on fig has has been surprising or exciting to me. Psychonauts two. I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. With, with Tim Schafer being involved with, yeah. I mean, just it was going to be successful. Pe- people obsess over Psychonauts, and justifiably so. It was, it was just, a quality product. What but. is the curation process? Uh, are you friends with Alex Rockwell? Apparently, yeah, Tim yeah. Schafer. Are you friends with? Apparently, you know? that's it. <laughs> The Jay and Silent Bob game, which I found out about like last week, mm-hmm. it's like a beat 'em up game. Yeah, oh, okay. side scroller beat 'em up. I'll, I like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last um, askew, askew Universe movie that I really liked was Dogma. So that was only <laughs> almost twenty years ago. Next is the Dogma beat 'em up. If you hit the stretch if, goal on Jay and Silent Bob, if this is a Dogma beat 'em up, sign me up. <laughs> done. Done. But anything after that, not so much. Mm-hmm. I would like to see George Carlin in pixel form. I would uh, always like to see George Carlin, <laughs> pixel form, polygonal form, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. The the Jay and Silent Bob thing I thought was really interesting, just because uh, that's that's something that I I was you're talking about things that you were expecting, like the other ones, like that I I don't think expected. anyone expected that. No, but, but I'm not excited about it. 
That's Z that's the other part of that. Like I'm well, not. I I to this you day. You like Tusk? I I want to see that. <laughs> I actually do want to see that because I've heard good things about that. It was pretty I crazy, man. It was just. I haven't seen Red State. I really didn't like Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Like I I left that theater in 2002 or whenever that came out. I was mm-hmm. like, well, that was ridiculous. But <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's what this is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get I do get excited about Kickstarter announcements. Mm-hmm. I just don't back them. Gotcha. Because I'll just buy the game. Yeah. Chances are, if it's something that looks exciting, and I'm not saying I'm not going to back your game. <laughs> not only will I back it, I'll probably share it. <laughs> um, but it's it's I don't know. I I get excited about a Kickstarter game, and then I just well, I'll probably see this again in two or three years. Right, and it'll be and, and I'll even probably on buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, if you're saying uh, now, while I have you guys here yeah. with your your expertise, I don't. I never said anything <laughs> about expertise. What what? Whenever you're looking at a Kickstarter, what is it that you actually would want to purchase? So we have tiers for like digital, you know, copy of the game, digital copy of the game plus soundtrack, digital copy of the game plus soundtrack plus art book. Um, okay, pixel portraits that you can get customized for your person. Adam and I have gone the spectrum on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. We've we've done the thing that just gets me the digital copy. Mm-hmm. That's yep. all I want. Yep. But then we've also done the okay. I'm gonna spend so much money. This is a ridiculous amount of money for mm-hmm. me to spend on a bunch of useless shit. Mm-hmm. But I believe in this so much. Gotcha. Right. I'm gonna spend the 250, the 300, 350 dollars mm-hmm. on this thing. And we still haven't gotten our. We still haven't gotten our stuff for our, our amplitude yet. Our amplitude stuff, but amplitude would be the one thing that Adam and I each spent what two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars on. What amplitude. was the tier that caught you for that amount? Like what? what, what it what was. I want this fucking game so bad. Yep. You just wanted to support. I'm going to put as good. much as I can without having to tell my wife. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to spend as much, and I know that's a different situation for you. Right. But I want to spend as much money on this without having to be like, Hey, Renee, is this? So, I know this is weird. But is this okay? I really want to spend. Is the five hundred okay? No, yeah. five hundred. I'd have to call her. Yeah, but two fifty, I can get away with that. Yeah, two fifty is kind of. I'm the same way. Big. Obviously, we're big Harmonix fans, mm-hmm. and have I been since Amplitude. Yes, me since '07. You 2002. Right. So I really want to get this made, and I was looking at all the stuff, and I'm like, this is crazy. And I kept going higher, and it was like, when you got up to 250, you got like the T-shirt, the vinyl record, the exclusive song, the, the beat blaster, the print, and you got to go if you got up to Pax East, you got to go to, to their, their launch VIP party. party. Ah. So I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to Pax East because. Removing the party dropped to 200, which was everything else. Mm-hmm. So if like you know, yeah, like if I go to Pax East, yeah. this would be worth it. But I didn't end up going up there, and the game got delayed by a year. Mm-hmm. So, and, but it came out, and we loved it. Yeah, exactly. Or I loved it. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. So it, it just depends on your it, level of interest in the, in the yes. maybe even the, not just the product itself, but I can't say I would brand. spend 250 dollars on. It would have to be some dumb nostalgia thing that makes me spend yeah. two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars. Like Mighty Number no. Nine for a lot of people. They, for they a lot of people, yeah. They didn't even care how much money they were throwing at it because they were just like Mega I, Man. I went up to sixty for that, so I get the box copy because Mega Man. It, it, so exactly. we, um, uh, the, the artist Josh, he got the Mega Man board game, and yeah. uh, we played it the other day, and it was glorious. I mean, it was super complex. We, it was. We had. <laughs> it took us forever to learn how to play it. Once we figured it out, though, we were like, "Oh, we really like this. This is cool." Yeah. But the figures that came with it—that's a word, yeah. Man, why don't we have that? I don't know. I would need that in my life right now. I need it right now. I'm going to go buy it right now. the expansion. I mean, like, there were so many Mega Man action (laughs) figures. It was like a game of Warhammer on the table with Mega Man. That sounds incredible. That's really cool. It was it was super rad. Now the game itself plays completely differently, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and after you understand it, uh, it can go in. But he was telling me that he just wanted to, to exactly. He just wanted to support them, 
So he mm-hmm. ended up getting the expansion. He got, you know, like the, the cool extra stuff that came with it. He wanted to make sure that they, they qualified for like the, I think he got some of the gold figures. And that was mm, one of their stretch wow. goals is like if they reached X amount, then these things would be added to the box no matter what. Yeah. So, and they reached them. And I mean, looking, and, and that is, and I think they even might have been delayed, if I remember correctly, but I don't think it was by a vast amount. But it's like one of the only ones that haven't been delayed. Right. You mm-hmm. know, that that's that's the biggest ordeal for me and freaking out over all this stuff is, <laughs> I mean, I'm being transparent as shit. I'm letting everyone know yeah. exactly what we're doing, what our timelines are, our budget breakdowns. And that's, that's are, another big thing with Kickstarters. I want to know if I'm giving you my money on the grace of you, the good graces of you will take it and make what you're promising. Yes. I want to know what's up constant exactly. communication because you always hear constant. also those kickstarter stores they give they got all the money and they're oh, like they're oh fuck it yeah or later they spin it all on uh strippers and cocaine exactly uh, the well, ant simulator if you guys read the fine print that was <laughs> part of the money was going to go towards oh, the strippers that and was budgeting yeah oh, it was all budgeted in that. there now we, we have a second kickstarter that we're launching <laughs> to fund the actual game development <laughs> oh, but now that the so we have the celebration uh, and all the revelatory, you know, <laughs> as you do. Mm-hmm. So we, we ran out of money. Mm-hmm. So we would really appreciate it. We're going to do an anime. Uh, if, if you can, forty-five thousand will get us the first eight seconds of our of our, <laughs> of our, of our, uh, our anime. Yeah, our anime. And then if we can do the full hundred thousand, I think we can put some of that back towards the game that we because we need more money for the game. We just can't tell you. So then you'll have Ant Simulator and Ant Simulator anime. Yeah, we're really excited about the anime. Basically, just look at concepts. Kickstarters, mm-hmm. don't do that. There's a bunch of them, aren't okay. there? Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of those. Comsets. Comsets. That was, well, that's, that's Mighty Number no. Nine. Developer oh, 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 Red oh, oh, Ash. Gotcha, gotcha. Because before Mighty yes, Number no. Nine yes. came out, they put up Red Ash with their anime, and it's like, well, do the first five minutes if you yeah. get it, and then, you know, and then then people yeah, it was po- or production company picked it up or something, and then yeah. everything fell I got out um, after that. Yeah, I just got an email from Comcept actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go ahead and announce on this show that the next Comcept. Kickstarter is the um, Mighty Number no. Nine Soccer. Oh, so they're looking for four million dollars, and it's this. This is just what we do. This is not I would, real. I would all. love to see a <laughs> so Mega Man Soccer again. Well, then you're gonna get it. So I'm it's so Mighty, excited. Mighty Number no. Soccer. We're gonna have all the characters from the game on the soccer pitch. Okay. Some terminology for you there. Oh yes, and it's going to be a soccer game. We just need four million dollars. Okay, we're going to do an anime for that too. <laughs> so I'm excited. I want all, I want Comcept to make modern versions of all the different. Me- I want I want the Boss Rush game. Mm-hmm. So get me the the Mighty Number no. Power Battles game. I want everything. All and, the mighty, but it all will be kind of off. You know, yeah. it's, it's like it looks good, but it but, once you play it, it's just off a little bit. Something's <laughs> not right about our game that we're making, but here it is. They're not making Mega Man, but we're going to make this. Uh, th- those kind of stories are, are Have are you played so Mighty Number no. 9 yet? No. We played it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's in the state it, that it was available at that last time. June. Yeah. Last Lots June. Lots changed. Okay, so yeah, that. a significant amount of time has passed. Since mm-hmm. then. It's, oh, it's been three years since development started now. Yeah. I think. That's a lot. We have that a lot was, of news to get through. That was news. Oh, there's more. There's oh, more. That was just the first part that's of the news. We haven't even gotten to it. We're going to blow through these real quick because I forgot to talk about them last week. The free games on your respective uh, What the consoles. hell? I missed this. Sh- I'm not on the show for one week, and you already <laughs> missed the the free. The I feel like we already did this, though, like three weeks ago because they announced it. No, they talked about. No, we, we talked about when they announced the yeah. lineup, but you just have, you didn't mention it. Right. This so one, yeah, PS Plus, you got Galaxy and Broforce on PS4. 
Super Stardust HD and The Last Guy on PS3. The first day, like the first six hours, Super Stardust HD was not available. Ooh. And some other game was, like I Am Alive or something. That's funny. I, I don't know what the game... I downloaded that. And then it went away. And then they fixed it. And then they fixed it. I don't even think it was I, I think it was I Am Alive. But I already have Super Stardust HD from the, um, the PSN outage. Mm, right. Oh, oh nine. Yeah. Was that oh nine? Oh nine. That's a long time. Or ten. Oh ten. No. Oh ten. Oh ten. No. Oh ten. It is. Oh nine. Somewhere in there. This is a great radio. <laughs> um, and then Flame Over and Reality uh, Fighters. Yeah. On the Vita. If you're lucky enough to live in Europe, uh, you get Flame Over on Vita and PS4, oh, but not in America. Crazy Europeans. On the Xbox side of things, for games with gold, we get Sherlock Holmes: Crime and Punishment. That's perfect on Xbox because One. We got that for free on PS3 like a year ago, but I don't <laughs> want to play the PS3 version. So now I can play my Xbone version. And Lords of the Fallen. You like Dark Souls? I like Darks. Maybe I'll try this like so Dark Souls. Uh, it's like when you go to the grocery store and you got your Dark Souls cereal in a nice big box. Well. An aisle down, there's like a bag of Dark Souls cereal. That's what this is. It's, it's called like like uh, mildly shady souls. Yeah, you know? it's it's. And the funny thing is that the publisher of Dark Souls published this other game. They're like, we need more Dark Souls games because wow. we didn't have one this year because of Bloodborne. So here's this game. Here's Lords in of a, the Fallen. It's in Lords a bag for you. I hope you enjoy it. It costs a dollar less than the boxed version. And uh, Supreme Commander 2 and Borderlands on the Xbox 360, which also work on the Xbox One. Is Supreme Commander 2 an RTS game? Mm -hmm. Isn't that like the so. controller? Yeah. Halo yeah. Wars, motherfucker. Yeah, but that not game was as, good. Yeah. Well, uh, Supreme Commander 2 was not as horrible as I was expecting it to be controlling it with, a, with so the it actual worked. controller. It, it, as much as I thought they could make it work. Right. Uh, you know, like Did you ever play those Lord of the Rings strategy games with oh. a controller? Those were oh, wait, with cool. a controller. Well, no, they, they made those on Xbox. Okay. Not Conquest. I'm talking mm. about the one that's yeah, like the, RTS. The, no, I, I know because you yeah. actually had the full, It was and it was like Warhammer uh, Fantasy yeah. where you had the groups of enemies Those together. games are cool. I have a box copy of that on PC, unopened. Damn. Just in the box. Just sitting there. I, and I never opened it because I don't even think it would work. I think if I tried to install it, it wouldn't <laughs> yeah, work. It wouldn't be up to date. Probably just download an optimized torrent. Is that wrong? Because I own it. No. You know? No, no, I, no. I own the game. It, then you're more than game. okay yeah. to pirate it. If, if, I, if I put the game in, my computer it's not going to work. It's right. just not going to work. Dude, I did that with Neverwinter Nights. You know, yeah. like I had all of them, and I didn't want to go through right here. Their, their ridiculous process of having to like input all the CD keys again and like right. register again when their stuff isn't even updated on their own servers. So I was like, I'm just going to... I'm not advocating the use of... Uh, don't don't download illegal stuff, guys. Go, go buy your games. <laughs> go buy your games. <laughs> Kickstart them. Buy them. Yeah. Let's see. What is... Was that all the games? That's it. Supreme Commander 2 and... and Borderlands. Borderlands. Oh, Borderlands. One. The original. The first one. Oh. But it also works on Xbox One. Every 360 game now on Games with Gold. Gold with Gold will. From, yeah. from here forward. And you own those. Or wait. I, I don't do own Supreme Commander. Not anymore? Borderlands. No, I meant like you own them when you get them. Like if, you, oh, if you're no. Xbox... Because it used to be that It way. used to be that. Now it's yeah. not. Now it's like PlayStation what? Plus. Whatever. So if you lose your gold, you lose your games. Until you resubscribe. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, PlayStation TV, as it's known here in I America. I love PlayStation TV. I think I'm going to go buy one tomorrow. I don't have well, one yet. You better yet. hurry up because they are not making them what? anymore. That's crazy. They're going to be going up in value. They've discontinued worldwide production. Obviously, you know, do we still have the one in the store? We no, we that? sold that. I think we put it in the crane machine. Somebody okay, perfect. want it. So um, that's it. You're not going to get uh, more thanks. of those. That thing was weird because not every game worked, obviously, because the touch, you can't have yeah. the back touch. Basically, unless you want to play Persona 4, it's a per Golden, it's a which 4. is the better version of Persona 4. Except for the voice acting, some of the changes they made. 
I see that in a new original. That's right, TV. you never played. So yeah. I'm, I've always known. Anyway, unless you want to play that on your TV, I don't know why you buy a PlayStation TV because well, you can't play wait. Netflix, you can't play Hulu, you can't go online. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't do any of that. Well, you could stream your PS4 to it. You could stream your PS4 to it. That's it. Uh, I feel like, you know, I see why it's going away. I was really I excited s- about that when it was announced. Yeah. But then it didn't and have all the features I wanted. How did, like, like they're making refrigerators now I that can play Netflix. Probably licensing. You think? Yeah, because you can't yeah. just get the Netflix for free. Right. you got to pay them to right. have it that on makes your sense. And they probably didn't sell enough units or even probably manufacture Japan. enough units. And probably. it's weird they changed the name. I understand the PlayStation brand is stronger here than the Vita brand because it was Vita TV Vita in Japan. T- but now it's confusing because you have PlayStation View, which is like PlayStation – actually PlayStation TV. Yeah, that really like is literally PlayStation, PlayStation TV. TV. You watch but you can't call it that. Yeah. yeah. So it's just weird. So pouring out for the PlayStation TV. I'm going to go find one. one you got to have it in the collection. Yeah. Probably get them for twenty bucks at a Best Buy somewhere. Not anymore, man. Once they announce stuff like that's out of production, it's then gone. the value goes up. And that's that. true. Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of, I made my forgot my first got a rage quit. In Street oh Fighter. yeah, yeah. We talked about that earlier. Capcom is uh, coming down with severe punishments for people who oh. are rage quitting finally, because for the first two weeks of ranked, you you could just quit and you don't lose your league points, you don't lose your win streak, nothing. nothing. They, well, first, I think they finally started to come down with it. When I wrote this down, like, last Sunday, they, they're asking people to send in, like, screenshots or recordings via the share button of people rage quitting because they had no way to track that information. Wow. So they said they're going to come down with severe punishments. And I've heard as many as uh, losing up to 5,000 league points for rage quitting. <laughs> can, can you go into negative league? I don't if you, know. If you rage quit, you should go into negative You should. So I'm glad they're finally doing something about it. It's just a weird, archaic way of like, hey, just send us like your video so we can like check it out because we don't have no way to tell someone. And it's not just like they they, they yanked the plug. Mm-hmm. That was literally just pressing pause and going to quit. So not not even and like no a, penalty. Yeah, like a like a, a uh, I guess hardware a, a timeout. Like, no, yeah, like a, it was just in the game. They seriously just exit the game yep. and no kind of restriction. Nope. I've seen a, a numerous articles, so much to where it was swarming my feed about the Street Fighter competitive launch yeah. and how it was such a big failure and how everyone was very angry. Um, and I I sat back and I was like, man. Like I really hate to be those guys right now because it was it was there was at least two days of nothing but negativity on my feet. Yeah, I mean the, the servers are kind of wonky the first couple of days. That's to be expected. But when you have barely any single player content, and unless you have someone come over and play versus, like there wasn't much to do in that game. Yeah. Now the online stuff seems to be fixed. If they're catching up. punishing rage quitters, that's fine. It's you know just how a slow, you um, steady build. You know how you punish the rage quitters. The reason why they're rage quitting is because there's a gold trophy associated with getting four thousand league points yeah. and being in gold league. So. If you take away their ability to even get that trophy, oh man! And on the back end, that's probably impossible. Yeah. But just if you make it to where that you know their league points are they're worthless now mm-hmm. permanently, then probably people will stop rage quitting. Probably because yeah. the the reason why people are rage quitting so often is because that the the race to get to that four thousand league mm-hmm. points before Capcom implemented some kind of right to that's why people just as fast as they can mm-hmm. want to get to that. Maybe people don't care about trophies. Maybe they just want the league points. I don't know. That could be it. I know when my, when my friend came over, who was very involved with the Street Fighter, you know, community and competitive stuff. He was like, we're looking at the top lists and stuff, and it was just like, oh yeah, that like number seven guy. He's like renowned rage quitter. Like that's oh, how he got up there because he quit. That's number, number seven, seven in the on like that when you go to the leaderboards. Insane. Yeah. Should ban his uh, PSN ID. I, I think so. Also, um, Alex Jabaley. Uh, one of the tournament organizers, the CEO, he tweeted out that if you rage quit against him and you enter the tournament Evo, he will DQ you. Yeah. 
he will make you lose your first round. That's yeah. kind of awesome. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, that's I like that. He was at Pack South. He was. Yeah. Let's see. Hololens news. Oh, VR, AR, so putting expensive things on your head. I love news doing all that. Around. Well, you know, we haven't heard much of Hololens since, since really E3. last E3. Yeah. But now you have a chance to enter a lottery. Wait, what? And if you if your name gets picked, you have the opportunity to purchase a dev kit for HoloLens for three thousand dollars. So I gotta win like three lotteries. This is harder than getting into <laughs> Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Cody, as a developer, how do you feel about virtual reality in general? Well, first? well this is not virtual reality. Though. I know, but it's just a, this whole yes. VR AR movement in right. general. Have you guys had a chance to check out a Vive yet? Not, not a Vive. Vive. I played Vive. I played Morphia or PlayStation VR. Right. And Oculus. Oculus. The, the Aperture Science little demo uh, mm-hmm. was was enough to to sell me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm a big fan of of what they're trying to do with Pokemon Go, and hopefully they will with AR. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is a, that is a step in the right direction. I, I we'll see how they execute it. Yeah, I know that's why it was you know, stopped at GDC because they they want to polish it some more. They said they have the more things, and and I understand that because like you know before PAX there was a lot of times we were like, should we even go? You know, like yeah. is this ready to do this? Uh, so I understand why they did that, and I'm happy that they're they're worried about that quality of it. But with the VR stuff, um, I, look, I was a skeptic. I was mm-hmm. a huge skeptic on it taking over. Mm-hmm. I now believe that that okay. is that is the next wave of everything. Um, it's also with how much money they're throwing at it as yeah. far as VR and they're, they're, they're people that they're paying to develop these games. They're trying to make sure that this is what people want to do. And because mm-hmm. of that, I, I, it has been growing exponentially, especially with the, the, the chatter amongst the game devs right. and what their next projects are. People are trying to figure out how they can pick up VR the ability to create something in, in a VR realm uh, for any of the you know compatible ones because it's just people. People are anticipating it now, mm-hmm. and that, that's from this is what we're seeing on our end. This is the you know like news feeds that we're getting, um, the, and that's that's what we're all kind of talking about. And we, we actually uh, uh, went and hung out with some of the other game devs the other day, and that's that's what we were discussing. Mm-hmm. Is you know I'm making a 2D pixel game, like everyone else is making 2D games, like no one's making a 3D game uh, in the lab. You know, Rubber Dimensions outside the lab, but um, we were talking about the next step for all of us, and you know. Like sure, we'd love to be uh, big shot VR devs. You know, <laughs> I'd love to, but that's that's also so very new. Uh, you know, like figuring out how to do that. Now it would be awesome to be on the cusp. Like imagine yeah. if I if like my game, one of the games that I helped create, launch was, title because yeah, yes. everyone would jump on it maybe because it's not much out there. That is but, exactly right? it. But but how long would it take me to develop that exactly. without any kind of existing programming mm-hmm. uh, expertise for that? Now, uh, there's things out there to help people do that, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to educate people. They're trying to get the developers ready to make these games. Um, dude, it's it, it looks cool, man. Like, the stuff is just impressive uh what do you now you guys have probably got to play a lot more than i have though with varying other other uh you know mm-hmm. um, devices so you were talking about hololens you know like what are, what are you thinking about that now that i had a chance to play because i was okay. a four-hour line I don't think anyone has anyone godrick did it. godrick did he did he godrick waited did. in line for four yeah. hours got him, got him shirts and everything I, I enjoyed my time with both vr headsets but i had about 10 to 15 minutes per thing mm-hmm. I'm not sure if, like, okay, I'm going to do this for an hour. I'm going to do this for two hours. Mm-hmm. My brain's going to melt. I don't know. I have my Rift pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Will I keep it? I'm not sure yet. But mm-hmm. I have it. I'm curious. This is either going to be, like, yeah, the next huge big thing, and everyone's going to jump on it, or it's going to be the next Connect. 
I don't know. And the connect was so cool, man. I loved going, going, Xbox, open Netflix, or start Netflix. The, the problem, I think, is, is the same problem with every other um, new... Um, uh, yeah, like no one, no one knows how to make a game on DS. Nobody. Right. Nobody knows how to make a game on And that, it's been 10 years, 12 years. <laughs> 12 years. Nobody knows how to make... Nintendo doesn't know how to make a game on DS. The bottom yeah. screen is your menu. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows how to make a game, you know, for Connect. Yeah, we just don't know. I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. This will track your motion. You can talk mm-hmm. to it. You can kind of make a gun motion. Every game is. I just no one knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. How, it this is like the wild west. Yeah, this is worse than any other niche thing. That's mm-hmm. you know because this, this is a completely different. And twenty years ago, there was kind of this. We're going to do VR games. So yeah. we're going to do VR. And now the technology is where it needs to be. Yeah. But how do you wrap your head as a developer around the technology and make a compelling experience that people are going to want to invest one thousand to three thousand dollars just to experience this game? And that and that's it. That's exactly the point. Is as a developer, do you want to put all of your hard work and savings money into a platform that's six eight hundred dollar starting point for a consumer? Mm-hmm. Where's your install base? There are. Like uh, there are crazy people like me who just want to, or people who are just fans of VR that will jump in, but you know, Joe Call of Duty coming into GameWare is not going to drop six eight hundred dollars on a VR well, headset you need, right you now. You need to sell eight hundred thousand copies of your game. You're, yeah, you're going to sell one of these to every single person that, that has yeah. a headset. You have to. Then. You're going to have to. Yeah. To, to I mean, that, that's that's what you would have to do. So also like figuring out how they're marketing them. Like how are they marketing their games? Internally? Oh my god, you how know, do you like, even advertise VR? And we've already seen them try yeah. to do it. And it's just weird as hell. <laughs> it's weird, weird. How do you get the average person? First of all, they're not going to ever buy it. Right. How do you get the average no. person that you don't? First mm-hmm. of all, eight hundred dollars. You put this. You put this towards the the people like us. Yeah. You know, the, you market this towards. So I, you're wasting your time marketing VR headset with the video of the people that are beautiful and athletic, and they don't, <laughs> they're not wearing the headset. Yeah. They're, that's not. It looks like there's like wireframe around there, but mm-hmm. you see, and they're playing golf. Or they're yeah. skeet shooting, or they're skiing, right? Because these are things that people people know what these experiences are. But I need VR to have me doing something that I don't even think is possible. That yeah. is based in reality. But I don't want to go skiing in my VR headset. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ride a roller coaster, right? Which is, I guess, on. on I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd be okay. I kind of want to ride a roller know, like coaster, a, like a little mini game but where I can ride a roller coaster. I just, it's such under, a challenge. Undersea diving, where you're like swimming through coral caves, like yeah. that would be a cool. That experience. would freak me out. Yeah, well, I, I would, would panic attack. I know, I know my, my my adrenaline would start We're, pumping. And you guys like Spelunker HD? You're gonna go spelunking <laughs> VR. You are gonna die spelunking from a heart VR. attack because you you're gonna you're gonna feel like you can't even breathe mm-hmm. as the water. Rises and your body is the top of this cave, and you just you start panicking, right? You know, and you get haptic feedback, which will weird oh, you out. No, I have some <laughs> haptic feedback. I have a what is that thing I have? I've never even showed it to you. No, you I got it from E3 like ten years ago. This weird Novant Falcon haptic. We have talked feedback. about the Novant Falcon. I'm going to bring it to the tech park. Okay, we're going to because we need to play with this thing. <laughs> it is a haptic feedback mouse, like a hovering mouse controller. And it's the demo at E3. I'm on the street team, by the way, so okay. I got one of these for free <laughs> like 10 years ago. So uh, the demo had this, like, sphere on the screen. Mm-hmm. And you would have a mouse cursor, and you're 
floating orb that's this big ball with like a mouse pointer could could move around it and you could feel it it would it'd be there based on when you push forward mm-hmm. once you hit the front of the surface you can't go forward anymore okay. but let's we're going to change the we're going to change the texture of this object we're going to make it gelatinous mm-hmm. you can push through and it resists but you can push through it and then once you're through the surface you rocket through the other side kind of wiggling through it because it's all jelly in there. Yeah, yeah, and gelatinous. then when you get to the other end it's going to resist again until you punch through again. The surface so tension. We're going to turn we're going to turn the whole thing into an ice ball. And then when you <laughs> rub against it, it's like you're moving really fast, but you can still feel the mm-hmm. shape of this orb. Now we're going to turn it to sandpaper. It's the same shape, but we're going to now you're going to kind of go around this, and you can feel the texture. What's this is the 2004 purpose of There is no purpose. Okay, so it's seriously <laughs> just a texture this, orb. This okay. yeah, this thing was just a tech demo. People okay. would walk up to the booth and the Nova Falcon, "Hey, try this." You never experienced anything like this, I guarantee. So then they had mods where you can use the Nova Falcon for like Half-Life. Okay. Right. So I'm I'm aiming with this thing now. Mm-hmm. But if I get shot, I feel like a resistance in the direction of the bullet. So if I know that this person's behind me, because when I just got shot, my hand just moved forward a little bit because I'm holding on to this gun Whoa, trigger. That's kind of cool. So now I know there's someone back there. And I know exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's – and this game worked this, – this controller worked for like five. You know, mm. I've got one in my closet. So we should, we should. Hey, dude, we got plenty of room I mean, at the tech park. I don't yeah, know I, if it works still. It's all motors, you know. I mean, how do you? It's all gears and motors and oil. It's like pulleys and mirrors and smoke. <laughs> we could, uh, we could, we could advertise. Everyone, come see if we can get this to work. And yeah. then, uh, if so, it'll be a fun. We, event. Need, we could do a game jam for this weird <laughs> no, controller. Make your game. Strap that. Strap your headset on. So we're combined with oh. combined with VR and then the haptic. You know, and my body is, I'm like naked with leather straps suspended from the ceiling <laughs> playing my VR experience game. And then we've got the smell of vision that's turning on. Mm-hmm. I need all the gimmicky. They'll bring that back from the, was it the 60s? The 60s. Smell of vision. I don't know. Now smell strip number six. Yes, you're like, that's <laughs> good. Grass, you get your card you know. with all the smells. What are we talking about? Exhaust. What? <laughs> so I take it, <laughs> as a developer, you will not be entering in for a chance to buy a $3,000 HoloLens dev kit for the Xbox One? That's actually not that expensive. Yeah. Uh, just to let like, you guys know, as far as like dev kits are concerned. I know when you, you backed Oculus, the first DK1 was only $300. Yeah, like that's... You uh, build it yourself, though, right? <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be kind of ridiculous. Well, it's, they give you the instructions, though. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, there's like only certain level of uh, engineers <laughs> can... kind of solder can this yeah. thing <laughs> like, You have your cold soldering iron... Uh, I think that's not. You know, HoloLens is augmented reality. Yeah, I know. Right. They are. So that would no, be. You could do a lot of no wires. It's all in the Pokemon Go style. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. That's. Uh, um, I, I've been keeping up with uh, AR as far like actually outside of the gaming industry for a long time. It was used in you know, or tried to be used in uh, like spaceships or automotive things. Mm-hmm. So like you could be a mechanic. You know, like you could you could you could be a mechanic all because right. you put it on. And it puts a layout over like, your this engine. This is what you need to do. Exactly. And, yeah. and you know, you're experiencing what problem. You find your problem and it goes, okay, check this, this, and this. Or this, this, and this. And I could, was you could perform open-heart surgery. Uh, she will uh, tell you what to do. <laughs> Certain people who claim to be neurosurgeons could actually do neurosurgery. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be great. There, there's all kinds of awesome. Or what about I'm making dinner. I don't yeah. know what ingredients or how much to put. Like, I just this could be an amazing practical application. Mm-hmm. If you get, you're like, you're like, uh, uh, I want to make stir fry, you know, or I'm like orange chicken. You know, you hit the hit the recipe, yeah. and it gives you the size of your chicken, and and it can even scan your chicken breast and go trim the butterfly, fat here. Yes, this butterfly. part, and then you know. 
this amount of your spice. Cut a grints the grain to provide the, the the best quality meat experience. I'm just ordering. Y'all are takeout. thinking big. <laughs> and as the cynical asshole on this show, I just. Is that shit gonna work? All I want <laughs> from from Microsoft and their little augmented reality, I want like a conquer, little weird looking well, conquer. Guess what? That doesn't look like conquer at all. <laughs> I want him like walking around doing. I don't know what he's doing. Peeing on my computer. There he is. Not even really doing anything. Well, he's no longer M rated. We need to oh, appeal to oh, everyone. Right. So he's he's basically conquer from from Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's that that conquer. Great. Just yeah, a nice, nice little squirrel. Yeah, it's a nice squirrel. Yeah, because it comes with a conquer game and two others yeah. to go with your dev kits so that's a lot let's see uh if you still have a psp you're one of I, those people i have one on the floor in my computer room. i just looked mm-hmm. at it yes. well not that you still have a psp Final you still have PSP. War of the Lions. i want to show you my psp collection i think you'd appreciate it <laughs> really there's a lot of great boxed games on psp well there are because yeah. that's what they kept they make kept making them for so long yeah and it was just so awesome to be able to go hey i'm gonna play another cool strategy game or there jrpg are so many Luckily, this news won't affect you then. Oh, okay. But if you like to buy your PSP games digitally from the built-in store on the PSP, you have until March 31st to do that, and it is yeah. going what? away. What? Yeah. What maintenance? I did this. Okay, I, I had not heard of this. News but you. Oh wait, so this is the genuine, genuine reaction. Yeah, this is genuine. I never know what to do sometimes. <laughs> what possibly? How much could it possibly cost to maintain a now, digital store? You're right. Front? If you bought, if you go to the, the website, you could still buy your PSP games digitally from the website and then download them lo- on. Oh, wait, your I can PSP. still do that. Yes, but you can't. Okay. From you can't PSP. manually uh, on your oh, PSP okay. go to the store. I don't care about that. That's bad. And download I can still buy them somehow. You can, and you can still was, download the games you have. It's just you can't do it from the PS. I was hoping anymore. the last day everything's ninety percent off. Everything's 95% <laughs> Fire sale. Off. I would have bought like a million Patapons and a million Loco Rocos. <laughs> I, know, I'm, like, with, I'm there with you. All, all Digital backups for all my physical games. Just in case. I just gift them. They're like, I don't have a PSP, but you have Here's Loco Roco. Now. Forty games. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. So yeah, so you can still go to your computer. So not that's a cool. non-news story. I was scared for a second. <laughs> it's the death of the PS4. Um, let's see. Um, this weekend, if you're listening to this, you know, right when now, I listen to it when I put now. it up. Uh, the Uncharted Four multiplayer stress test is going on, and you don't need PlayStation Plus to play it. Oh wow, you can just go play it for free. Well, that's cool. So that's going on. The Hitman beta is going on. Mm-hmm. Basically, PlayStation uh, online infrastructure is not going to work at all this, week, <laughs> this weekend. Sounds great. Yeah. Is that why I'm not getting any Bloodborne people last that's night? That's probably Maybe it. So. That's it. All the servers Ridiculous. are busy because people are playing other games. Um, Disney talked about some Disney Infinity this. They did. I watched weekend. that. Yeah, I watched so, their live thing. We called, you know, what Disney Infinity 2 and 3 would probably be with the Marvel and Disney acquisition. So we were wondering, will there be a Disney Infinity 4.0? And the answer is no. No! Or at least not this this year. year. Or not this year. That's what I mean. Uh, But they are expanding on their Marvel characters with a new kind of beat-em-up action mode called Marvel Battlegrounds. Yeah. Where all your Marvel amiibos (laughs) will scan in and you can... Battleground. Yeah, Battleground. So it's not quite what we... Like you were hoping for, I was hoping uh, for like another Marvel Alliance. Alliance. Alliance yeah. Well, this seems like it's arena based. Yeah. Okay. So it's still it's still something because to use your infinity figures. Mm-hmm. Because right. I felt the two was a little weak because they only had really like two playsets. And, and you kinda... couldn't use all of your Avengers characters together, yeah. you know? So it's kind of weird. I think that'll be cool. I, I was a big fan of the, the uh Disney Infinity whenever it first started because I mm-hmm. you know and I, Skylanders, I know, kind of saturated the market a little bit for a while. Right. But I was pumped because I was like, man, this means super cool things are going to happen. And we got the Amiibos out of it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that occurred. But I'm also like, 
where's the other like what why can't i where more you know like mm-hmm. more toys to life exactly i want it to be bigger i want it to be better i feel like i feel like it's very restricted and truncated right now like they're they're like they found their money maker and they're just gonna keep doing this right i want i don't and i don't know what i want though that's the worst thing <laughs> like i'm like i'm like but what is it that i'm looking for I, something and i mean the infinite quest for something bigger and better you know i'm like there's, right. there's got to be something something more and, and maybe and, and i know i had giant high hopes for the amiibos beforehand other than them just storing data for you know fighting styles like i, I don't even remember what my mind thought that they were going to do but i thought they were going to be like personal assistants follow <laughs> me around and i was going to have a Yoshi that was going to clean up all my trash by eating it and turning it into eggs. I mean, I really have no idea what I was right. expecting, but I, whenever it came out, I was kind of like, I'm like, all right, that's cool. I well, now they fighters. all go to my shelf, and I have three quarters of them, so I might as well collect the rest. At there this you point. go. There you go. I'm still waiting for uh, my Amiibo MOBA that they need to make because that'd be the greatest hey, thing. I, that was my idea. I know. A long a time ago. We chatted. We talked uh, about a MOBA. A MOBA. Yeah, a MOBA. I was like, come on. It's a, a great idea. A MOBA. A MOBA that anyone can play. <laughs> Let's see. Um, <laughs> oh, No Man's Sky yeah. finally has a release date. And you can pre-order, pre-order it right now. You can pre-order it right now for $60. Or 100 Or 100 Or, I guess, 80 Because, you know, yeah. Amazon Prime Amazon or Best Prime. Buy. So it's coming out June 21st. Perfect timing. That's like a week after E3. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people seem to be upset that it's a $60 title now, and it's for download yeah I, I, well it's not just download it's right. physical as well right we we've known or or had feelings for a while that this was going to be a big push for sony mm-hmm. right so, i mean the writing has been on the wall for this for quite some time yeah i mean it first premiered at the vgx right on spike in 2013 yeah i wow. think that there's enough content and enough uh creative gameplay mechanics behind this at least i hope for this to warrant you know a 60 dollars price tag or more right it's a beautiful game world. It's a talented development studio. It's it's a type of gameplay style that really hasn't been done in a really long time. Yeah. Like, really long time. But I can see people getting disappointed because maybe if, if this game is so procedural and there's, like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you're supposed to just go towards the center of the universe. Right. Forever. And Forever. <laughs> you're never going to get there. But right. You're That's- never going to actually see another person because it's so expansive. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what people want this game to be. I don't know either. A lot of people are excited about it, but I don't. I don't know why. And it's not that. I mean, after uh, the witness is forty dollars, there's no way this wasn't going to be sixty. Yeah, exactly. But I expect this to have such a huge push at E3. Oh yeah, I week expect before. This, yeah, it's like half of Sony's booth is. Gonna I be expect this. the banner on the freaking. You think? Yeah, because it's been Uncharted. But yeah, it's, I, I think expect it's be no that Man's to Sky. be No Man's Sky. Yeah. The first thing you see when you go pick your badge up is going to yeah, be no that Man's giant Sky. No Man's Sky ad. Yeah, and Sony has had that for a while. Sony's mm-hmm. had that. And so that's, that's, it's going to be there. Right. Yeah. Speaking of E3 hype. Well, I'm excited. I I'm guess hyped. it's uh, the train. Where's I, the hype train? I guess it's uh, anti-hype. What? This no, week? This is, it's exciting because now <laughs> it's unknown. It's like so much is changing about E3. So you know, was it we, two, weeks, two ago, weeks ago we talked about EA will not be at E3 whatever. in the traditional sense. They're going to do their own thing. I get outside. that. Makes sense. Last week we talked about Activision. Not going to have a booth at E3. Not the first time that's happened. And Call of Duty will be in Sony's booth. Sure. Today, both Disney 
and Wargaming came out and said they will not be at E3 either this uh, year. Wargaming makes sense to me because they're pretty well, much they're out on everything. Their booths are always huge. They're too large. Yes. Their booths are too big. Yes. But Disney also coming out. It's weird to me. I mean, That's strange. The past couple of years, the Disney booth has just been the place to go get your free Amiibo and then you go home, right? Or get my get my Oswald Mickey ears, or to get you right, know, right. all that stuff. That tells me that I mean, is Disney this year just going to be Infinity expansions? Do Probably. they not have any other? What else are they making? They don't make EA makes all the Star Wars yeah. games, right? Like the um, vice president of production for for Disney, John Vignacchi, on Twitter. Uh, regarding this announcement said we're focused on different activations throughout the year that allow us to engage directly with our fans and community directly so directly to you and we don't want to pay the esa for whatever much money they want for booth space at e3 so that's now four large booths in south hall that are no longer going to be there let me tell you i'd I'd like to announce that i have a booth (laughs) that i'm going to have at e3 it's it's a giant ball pit Ooh, okay. okay. So it's it's gonna take up all the booths that aren't there. We got four feet deep of those little plastic bowls from you know Chuck E. Cheese. It's gonna be incredible. <laughs> They're brought straight from Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, They're not clean. <laughs> They're not clean <laughs> at like all. Pizza grease and it's child pretty liquids, bad. You know, but they were cheaper that way. Totally. And, and it's it's funny because like two years ago we were worried about E3 because they were talking about tearing down one of the halls in the convention center to build like a football stadium or something. Yeah, but now time. it seems like. <laughs> now it doesn't matter because South Hall is almost half empty at this point. I only hope they expand uh, like the area where there's just couches and indie games. Yeah, you know? just make more couches, more indie games. Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I've seen so many different iterations of E3. Mm-hmm. You know, from this huge, excessive, ridiculous three three halls. Yeah, right, and not one not one meter of extra space or empty space. It's just. Mm-hmm. Ninety thousand people, or probably seventy thousand people yeah. attending, and then like no E three because it's that I go to those. Santa but they're in Santa Monica. Thing. They're in hotels. They're yeah. in this airport hangar. It's a hundred degrees in here. here? <laughs> and then now it's like, well, E three's back, you know. Yeah. But is it? And every year it's like, man, man, why are we even here? It's mm-hmm. weird. And it seems like a lot of these companies are like, why are we even here? Yeah, I, I keep saying, and I've said this on Twitter, um, E three isn't going anywhere. As long as Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony mm-hmm. are there, and sooner or later that may be I the say, who, only who, who's the first left. one of them. Yeah. You, so you think that, they're going to stick? You don't think one of them is going to pull? Well, why does Activision not need a booth? Because they're going to be in Sony's booth. Yeah. yeah, but also, what is Activision? They have Call of Duty. They, they don't have Guitar Hero. They don't have Destiny. Not this year. They don't have Guitar Hero. Well, maybe that's. They don't have Tony Hawk. And when you don't, when you give up your booth space, that's it. That's it. If you get it, if you want it back, you have to get back in the back well, of the and line, and then you're in the back of the yeah. hole. So, so EA had that prime space right when you walk in the South Hall. So, so they may be like, we're never coming back. Yeah. Or if we do, we're going to be where – well, and look at where Activision has been. They've been in the back. They've been in the back. Yeah. So, uh, as, Well, as long as Natsume is there, if I can get my <laughs> free like Natsume plush. I basically only go to E3 to get the Natsume plush. <laughs> it's a lot it. cheaper than buying it for $30 off eBay. <laughs> Buy the plane ticket, pay for the hotel, get your dog plush. Go home. Go home after that. <laughs> it's done. No press conferences. We're not yeah, doing press conferences. No, Nobody. Well, I guess we still have. No, we have. We have some press conferences. Mm-hmm. We won't be there. We might be there. We might be there. Uh, did you see what uh, Phil Spencer talked about this week, Mr. Um, Xbox yeah, so, himself? Guys, I heard you like computers. <laughs> yep. So what we're gonna do? Maybe I don't know. 
We're just going to like make another Xbox One that has maybe better, better parts stuff. inside of it. That's the solution. The new Xbox One. The new hour. Xbox One experience. <laughs> Connect not included anymore. We don't even sell Connect anymore. So they're going to they're gonna basically iterate, iterate on the Xbox yeah. One. That's and, not a good idea. Nope. Because how many people already have an Xbox exactly. One? Exactly. And unless I, I mean, what are they going to do? Do I have to buy a new one? Can I buy a little box and plug it in? It's my X32 Xbox? Just did, you, there's an expansion bay door on the bottom <laughs> yeah. of your Xbox One. Just open that little door. And stick the, the pack. Yeah, you just, just stick the thing in there. Yeah. If they're doing this so your games run better, that's one thing. But if they're doing it where you can't play this game if at all the... if you don't have the new Xbox One, like that's insane. That, that well, sounds like ridiculous. Didn't Nintendo though. do that a whole bunch? Well, that's with Nintendo. the handheld that's, system. That's Nintendo. They sure. they can get away with that because they're so adorable. Man, it's hilarious this time because the new 3DS you only need it for like one game and Super Nintendo games. And Super Nintendo because God knows we can't run Super <laughs> Nintendo games on the original 3DS. It's just not powerful enough. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't think this will work. I don't think, I don't it'll think work people. Either. It's confusing because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how long it's been on the market. The old Xbox One's still going to be there in yeah. some capacity. So you got Grandma going yep. to the store to buy the new SSX game for <laughs> for little Billy, mm-hmm. and he he loves Xbox because Minecraft, and even though that's on everything, and <laughs> except for the Wii U, sorry. So no, but wait, it's all no, Wii, it's Wii U now. Wii U. Oh, it is. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Those are big news. It's in not December. the 3DS. Though. Not 3DS. No. So do okay. There's the Xbox One, and then there's the new Xbox One experience. Well, Billy only wants to play SSX, but I don't know which. This one's five hundred dollars, and this one's two fifty or two ninety nine. Yeah. It comes with four games, but I'm confused. I think I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> I'm not gonna buy. I'm, you know, I'm making the choice not to buy. Yeah. This year, I don't Little think Billy that's a good can idea. Just deal with it. He's gonna <laughs> okay. have to just enjoy SSX on his Xbox three hundred and sixty, mm-hmm. which was not good at no. all. It was terrible. Yeah, I, I think this is him spitballing. You're right. I think it's too confusing from a consumer standpoint. Like Maybe we, it's, it's 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 difficult enough when you're at the store trying to explain the new 3DS oh because it's not new, it's, and we deal with new and pre-owned games. So you have a pre-owned new 3DS. It's not even that. It's this. There's one model of the Xbox One, but there's yeah. five different bundles. Right. Yeah. Well, same thing with the X, the 360, where you had Slim to do. Oh, that was worse. Do you want the yeah. E? Oh, yeah. That, well, do you want the four gig, mm-hmm. or even when it launched, we have the the 20 gigabyte model for mm-hmm. 4.99 or however much it was. I don't know. 3.99. Yeah. And then we have the the version that doesn't have a hard drive. Yeah. Right. That's that's confusing. Mm-hmm. And then that makes it development hell. Yeah. Because now you've developed your game, hoping, well, or assuming they don't have one. Yeah. Right, you, you've got to limit your game to where there is no hard drive. Now, eventually they and like seven years later, like fuck it, you have to have you a have hard drive. Have, yeah. Oh well, sucks TVU. I guess they they struggled for as long as they possibly could right. making that change. I, I mean, I, I understand the need to have a hard drive for games, and especially now with what they're doing. But I also don't understand why an Xbox <laughs> or a PlayStation is not modular. And at this point in time, with the way technology advances so rapidly. Like being able to upgrade your hard drive, your video card, your processor. Like, why can't they do that now? Why? Why doesn't GameStop or GameWare or, or those places offer the replacement services like a computer repair shop? Because that's what they they started going towards anyway with their phones and and everything else they're switching towards. I still think it's dangerous. I don't think consoles. I don't think it's a good idea because there's way too many. With PCs, there's an infinite amount of variables when it comes to developing your game. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many different combinations of, of hardware parts. It's mm-hmm. just it's impossible to know if your game is going to work well and everything. Consoles, it needs to be this is the thing 
until we release the next thing. Right. And you need to target your games to work on this. Cause this is it. Everyone's going to have this one unit and it, the games are running poorly as it is already. It, it already. But, uh, and if there's year. if there is, but if there are different models to this PS4, to this, you know, Wii or whatever, or this Xbox, that's, it's just going to make it a complete nightmare. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to the point where, well, I have an Xbox One. What do you mean the new Call of Duty doesn't work on my Xbox One? I have oh, yeah. Xbox One. Yeah. Well, this Call of Duty actually needs this model. Right. That, that is a nightmare. Because people buy consoles because they want to plug into their TV. They want to put their game in and press go. It. And that's yeah. it. I don't want to open it up. I don't want to troubleshoot. I don't want to go fix things. I don't, nope. I don't want to turn it on. It's always been it. easy. Yeah, but that, that's the thing is, so for, for example, like you have, and I'm just going to use processors, uh, you start your console, you have an i3 in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that you make all your games have to be compatible with that i3. You know, like the, no matter what it is, it has to be able to run on there. But as we have right now, like if I've got an i5 or an i7, like you will see noticeable graphical differences. Mm-hmm. Now I understand the logistics of that, but you don't give it to the person, like the, the layman, and say you upgrade this. You give them a location. You know, you come have, you to have, Sears, and yeah. we will slide your old processor out. And but, yeah. but slide then the new one in. They're screwing them up. And yeah. then they're they're not installing them correctly. And mm-hmm. is it Sony? Or is it, are they responsible for it now? Or is it this third party, you know, partner that yeah. we have, where this guy that's getting paid nine dollars an hour to disassemble my Xbox and <laughs> hopefully seat the processor correctly? I just I don't put enough faith into that either. Understandable. I mean, I, I think there would have to be like a certification system, and people yeah. would have to be trained in certain. certain I, I can't trust the Jimmy John's guys to put the right chips <laughs> in my bag, you know. Let alone switching the the processor on my PlayStation. I, I noticed you had a bag of chips on your counter over there. Yeah, the bag has been here for like a year. <laughs> the mistake bag. No, that's the right bag. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of. Uh, I like a good five to seven year hardware cycle. Mm. I think that. Last time was a little excessive when I was pushing eight and nine. Well, you could blame motion controls for that. Yeah, right. They were sending. I think that the more that a that a developer learns, you look at every end of cycle. Mm -hmm. Some of the best games always come out like not just best, most fun, or 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 highest rated, or best selling, but even performs the best. Some of the best games are going to come out right at the end of that cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's because developers are learning more about the hardware. How to properly mm-hmm. properly utilize every little aspect of it to get as much performance out of it as you can. Squeeze totally. every amount of blood out of that rock. We'll look at 360 launch titles, for, and they were yeah. amazing then. HD guys, I, you HD. Know, a lot of launch titles on 360 are still are pushing 60 frames per second, performing well. They're, they're beautiful, mm-hmm. but compared then, to launch titles on Gen 7, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, what is going on? That, right. Well, compared, so looking at the launch titles on 360, then looking at what they were able to produce by the end. You know, Absolutely. like that—that's exactly what you're saying. Like you can see, and it's, it's that—it's—it's you—you can you know the shortcuts, you know the tricks, you know what works best whenever you're trying to get this code. But to work. if we are allowing you know people to just upgrade the processors in their consoles, well then the developer, eh, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna we're just going to know that since they've got a better, we don't need to learn these tricks. They're just gonna up, they're gonna upgrade yeah. the performance, so mm-hmm. we don't need to. We're we're gonna be as skilled as a developer as we were on a on a year one title mm. as that year six or seven because we just don't need we don't need to know the ins and outs it would be left up to the the, the governing bodies to make sure that those people did not think that way but that's that's too difficult i mean i understand in, in my perfect world we're modular everything and my oh phone you can is modular <laughs> everything my, i could open yeah. up everything and just yeah. switch all the parts i can just go buy the i love that but it's it is it's, it's i see the PC appeal is. there too yeah. like mm-hmm. you know but it, i just think it would be too confusing and they're mm-hmm. i think it'd be, i don't think this would ever happen 
I, and, I, and that would be my one of my only suggested solutions to just all of this this you know this big hoopla and kerfuffle over the people getting having to worry about okay what hard drive do I need again like, mm-hmm. what, what do I need here you could just say here's a starter kit this is the minimum amount of money you can spend you'll be able to play all the games now someone else if you you know if your son goes to such as such as house <laughs> it'll look nicer there why because he's a rich kid his grand theft auto yes. had more bullets than mine <laughs> yeah. why did i get to see the shell casings on the ground on his tv but not on mine <laughs> So yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I, think I, I don't Microsoft see Microsoft is I don't know they're you know they're, they're in second some, place. They just need something to shake it up, throwing mm-hmm. everything at the wall, try to catch up, see what sticks. Sure, he can just say whatever, Attrition. and then if the internet's like, no, that's stupid. He'd be like, oh, well, we were just spitballing, or it's like, oh, this is great. Like, all right, it'll don't be out next year. Don't listen to the internet. <laughs> not right about anything. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? What else do we have? Okay, um, should have paired this up there. Uncharted Four multiplayer beta. Yeah, we mentioned that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but for the main game, got to wait a little longer. It did. Two weeks. Two more weeks. This is what, its second delay? Third delay? Third. We're pushing second. body number nine territory. Nah, no kidding. Uh, two weeks. Who cares? It was originally supposed to come on March 18th, which is like soon. Mm-hmm. Right. Then it got pushed to April 26th, and now it is May 10th. Perfect. It's the end of our work year. Yep. So Our weird work year where yeah. we don't work during the summer. Gotcha. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So if you're excited for Uncharted 4, you got to wait a little bit longer. So that's like a, exactly a month after like Ratchet and Clank, I think. Ratchet and Clank's mid-April, yeah. So yeah, maybe they're just spacing, spacing out, out a little releases. bit more. Uh, another delay, Mass Effect Andromeda has been pushed back to uh, Q1 2017. Or okay. the last quarter of their fiscal quarter. Yeah. So, have we seen any gameplay on that? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they still have, um, what's it called? Shooty Shooty. Battlefield 5. And what something else coming out this holiday Titanfall two, yeah, Titanfall, yeah, Titanfall, two Titan two fall. Titanfall. Yeah. Uh, news I wrote down just for you, Stephen. Excellent. Chris Sawyer said he's working on bringing Roller Coaster Tycoon two to mobile, and that's great news because Transport Tycoon has a phenomenal mobile port, mm-hmm. which was also originally developed in Assembly, right. Uh, and developed by one person yeah. in assembly, and that's, that's Chris same Sawyer. As Roller Coaster, yeah, same as Roller Coaster yeah. Tycoon. Because wow. they have Roller Coaster Tycoon 4 mobile. That's and just one of those, you know, that's not a good game. Yeah. So Roller Coaster that's a Tycoon. bad game. Don't make bad games. Right. You were playing, instead of working, when we were doing Roller Coaster Tycoon yes. on your touchscreen work laptop. I was. You said it was great. Yeah, it's great on touchscreen. So playing on an iPad would be wonderful. I've always wanted Roller Coaster Tycoon on an iPad. I'm yeah. very excited about this. It could be really neat. Uh, let's see, Dead Island Definitive Edition is coming out on May 31st on PS4 and Xbox One. They could have called it Death Definitive Edition, just <laughs> like Darksiders. They really missed the boat on this one. Dead Definitive. So if you're into that. Uh, also, you know, Division's coming out soon on, what was that, Tuesday? Yep. Uh, but if you are on the fence about it, you got to wait a little longer for those reviews to come out because they're not sending out early copies to reviewers. And that saying, makes sense. Saying they want to you know, wait till the servers go live so they can have the real authentic experience right. to review it. That, I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think those kinds of games you need to expect. Well, you know, a lot of the skeptical people, a lot of the cynical people always say when you know, if they don't send out review copies early, there's something wrong with the game. Mm-hmm. But I actually kind of believe Ubisoft this time. Because the same with Destiny. You know, Servicer Destiny went live Monday at noon, the Tuesday, you know, when, I, when it came out 12 hours later. So right. those Destiny reviews didn't go up till later anyway because the and servers the, didn't go live. And on a game like this where you have to be online, you got to yeah. wait for those servers. Well, and the solution to this is not, we'll make the servers go live earlier so that, mm-hmm. the, you know, the reviewers have their copies. Right. Let them play the game 
earlier, but that's still not good because your your population's not there. Right. Part of and this game is having yeah, that population. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And MMOs are the same way. Exactly. I, you know, I wouldn't trust a review for a game like this that came out the week the game came out because mm-hmm. I think no, the, it'd be bought and paid for that, and then the it just. It's not the full experience. The yeah. the people that play the game have not settled into it. Mm-hmm. So if you see a review for an MMO the week that MMO comes out, I don't think you really understand how this how MMOs works. work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, let's see. If you like Quantum Break and you want to play it on Windows 10, because you can do that now. Yeah. Uh, you have to be connected to the internet at all times while you're playing it to get those uh, you know in between TV episodes. The live action cuts. Live are, action. They're streamed. Yeah, they're streamed they're over the, the internet. Which is different from the Xbox One version where you can download those separately. It's weird they don't give you that option yeah. on the Windows 10 version, but I mean, your computer's probably going to be connected. Who's yeah. Who even gets on their computer it, if it's not it, on the Exactly. We've talked about this. Yeah, it's like, the same thing. But we, we've, we said this two weeks ago, I think, or recently. Like, if, if the internet wasn't working for some reason, we wouldn't even turn our PlayStation 4 on. On, yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it. Right. So I know Microsoft got a lot of shit for. Well, you're going to always have to be on mm-hmm. with this thing. But we're always on anyway. Right. So what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. But the the reason why they're streaming is to save disk space. Right. But why not give the option to download, though? Exactly. Oh, that's I don't know. weird. That's weird. And then we had a Nintendo Direct yesterday. We yeah. did. 39 minutes long. So we'll kind of blow through this and not take another 30 of my minutes for it. This won't take too long to talk about. Uh, Star Fox Zero is supposedly coming out on April 22nd. They say it's done. It's I'll believe done. it when I see it in my hands. Yeah, Body number nine was delayed a week before it came out, by the way. That's so true. I'm still yeah. skeptical about this. Um, there's a big Mario Maker update coming March 9th. Well, wait, 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 wait. We're done with Star Fox? Do you want to keep talking about Star Fox? <laughs> I was coming with a whole other game. Okay. You get Project Star Fox. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Project Guard I kinda, got turned into a different game. Now. Yeah. And it's you get two boxes. So mm-hmm. you buy it, and it's got two boxes that's value oh man right I you if you if you like Dual your physical boxes. thing the box art for um star fox guard or whatever it's called <laughs> project star fox i don't know slippy project slippy slippy <laughs> guard. um the box art's really cool it's like old 80s you know it's like yeah. the original comic style for star fox nice i don't know what that game is i don't know Miyamoto either. showed it 2013 i don't remember that either at all project so guard, you know. weird game. So also, you two games for yeah. the price of one. And I guess they thought it was so confusing, you trying to fly your ship and look at the touchscreen and shoot and all that shit. Now it's a two-player mode you can yeah. do where one person flies the ship and the other person looks around like an idiot and shoots things with the gamepad. MechWarrior style. Yeah, great. I love MechWarrior. They bring that back. There's a big update coming to Mario Maker on March 9th bringing uh, keys. Finally. To I, your levels. I was talking with someone on, on a Facebook chat during the presentation not you someone else oh, i see how it is we were but we were also talking I and i was i said how excited i was for keys and you know for keys to yeah. be in the game and he the guy that i was talking to laughed like he thought i wasn't serious <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool i thought that keys would be an excellent you know addition yeah. to to this game well, i think all mario assets need to be in that game how about a hill there's no hills. <laughs> a hill. Oh, hills would be great. I'd, I'd love for them to release packs of the assets out of each individual era. You know, yes. like they, they could just release SNES pack. They could just release, you know, like regular Nintendo. they pack. have been pretty good about, yeah. like, if it's in no, one, totally right. it's in all of them. Yep. Yeah. So I'll give them back credit. Or if it's not in all of them, the, some version of something is, right. is, you know, to replace that, you know, that extra mushroom. The ultimate add-on to this would be uh, Super Mario Brothers 2. 
would be mm, right. Oh man, that's so, that's so, so different. So vegetables and the, I know yeah, that needs to be its like, own. Separate. Well, the gameplay yeah, would be yeah. different as well. Exactly. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It would be a whole new new yeah. icon on your left side of your your uh, Wii U gamepad. Also, Super Expert Mode is coming to for the uh, Hunter Mario Challenge. What so is Super like, Expert? Mode? Even harder. Even harder than Expert that. Mode. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. Here we go. The game I was excited for until they decided to change it was the Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem game mm-hmm. coming on a Wii U, which yeah. apparently is not really that nope. anymore. Now it looks like a an idol. Well, and they announced this yeah. months ago. The I, game I came that. out months yeah, ago. Yeah, I missed mm-hmm. that. In Japan. Well, it's coming out in America on June 24th called Tokyo Mirage, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp Effie. So my problem with these games is always the butchered, you know, localization with the voice acting right. being terrible. Mm-hmm. So is it going to have terrible English voice acting? No, it's not. Okay. They said to keep the since it takes place in Tokyo to keep the you know authentic experience. Yes. It's going to be have Japanese voices and with the English subtitles, aka we were too lazy or cheap <laughs> to, to bring us. in. Yeah. <laughs> I think English maybe that localization acting. would have been difficult. Yeah, considering the setting. And yeah, no, you're not wrong. So but this I think is a kind of good funny. decision. Yeah. And people are happy because they would, yeah, and they they would get just it. want it to be in Japanese language anyway. Exactly. Like a lot of good anime. Yeah. A uh, new game announcement, uh, Paper Mario Color Splash. We heard you kids like Splatoon, so we're going to bring Paper <laughs> Mario back, and he's going to have paint and paint everything. Everything is going to have paint now. <laughs> the year of paint. That's what they that's, should call it. That's the only reason people like Splatoon is because <laughs> it has paint. That's it. <laughs> so we're going to put paint in every game. Uh, this doesn't I, look like a RPG. An RPG. I'm sorry. Is oh, it? RPG. It looks like uh, it looks like the Mario Luigi game. It has no, it, the first of all, it's Paper Mario. I know, so but I mean, it, it has like the, no. I don't mean it looks like that. I mean it, it has like combat. It has. Did it uh, have turn based combat? Yeah. Did it? Did it? I don't think it did. You had like your cards and you played uh, paint. I don't remember. It looks like it's. <laughs> they were standing. He was standing across from Goombas, and they were like taking turns looking at each I other. I just don't think Nintendo knows how to make a Paper Mario game. Anymore. I will agree with that statement because it's been mm-hmm. 13 years since a good one, mm-hmm. which would be Thousand Year Door. Mm-hmm. I guess Super Paper Mario did some interesting things. Yeah, so that's not a terrible game. But Thousand Year Door was more really, It yeah, really it was good. Mm-hmm. That like, was a platformer. Good, yeah. good. The the last one was just so bad. The one that was on 3ds. Yeah. 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 I remember the movie. That's coming out sometime in 2016. Um, something to do with your Amiibos. Uh, yeah. Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. It's one of those little Mario Donkey Kong. So yeah. they're wi- the, all the characters in the game are wind-up wind toys, yeah. and they just kind of go. It's like Lemmings. Yeah, and all your different Amiibos do different levels. Well, ten Amiibos are supported in this game. Okay, okay. Yeah. you're right. I wish every Amiibo would work. And the reason why it's only ten is because each Amiibo has a different... Like move, in yeah, the game. Exactly. and so each level is tailored to that exact mm-hmm. uh, different mechanics. Uh, I think it's a free download if you buy an amiibo, an amiibo at, at Best participating Buy, or retailers. at participating retailers like Best Buy, GameStop, and yeah, Walmart. Else. I think, uh, and then it's a free download a month later, April twenty eighth. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Like we talked about earlier, if you have a new 3DS, you can start downloading some Super Nintendo titles on your Virtual Console starting yesterday. Uh, F Zero Pilot Wings and Super Mario World, which Steven has now downloaded and is showing us. Oh, look at that. Um, Apparently my 3DS is about to die. Do you need to go plug it in? No, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, other games, you know, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Super Metroid, Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart, like, those are all coming too. So, it kind of sucks that, you know, I bought Earthbound on my Wii U already, I haven't played it, but I'd rather play it on my 3DS. Yeah. To educate, transfer it. I know. Yeah. Or at least get, like, a discount? Or, nope, full price. No, I think you get discounts in Europe. Well, it's like the, the the Smash Brothers packages, you know, like you do if you buy the bundle for both systems, you get a slight discount. Yeah, uh, that would at least be nice. How yeah. come when if I buy the amiibo, 
then it doesn't make the character playable in my game. That's how that should That'd work. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said Mother. Um, are you guys disappointed there was no Mother 3 announcement at the Nintendo Direct? Uh, are you guys Mother fans? Yes and no. They said they're only this is the Direct was only between uh, games between now and Summer. Yeah. And I have a feeling if they're going to localize Mother 3, they'll put it out later. I feel like you announced that at your Nintendo World Championship next year. Uh, just like they did or with at Mother the E3 Direct. One. Yeah, okay. like the yeah, Mother 1. I'm a huge Mother fan. I bought, I bought Earthbound in 1995 um, at a Walmart. I was 14. So. <laughs> I like playing NES and Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64. I've never played Mother 3. I mean, I have the ROM, right? but I'd rather I want to play it. it. I mean, obviously I've heard great things about Earthbound. Mm-hmm. I love um, Earthbound. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, let's see. There's uh, a Bravely Second demo coming out a month before the game on March 10th, while the game launches on April 15th. So, much like the first demo, much like the it's first one, it's side content. story, and you can transfer stuff from the demo to the main game. Uh, Dragon Quest Seven coming to the 3DS sometime in 2016. I know you're excited about yes, that. Yes, I love Dragon Quest. Monster Hunter Generations, which is known as Monster Hunter Cross in Japan, is coming out summer of 2016 on 3DS. Looks more actiony. Yeah, and so, it's got Marth. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. I guess <laughs> it looks like Marth. And then we had a really awkward. Wait, wait, well, wait, first wait, of all, wait, wait, looks like no, it actually has Mark. I thought it just yeah. said it was like the the gear was like. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, he, yeah. Your gear is Mark's gear. If you have a Monster Hunter Four save file, you get bonus content on Generation. Does it save it to the DS? I, I, I figured no the idea. save data would be on the card. maybe on the like your if you can transfer it to your is it uh, digital SD card digital only. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, and then we had a really awkward <laughs> like five minute plea. Like, hey guys, you know, we know y'all didn't really like Metroid Prime Federation Force at E3 last year, but we're, we're working really hard. We've been working on this since 2009. Y'all just need to cut us a break, okay? Like, we're First trying, all, and it's difficult, and games are hard. Seven years they've been working <laughs> on that game, and that's that's what we got? It still looks like shit. It does. Looking at it, like, like, I almost fell asleep. It feels like someone at Nintendo was like, we got these Miis, people love them. But they don't really. <laughs> um, we're gonna make a Metroid game, or like a game that's like Metroid with all these memes, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna stick them, and they're gonna be like deformed in their costumes. <laughs> it's just, I don't. It doesn't. I I don't. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's too early for me to to cast judgment on this game. But right. we we did play the terrible blast ball blast ball game. Yeah, I guess that's in. As you do in a Metroid game, you break <laughs> down and do a mini game that's like. Fun competition. So totally Metroid. And then after that, I got to go play Rocket League, which is this league's better. League's better. Perfect. And then they finished the Direct Thank with God. a new Kirby title coming on 3DS. So you know 3DS is almost dead. When they, here's another Kirby game. It's the uh, end of the life cycle for a Nintendo <laughs> console. But it's Mecha Kirby. Yeah, Kirby Planet Robobot. It's which, so cool. I'm glad you're excited for it, because I just see the Tails levels from Sonic Adventure 2, and I'm, I'm okay with disappointed. That. You're just <laughs> so bitter. As long as I see him in a G- Kirby in a giant mech, and I get some cool 3D Kirby art of him wrecking fools in his giant mech, mm-hmm. I'm okay. And then the robot can also get abilities from mm-hmm. the enemy robots, just like Kirby does. So and it, it, it looks very much like, um, what was the last one that came out? Same art style. Oh gosh, not, not Mass Effect. No, uh, Kirby uh, Mass Effect. Massive yes. Attack. Uh, no, it was. Uh, Kirby actually has a heart attack file. Um, it's the last one that came on 3DS. I have it. I played it. I don't remember what's called. Tilt and though. Tumble. No. Is it a Kirby game? Yeah. 
I keep want to say yarn, but it's not. It's yarn doodles. Uh, no. Um, not the fact check. Triple team. Triple that triple deluxe? Triple deluxe. This is terrible. Like, <laughs> we just cut this out. Kirby Triple Deluxe <laughs> yeah. for the 3DS. That game came out two years ago. Yep, January 2014. There's a lot of Kirby games yeah. lately. It's good. People like Kirby. And there's going to be a new line of Amiibo featuring Kirby characters. Yep. If you never got your King DDD yeah, Amiibo. Or do it again. With a different base and a different pose, just yeah. like the Super Mario ones and uh, Zelda. No. They get a Waddle D. Yeah, Mario Party ones. Mario Party. Yeah. And that's it for um, no. Come on. Well, so we we watched the American direct, right? But if you live in Japan, <laughs> you were probably really excited to see a couple of things that were really interesting, like a new 3DS XL that's shaped or designed like a Super Famicom. It looks so Whoa, cool. it's beautiful. I didn't see this. It is beautiful. And then more importantly, uh, Shovel Knight is coming to Japan, mm-hmm. nice. which is a a big part. I did see Yacht with, Club. Yeah, tweet that out. And um. Uh, what was it? Was it? 8.4 has been working on the localization for that oh, good. for a year now. That's crazy. I don't know why it would take a year to localize that. Or maybe it's just been, they've been like yeah, negotiating. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're, everyone at 8.4 uh, is very proud to be, because they love that game. I mean, yeah. I Shovel Knight yeah. as I'm knocking mm-hmm. over. I mean, you know, <laughs> so yeah, finally Shovel Knight is coming uh, to Japan. And mm-hmm. congratulations to Yacht Club, because that yeah. game is so good. I think yeah. we all love a Shovel Knight. I, I use Shovel Knight as a constant frame of reference for pixel animation as most yes. people should because yeah. it's fantastic and they they use so many great uh, just procedures you know like uh, I, I don't remember the names of any of the, the gigantic knight he's got the, he's got his two-handed weapon and the only thing that moves before his attack is his fingers uh, you know, like that. <laughs> That's like punch out style. Yeah. Quality. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And just looking at it though, you know, what they did there is they took a gigantic sprite that they didn't, you know, it might have been very difficult to animate right. something of that size. And they were able to, they're like, all right, what's, what, what is it that we can do to move this character to make him not look like a static sprite? Right. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything about that game, whenever, you know, because we're doing all straight pixels, like I, I Google Shovel Knight. <laughs> <laughs> um,. And now my new favorite part of the show, the rumor has it section. Do we, do we have a song for this yet? I or like should. a chime? You need like a chime. I need find I that. a composer. We need to work, we'll talk to you after the show. Um, according to German retailer World of Games. My favorite German retailer. I'm there like twice a week. <laughs> Battlefield 5 will be set in World War One. Come Whoa. out on October 26th. That year. doesn't make any sense, but okay. So what the rumor is. Yeah. Uh, it's a rumor. It's a That's rumor. right. A lot of people are saying when Call of Duty Black Ops came out, it was going to be set during the Korean War, but it just turned out it was like a flashback or something. Maybe so it might be a, similar, similar here. Right. Wake up in World War One. Right. For a second. Does that mean there's going to be a story second. mode? <laughs> Whoa, really? Oh. Not, like, well, we've had story in Battlefield Three. Yeah, but it's it was did Four have a campaign? Yeah. Did it have a campaign? I think so. I think so. Make me fact check again. No, I'm joking because <laughs> it, it was really bad. Oh, I got the you. Campaign okay. was just really bad. Okay. Um. So, more EA rumors. Well, this one, okay. So, this one I wrote down as a rumor, but it's kind of confirmed. Oh. Um, Titanfall 2 was popping up in GameStops as Already? a display. Okay, I was done. But the game has still hasn't officially been announced yet. Right. But we know they're working on it. Yes. And the um, EA CFO says it's supposed to come out before Christmas. That's perfect. But we still have no official announcement of Titanfall no. 2 yet. You announce the game and you release it. That's the new thing. Right. That's the new popular thing. But Fallout did it. Uh, I, they're already display boxes in a game Well, stuff. but they're not supposed to be. Right. 
So it means there Maybe, might be an announcement soon. Like in a week or two. Yeah. Or three. Right. When, do, when does EA have a big thing coming? I don't know. I mean, everyone's fiscal year is ending this month. So you, so. you do it then. Yeah. You do it right. You do it the week before the fiscal ends. Right. So it's in yeah. a couple of weeks. Please, those investors. Um, Switching gears, we've got another rumor. We've got a lot of rumors. Is it Gears week. of War rumor? No. That, that would have been, been good. Yeah. Uh, according to Destructoid, that's still the a number website? one place to get your Amiibo butt plug rankings. Yeah. That would. That would <laughs> That's not a good website to go to, but okay. Beyond Good and Evil Two. Oh, this rumor is terrible. Is going to be funded by Nintendo and will be out in 2017 on the NX, similar to how Bayonetta Two got picked They're up by just Nintendo. Making shit up now. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. But okay. So I'm going to make a Yoshi game where Yoshi is actually a submarine, <laughs> and Whoa. the entire purpose is to get to the end where your original egg is that you hatch out of. Done. So it was all I dream. love it. It was uh, a dream. And Yoshi has been a submarine before. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, yeah. That's true. That's so right. Yeah. Because... Ganon. It's Ganon. <laughs> it's also Ganon, a uh, popular uh, character. From... Beyond Good and Evil is Ubisoft, right? Yeah. And then, but because Bayonetta was Sega, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Sega's still around. And Sega they're just, is. They're, still they're around. in worse situation than Ubisoft is, but I mean, is it I think too outlandish for them for Nintendo to give Ubisoft money to do Beyond Good and Evil too? Beyond Good and Evil is a phenomenal game. Um, even today, I think that game is it still... holds up. It, yeah. I got it on PC. Like I was blown away yeah. by the memories that still flooded back to that, me from reliving it. And you're talking about a, a game where it nails everything. Like it nails the music, it nails the atmosphere, the characters. The, and then also, it's difficult to make a game that that juggles gameplay styles. You know, and that game does it flawlessly. It's it, got racing sequences. Yes, the, the boat racings were so awesome. It has everything. And the picture taking, you know, like I've never seen something that I actually enjoyed taking pictures other than Pokemon Snap. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. but that one, that one I actually liked taking pictures of things. You know, like it wasn't too, too, uh, I guess, uh, too much of a chore. And, and also, you know, um, Beyond Good and Evil has characters that have emotional weight. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, it's a story that you care about. It's a world that you're involved in. Mm-hmm. Um I think any system that that has a, a Beyond Good and Evil two uh, as, as an exclusive would benefit from it, but Beyond Good and Evil didn't sell well, right? So, Similar but neither did Bayonetta. Bayonetta. It yeah. became a cult classic. It did. It Similar to Bayonetta. Yes, exactly. I don't know. Maybe Nintendo does need games for their NX. Maybe mm-hmm. this was, but it's. I just I don't know. Where'd this rumor come from? I sent right? an email. Right. They didn't respond about the NX. Uh, we need to <laughs> we need to, to talk to them about that. And this game has been in development hell if it's even been in development for years. Well, we had that what that like announcement like six years ago. Yeah, exactly. So I love the universe and I love Michelle Ansel and mm-hmm. I guess he does have a, a, a history of working with Nintendo, but he's a history mm-hmm. working with everyone. So I don't know. Right. I mean, they brought Rayman over. Yeah. So like that was exclusive on Wii U at first. At first, at first. Yeah, right. Maybe this would be a similar deal. Maybe. Yeah. And Ubisoft has always been on the forefront of Nintendo launches. Right. They've always had games, you know. Zombie U. They do. No, you're totally that. right. Hey I mean, man. 3DS. I love Zombie U. I love Zombie U as well. Nobody else liked that game. What if they like had four-player split-screen action? Never. Why? Why was that not there? Zomb- and Zombie U is uh, alive again on PS4. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that. Or is it and PC? PC. It's called Zombie. X- X- really? Xbox yeah. One. It's called yeah, just Zombie. It's just Zombie. Is it not still split-screen though? It's still the one person controlling the zombies. Yeah. I've always wanted to make as a as a game developer one of my favorite things like, and to try to connect is is one person controlling the enemies and the other like person being, being the, the protagonist. Being the like GM. And yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. Oh yeah, dungeon master all the way. I love that about Resident Evil Six has that mode where you can be the enemies. Well, don't say you love Resident Evil Six too much. You're going we're gonna get some hate letters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, that's all the news I have for this week. There's a lot of like news. two hours later. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of news this week. I, like it was weird because like by Monday I had barely anything written down. 
and then now we'll have like the longest news doc I've ever had yeah. for this show. Four days. <laughs> Everything's coming out. Uh, speaking of things coming out on uh, let's see, new releases today: The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess HD uh, on your Wii U with that snazzy Wolf Link amiibo. It looks really Ooh. good. Oh, yeah. You've got one around here somewhere. It's, on the, it it's right behind you on the yep, There it is. I didn't realize that was like fresh. Yeah, uh, yeah that's fresh off the boat today. Uh, on Sunday, Ultimate Chicken Horse is coming out on PC. Definitely want to pick that up. Uh, Tuesday, Tom Clancy's The Division on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Rest in peace, Tom Clancy. Still putting new games out. <laughs> on Wednesday, it's like one game a day. Perfect. Perfect. Next week. Wednesday, you got Casey Powell's Lacrosse 16. I don't even know what that is. PS4 lacrosse, and Xbox One. It's a lacrosse game. Does it have a platinum? I don't know. I want to check it out. Yeah. And then on Thursday, we have the third uh, branch of Fates. Mm-hmm. Fire Emblem Fates Revelation comes out for those who do not have the limited edition collection. So for most people. For most for people. Most people. On uh, Thursday for twenty bucks. So beat it twice by Thursday. Yep. Uh, let's read uh, email. GameWareExpress at gmail dot com is our email address. We have an email this week from Nick. He says, "Hey guys, so recently has come out that in Japan, Pokemon Go will be performing field tests at the end of March for the new GPS GP, GPS based game. Now we've seen space battles with Ingress made by the same company, so I can't help but wonder." What other game ideas or genres might work well with this mobile GPS idea? What are your thoughts? Hope y'all are well. So yeah, Ingress was the you know we'll go to this zone physically and kind of defend it. Pokemon Go has that same move to an area and catch a Pokemon. So physically, I have to go somewhere. Yeah. So what other game idea? I uh, well, if I can put my phone in my car, you know, and turn the game on, I can play F Zero. <laughs> Drive really fast. That, the AR could just put an entire layer over your your Perfect. windows yeah. on the inside of your your car, so everyone becomes its own screen. <laughs> oh, dude! If I could just go to an empty parking lot and play, uh, I don't know, real world F Zero. They'll they'll this, find people pass out in their cars. This kind of technology doesn't really interest me. Really, I, I know some people got into those like I don't know hunting games where you have to go somewhere. Yeah, there's like a, tr- a thing. Like, you I have don't. To- that I don't want you don't want to leave your house to play no, a game. I, I leave my house constantly, and, right. I, and sometimes it's to play games. But <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, maybe maybe if I just I haven't played a one that's fun. So maybe okay. I need to play one. Maybe uh, the one from Nintendo will be the one that's fun. Pokemon Go will do it. Yeah, I don't really know. Zelda, exact... go find a treasure. Yeah, I mean something maybe found like something that. in an alley. Oh. <laughs> that's what I'm worried bugged. about. They're like <laughs> someone's gonna get murdered playing uh, Pokemon Go. Of course. So where are the Rattatas at? In the yeah. alleyways. I just got okay. stabbed. Oh, was it worth it for Zubat? Yeah. Well, yeah. Why are you walking into someone's home? With, you know. I mean, there's a legendary the Pokemon here. Yeah. Duh. I gotta give him a circus. <laughs> what are you, Cody? What do you think? Anything you could think of to use this like GPS based gameplay? I, I feel like there are all kinds of interesting things, but none of them that would. I believe would keep people's attention regularly, mm-hmm. you know, like using your location. Uh, I like the idea of um, depending upon how many players are in a different state, you know, like right. states could have different stats and whatever the game it is, they can compete in a different kind of uh, a level as far as that's concerned. And a population would have a lot to do with that. So there's, there, it's just really like a, one of those, you know, I don't know either. You know, like yeah. I, I haven't seen anything that, that 
that is going to make me super awesome, ultra mega excited. Pokemon Go is that thing I'm hoping for. And I think that's just based, at least for me, because it's Pokemon. Exactly. Because, like, Ingress does not sound interesting to me at all. Like, it sounds interesting as a concept, but not something I would want to go do. No. And I think it's just because it's got that Pokemon license, that nostalgia factor is what has the slightest bit of interest with me in Pokemon Go. But I still, again, not to be the cynical asshole of the show, but I, I think people's expectations are way too high for this thing. It's because that trailer was so... I mean, the, and the trailer was commercial, but it's like, guys, they didn't show any gameplay because it's not going to be that at all. No, but that was the thing is is that people don't understand what AR is. Right. And so whenever you show someone that kind of stuff, that's what they're going to think it is. Mm-hmm. And if and it did, if it was that, it'd be fucking incredible. It's not going to be. Of course, but no, you're right. And, and, and I think there will be a lot of cool elements to it, but people are going to go, where's my 3D Pokemon at? Yeah. Why can't I see my... Where's Lucario? You know? <laughs> right. I mean, that's like, exactly what people sound like. <laughs> well, Pokemon Tournament comes <laughs> We're going to punch Lucario. <laughs> Pokemon Tournament comes out at the end of this month. You can have your 3D Lucario there. That's true. There. That's true. You can. And and Gengar and its glory. Uh, are you guys are you guys Lucha Pika fans? Oh, yes. I like business Pikachu. Business Pikachu. Intern Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> Surfing Pikachu. Uh, thank you so much for that question, Nick. Uh, GameWareExpress at gmail.com is our email address if you want to email us a question for the show. Uh, guys, we are now over three hours. Yeah. Whoops. Let's, uh, why do you say we wrap this up with special stages and get out of here? Uh, who wants to go first? Special stages. Uh, I got Curse of Strahd today. Is this the uh, the random things? This is whatever you want. Like, yep, this is non-game related thing you want to plug uh, or talk about or, or, you know, brag. Gotcha. About. D&D just released the Curse of Strahd or Strad, whatever you want to pronounce it, and that is their newest edition of Ravenloft being brought into the 5th edition world. The wow, latest okay. incarnation. Uh, Ravenloft is like one of the OG settings that DMs would bring their players to when they wanted to kill them. Uh, it was like a really <laughs> harsh setting. Like, you you actually had to roll, like, horror checks, terror, fear checks. Like, if, you know, there's where Werewolves, vampires. Mm-hmm. It was a super goth setting, and uh, it has a uh, series of, of novels that I, I actually read. I, li- I like a lot of D and D novels, and uh, super pumped. I actually picked it up earlier today. I've been carrying it around with me all day, but <laughs> I haven't had a chance to read it. Uh, but it's a beautiful looking tome. And then um, how how is? I guess you're a big D and D fan. Uh, every like every week at least something. Yeah. How does playing D and D that much translate to making a game? Like coming up with concepts and story and design for your game. Uh, parallels. They're, they're yeah. the exact same almost. Okay. The same kind of procedures and, and and things that I do to get ready for a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just elaborate on what those things are because I don't have the players to like take it from there. You know, like right. it's like a it's like all right, what about this? And then they go and then you know, they're actors, they're comedians, they're they're people that are engaged. I have to change things a little bit but overall man i mean that's that's actually what probably got me into wanting to do this is being mm-hmm. a dungeon master creating worlds right and then i also uh i have a couple of people that i'm recruiting to do some writing who are also dungeon masters oh yeah that because seems like good people to have yeah you they that's what they do for fun right you know i mean like you want people that make creative cool content for fun to be on your side mm-hmm. and uh, uh i you know it it definitely helps out i will say um you know Sometimes I go to a D&D game and I'm just like, all right, didn't have time to prep. Let's have some fun. You know, like, let's, let's, but a lot of what we, what I do too is, is just basing it off of what the players are doing and how much fun they're having. And we don't yeah. have like, this has to be occurred during this campaign setting. That's we're cool. like, we're like, let's just keep playing, man. We'll play for an hour or two and we'll, we'll stop, find a good stopping point and then pick it up again. So that's, I'm super excited about that. Um, and I will most likely read that over the course of this weekend. Awesome. I've always been interested in D&D, but it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's hard to find a group to like play with, and I'm busy traveling a lot. It's like I've always wanted to try it, but then like I always I'm afraid of like just 
being terrible. So well, uh, there's a lot of apps that are out there now. Like I think Roll20.net, or um, there's a few other ones where like you can just open up your laptop. It'll the camera will take a, a picture of you, you know, like a video of you, and on a screen with five other portraits, you got the DM and all the players. Oh, wow. and it's got a dice roller. I mean, the the future has definitely made that easier for people. Right. But and a lot of people don't know about that kind of stuff unless you're in those circles. Right. And they've they've sure. developed those for ease of access for you know people that move away. Uh, you're we're running a D and D campaign, and someone gets a job a couple of states over. And you know, back in the day, that was it. Yeah, like that person was dead, or or their their character is now an NPC running a, a smithy. You know, I mean, like <laughs> stuff stuff happened to them, and and you don't have to do that anymore. So it's I, I love where we're at right now with Dungeons That's and Dragons. Awesome. Cool. Uh, as you know, or as you know, I know. Uh, Adam, I was, this past <laughs> week, uh, I was out of town in Houston for uh, Anime Matsuri convention. Mm-hmm. Renee and I ran our little table and sold little things that we make. It's our last year at Matsuri, uh-huh. so we will not be going back for um, personal reasons okay. because the organizers, uh, or organizer, one of the organizers of that event, um, there's been like sexual... Uh, like misconduct allegations with oh, guests wow. from the convention and just generally not treating people well and mm. disrespecting uh, others and just um, – Doesn't sound good. Whoa. So not we're not supporting Anime Matsuri anymore by attending. And we're, so that means – and we do very well there. We make a, a good amount of money at mm-hmm. our, our artist alley table, but that is not conscionable. Was that a word? It so is now. It is now. So yeah, That's disappointing to hear. Yeah, because it's our best convention. Right. Oh, you wow. Know, and this was our – Fourth, third, or fourth year there, but we yeah we won't be going back. We got San Japan so. moving to that. Yeah, program. we're going to be doing yeah. other CEO, CEO in Orlando. Yeah, that's cool. So. Bigger and brighter things. No Louisiana May. No, no. <laughs> we we actually had a we had an artist alley table at Louisiana May uh, the third year or second year. Mm-hmm. It's a very cute convention. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I hope people have fun. Yeah, I'm not saying don't go to Louisiana May. It just doesn't make sense for me to go. <laughs> right, especially if you're hawking your wares. Yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We need to be uh, I, we, numbers are the. I mean, you know, you need you need people to see your product. You need <laughs> numbers. It's all about so. eyeballs. Um, for mine, I'll bring up Power Rangers again. Like My childhood, yep. <laughs> is, is this a static? Uh, like every every episode? You no, have we actually we have a jingle for when we start. <laughs> no, we really could easily do that. Uh, because um, Boom Comics or Boom Studios, they released uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one issue number one for uh, on their comic the cover. This looked Wednesday. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I put it on Instagram, and it was really cool. Like I said, our issue zero came out in January, so kind of like set it so up in this. Is this like the first? Is it new new people or is no, it's, it based it's the, on it's the, the first? same you know Jason Zach so Trini, is Balkan yeah. Skull like Balkan is the Skull. last page so them actually on separate in issue one the first it opens because it's set like modern times so it's 2016 yeah so it's it, the, Trump the, the, is the president <laughs> it it the Dark framing times. the beginning of the issue and recapping what happened in issue zero if you didn't get that is Balkan Skull recording a video for their YouTube channel oh great they're like YouTube oh, sort of, and they do a <laughs> Ranger <laughs> podcast because you know they're obsessed with the Power Rangers I've got to see this. so they're oh, framing terrible. what happened. And interviewing people about the Power Rangers and the Power Rangers themselves because they don't wow. know who they are, and it's it's great, it's fun, and it's interesting to see them a a more mature take on the uh, human side of storytelling for Power Rangers, mm-hmm. where it's not just a kids show, and not mature like you know they're like slitting people, just less formulaic. It's yeah, like, and like you know yeah. they're dealing with more real world issues, and it's it, seeing it in modern times. And then speaking of seeing Rangers in modern times, electro, uh, electronic entertainment weekly. 
released the first shot of the Power Rangers cast on set because that started filming uh, for the reboots on March 1st. Oh. So it was the whole cast together. It looked like an L.L. Bean catalog shot. And everyone's like all pissy because they're not wearing their colors, but they totally are. They're just muted. Yeah. Like it's not just like I have a bright ass pink shirt on, Kimberly. It's a little more of a dark magenta <laughs> shirt. And like you know, they have it's just not nineteen ninety three anymore. Exactly, yeah, guys. Get rid of the neon. They're trying. They're trying to modernize it. I think it looks great. I'm super excited. I mean, I could be biased for that nostalgia for Power Rangers, but I'm excited. I'm glad Power Rangers is coming back. So, yay! Cool stuff. Uh, so that's it. That's uh, that's our show. That's this week. it. Well, hold on one last second. Okay. Uh, we are doing a Kickstarter. I was about to say, where can we find your stuff, Cody, and talk about your Kickstarter? Yes. Uh, so um, we're we're gonna be putting a lot of social media posts over the next month. We're doing a dev blog on Wednesdays. We're showing pictures of Toki on Tuesdays. On Mondays, we're gonna be talking about the team. Thursdays, we're gonna be talking about games that influence us. What we're <laughs> doing, and then Fridays, we're trying to get uh, solid, just really meaty posts. Still screenshots uh, Saturdays, and then concept art Sundays. We are preparing as much content to release to the public and that's awesome and and we're working very hard to make it as, as good of quality as not just like you know attrition we want it to we want to show very you know like very valuable things to our public so um we're doing this in anticipation and building up our kickstarter for march 31st our goal is to get forty two thousand dollars um we're gonna have a budget breakdown on the kickstarter we're gonna give everybody a list of what the rewards are our goal is to turn our part-time employees into full-time employees and with that we will be able to get our game out by the end of this year we're looking awesome. at uh hopefully halloween would be like a really awesome time yes, yes. i agree That'd and really and good. if we can get that that's our goal getting these people from part-time to full-time accelerates our development cycle so much that we can achieve that goal but it's with this success and we'll be able to pay you know the people that are working that are waiting for some kind of return you know there's normally a level of profit share in a lot of indie companies right, of course. you know sometimes we want to we want to help each other out more than we want to make money and so we're like look we have the time to do this we want to help you out uh, you know, like offer consultation. Other people offer all kinds of different services. So March 31st, uh, go to KingCrowStudios.com. The game is called Quest of Souls, a twin-stick fantasy-inspired shooter uh, with the throwbacks to Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy, Super Smash TV, Gauntlet, uh, and Pocky and Rocky is probably the <laughs> biggest influence for our it's a game. Great game, yeah. And and if you don't know what that is, because I didn't until uh, until you know not too long ago, Google. P-O-C-K-Y and R-O-C-K-Y 2 is probably the better one. Um, but that's what we're trying to do. So yeah. uh, if anybody could, you know, we have Twitter, we have Facebook. We'd love to, to hear from anyone. We do, you know, like comments, whatever. Let us know if you like it. If you don't, what we can change. Um, you know, we're all about talking to people. So please, we look forward to uh, having a wonderful follow-up with you guys about our Kickstarter success in the future. Hell yeah. Yes. And, uh, and I can't wait to talk about how the whole process went and, uh, you know, and, and hopefully have a lot less stress. No, uh, but <laughs> I'm excited time. for y'all. I hope y'all do well. I have Quest of Souls on my Steam wish Woo-hoo! list ready to go. Uh, so yeah, guys, check that out. Quest of Souls. It's fun. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arinder. At King Crow Studios. And I'm at Steve Gameware. And you can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR, or this podcast, facebook.com slash GamewareExpress. You can you know, find this on SoundCloud every Friday that I posted. It's getting late. I'm going to try to hit this Friday deadline. Yeah. Uh, also, we are on iTunes. Like, subscribe, share, review, yeah. rate. Thanks for all the reviews, everyone. Uh, Google Play and Xbox Music. Uh, Cody, thank you so, so much for joining us. It talking awesome. extensively about a whole bunch of bullshit. I <laughs> hope you had a good time. Definitely. Steven, glad to have you back. Glad uh, to be here. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening. Uh, have a great weekend, and we will see you next week. 